is, ladies and gentlemen, fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, this meeting is being live streamed, says Zoom. Uh, what's going on, gentlemen? Say hello. 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 How's everyone doing? Hope doing great, doing man. Great. I am, I am. How about you, D? How you doing? There we go. Cheers, dudes. I'm, I'm I, almost 420. Yeah, man, I'm running behind. Look at that. We even uh, we even were ahead. We were like, oh man, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. And then we went live and look at all this time we have. Uh, sometimes a minute feels like more than a minute. Welcome, Midwest Grown. Welcome, Ke Captain Calmag. Holy cow, Captain Calmag in the house. Look at that. The solution to everybody's freaking problems. What's going on, Atomic Spoon? Cheers, legend. What's up, uh, uh, Guerrero Grows? And happy 420, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Uh, cheers, cheers. Cheers, uh, can't see. New Grows. What's going on, man? Uh, uh, new Growth is uh, New Grows is saying he's fourth. I think it might be actually fifth. Let's see here. Did I miscount? Man, I think you might be. I think you might be sixth. But you know what? I will find out for sure if I switch to live chat, ladies and gentlemen. I highly recommend that we switch to live chat for a less filtered experience. Let me count here. One, two, three, four, five. I think sixth. We have confirmed sixth noob. Well, what do you what do you what do you expect? He's a, he is a noob, right? He he says it right there. He's a noob. What do you want him to know, to know better? Actually, you should, because uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's false advertising. If you know a uh, noob, you know that he's not a noob. Welcome. We'd never kill. Well, I'm talking like a freaking weirdo today. We'd never killed Kenny. T.O. in the house. What's going on, my friend? LG already here. Stony Creek. What's going on? Red Bear Farms. Welcome, my friend. Welcome, gentlemen. What's going on? Uh, uh, welcome to the show, my friends. Uh, uh, honestly, I feel like we're, we're, we're early or something. We're not, actually, but we're usually like uh, still bullshitting about whatever. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. If you guys are 21 and over, sit back, relax, uh, uh, check your, I don't know, maybe you don't have a can opener. Perhaps you need a can opener. What brand of can opener is this? This is, uh, I don't know what this is anymore. This was uh, probably a freebie. Oh, I think this is probably Yerba Buena. That's probably what it was. But ironically, they went into business too. So actually, the can opener has outlived the business that gave me the can opener. That's kind of funny. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I think they went out of business. I went, okay, maybe they didn't. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to I don't want to curse them if they're still alive. Maybe they're still alive and they're like, what the fuck? We're still fine. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, check your can opener situa situation, even if it is from, uh, uh, let's say, extinct or, or deceased uh, uh, business. It's almost like a ghost can opener. Wouldn't that be funny if it was like, uh, if the can openers or the freebies, more like the swag, that would be kind of a funny story. Like the swag that a company gives out, the company goes bankrupt, but the swag from the company comes to life as like ghosts from the company. Kind of like office space, but with ghosts. West Engineers, he's, he's like, ooh, in the background. Yeah. Uh, what if the what if the what if their gear becomes more valuable than anything they ever made? All their like they had <laughs> beer mugs, they had t-shirts, and like just becomes this high beer mugs have item. a rare they, they have a rare uh, uh, metallic alloy that is only found in the process that was made for those beer mugs. Exactly, and you can only find it in the Yerba Herba Buena beer mugs or something. I don't know. We're working on it, ladies and gentlemen. It's a story in progress. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to sit back and relax for a moment, you may do so. <clears throat> on the other hand, as I clear my throat uh, uh, for the, the boys and girls in the chat, boys and girls, gather around. Uh, we, I don't know, do we want to put a collective story together? We could, we could put a collective story. Uh, boys and girls, oh, gather man, around. We just do Come by and sit words. down. Come by. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you hey. should listen. Go for it. Once upon a time, get the fuck out. <laughs> to the point. To the point. There you go. Dee, do you have any follow-ups to it? Over twenty-one. The fuck is, you know, while I'm here, come back though when you're twenty-one and over. We'll sit down and chill, and you can learn something. 
That was full on. And they lived happily ever after. That's it. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. If we don't win a Nobel Prize for that, I'm going to be shocked. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, now that you're gone, get the fuck out. You better be gone. Once you're 21 and over, you're welcome to come back. B is cleverly holding up uh, the packages to remind me as to uh, show you guys a website. Uh, before I do, ladies and gentlemen, uh, take a look at our podcast over on uh, you know iTunes, Spotify, uh, Chrome podcast or uh, Google podcast, Amazon podcast, you name it. Uh, what do I say? Uh, Stitcher, a bunch of different places. Uh, 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 what's that another big one shit I can never think of the, the ones I should need to have a list so I can finally uh, 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 just rattle them off ladies and gentlemen if you do listen to podcasts though uh, we have I think a really unique one that you might be interested in listening to uh, we have this uh, long form kind of a pub uh, atmosphere uh, where we actually discuss a really interesting kind of serious subject a lot of times uh, you know I mean they're not really serious they're not the, the world ending whatever but you know for us for us weed growers uh, it is quite serious we discuss uh, soil science and you know uh, watering strategies breeding strategies I mean, we were talking about all kinds of stuff, uh, genetics, what we like to grow, what we like to smoke. And uh, we do it in a, like I said, pretty long form format. So the shows are usually three, four, five, six hours, sometimes even eight hours long, which it blows my mind when I'm editing the podcast. I'm like, how did we do that for eight hours? But we somehow did. Coot comes on, Potent comes on, you name it. We're still freaking talking. So it is a unique uh, podcast. If you guys have uh, t- taken a look before and thought, oh, you know, this would be fun to, to listen to. I mean, you probably are listening to it if you're uh, watching the show or whatever. But I don't know. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your bud tenders, because these uh, long form shows are difficult to uh, uh spread to people so anyway ladies and gentlemen if you could leave a positive review if you enjoy the show honestly that would be very very helpful frankly uh that's one of the best ways to help grow uh, the podcast the show you name it is literally word of mouth but also if you can't uh individually spread or if you don't individually spread the word of mouth uh put a, a positive review that helps tremendously uh apple is uh, very fond of people who have good reviews and so they push that that kind of stuff up in the algorithm so, for example, you see uh, when you look around at the different podcasts, the ones that actually accumulate a bunch of good reviews, they they grow pretty quickly. So if you guys wouldn't mind, honestly, if you enjoy the show, leave a review. I'd be really appreciative. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, take a look at uh, the Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. Thank you, D. Portland Cannabis Tasting Society photo contest. You realize that, or I realize that I'm not on that website right now, but I'm on the contact Fumidoro page of uh, my website, fumidoro.com, ladies and gentlemen. There, you can very easily click on uh, our Discord. We're having lots of fun over on the Discord. Smash over there all the time. We're having all kinds of fun discussions. We have all kinds of fun. Uh, right on. Cheers, dude. Uh, if you want to go and puff with Smash, Smash is always saying, man, he used to uh, puff alone. Now he doesn't have to. You know, he can puff with all of you guys. He can puff with uh, his friends, your friends, you name it. Come on by. And well, I, I don't mean to presume to, to invite to his group, but uh, the point is uh, uh, join us. That's it. Lady, lady, don't be a jerk off. You know what I mean? Just uh, come on. Uh, don't come to fight, but uh, come to puff. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, join us over on uh, that Discord link. Uh, you know what? That, come to think of it, that might be like a two-week-old Discord link. The Discord links expire, which is really annoying. You're going to get one right on, and then I'll probably try to uh, uh, paste that onto the website there. Ladies and gentlemen, questions, comments, concerns, fumador at chronictable.com. I'm always happy to uh, uh, answer, I don't know, a question you might have, or if you especially have a question about my genetics or something that goes without saying, uh, please let me know. Uh, but, you know, uh, otherwise, if you have a question about the show or a suggestion or a suggestion about a guest that might come on the show or whatever it might be, 
let me know at fumador at chronictable.com. If for whatever reason you don't know uh, which channel you're listening to, for example, you're listening to on a podcast and you're like, oh, I'd like to see you guys live because this is actually a live show that we turn into a podcast. Go take a look again at the contact Fumador uh, page or Fumadoro page over on uh, Fumadoro.com and uh, click at uh, YouTube.com forward slash blah, 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 Fumador and the flavors. You'll see everything else there, ladies and gentlemen, from the Instagram to Portland Cannabis Tasting Society Instagram. That's the one that I hope you will click. And uh, honestly, uh, submit a new photo, just like this beautiful photo right here from uh, Johnny Summertime. We haven't seen him for a couple of months. Uh, he's thrown down a nice spontaneous photo. Beautiful, beautiful work. Actually, I like the creativity of it. I like that it's unusual. You know, it's a, it's a leaf taped to the wall. I love it. Good color combination too, though. Uh, beautiful, beautiful shading on that leaf. The more I look at it too, look at that, that green in there, the red shading. I absolutely love that leaf. Anyway. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, basically hit me up with a post, uh, uh, tag me at Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. Uh, it looks like Johnny is able to use the old uh, hashtag. So I guess you guys can use that hashtag too, because I mean, fuck it, we were using it for months. Fumi's photo contest, or also Fumi's contest, because uh, last month we were thinking that the hashtag was uh, shadow banned. So ladies and gentlemen, use either either one of those tags. You can honestly use both, frankly, because it's uh, uh, the more redundancy you give me, the more chance that I will see it. Sometimes I don't see the posts uh, for whatever reason. If I don't check into the Portland Cannabis Station Society uh, Instagram for a couple of days, sometimes it gets buried. Or if I get too many, or uh, not too many, but if I get a lot of uh, alerts, you know, somebody came by and liked a lot of posts, whatever. Man, some of those posts just honestly get buried. So if you uh, do that redundant tagging, I almost always see it because it'll say like so-and-so liked and shared and blah, blah, blah. And it'll send us a message. So long story short. Ladies uh, you get those stupid things too. I don't even have as many followers. I do, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. No, it's, it's uh, Instagram is bizarre. They, they have all kinds of weird stuff where they don't show stuff chronologically, but then they do one day. And then, oh my God, it's just it's an endless fuckery with Instagram. So. I get For those- redundancy's sake. Go ahead, Smash. I get those stupid uh, comments too. The oh, the DM, come blah, join blah. us, uh, DM to collaborate, blah, blah, blah. Promotions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Your multi million uh, account, uh, uh, Instagram definitely wants to talk to me. Uh, hold on a second. I got a freaking comment. Sometimes it's yeah. funny. It's, it's funny. <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. You will need a cartoon character drawn for you. I'm like, no. <laughs> Right. Lots and lots of, I mean, I do actually need some design work, but, uh, man, most of the people that solicit me, it's just like, oh, I don't even, I don't even like that style. Like if I were to, I don't mean to talk shit about anybody, but a lot of the people that do follow me on Instagram, are like, let's work together. Uh, it'll be some dude who I would totally hire if I wanted to create like a, a pinball machine in a schizophrenic asylum, basically. Nice. Okay, I'm being an asshole a little bit, but you know, like crazy monkeys that look like they're smoking crack with like fucking loud colors. And I, you know, it's like, no, man, I don't want that to symbolize my brand. Okay. I'm just being a jerk right now. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm, I'm uh, uh, slightly exaggerating, but uh, uh, man alive. I wish it would be uh, uh, easier to find. Uh, uh, well, what was I just going to say? I was going to say something that I would laugh as soon as I say it. I wish it would be, were easier to find quality people said literally everybody ever so yeah all right never mind let's let's uh ignore that ladies and gentlemen go back to my website if my page will please go back there we go 
let's see here. Uh, thank you, Smash, for posting that uh, link. I'll get a second. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, uh, actually, I do honestly, I, I should put up, put up like a freaking announcement or just tell people like, because a lot of people watch the show. I do actually need some art, but I don't need any like crack smoking monkeys. I have to be honest. If you guys are, are, are uh, I don't know if you, uh, cartoon and, 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 uh, goofy art is fine. Uh, I'm actually kind of interested because we have a few different ideas or I have a few different ideas. Uh, but I do, um, definitely for the website and stuff, I have a little bit more, um, I don't Refined. know. That's gonna be a little bit more challenging. Yeah, I have to say it. And I hate to say it that way because it's like, well, fuck you, blah blah blah. No, but I mean, like, you know, city of gold and shit. I don't want it to be a fucking cartoon monkey. You know what I mean? So it's like it's got to be a little bit. Uh, um, I don't like, know. Have to what do you envision? Like, what do you? Envision? I'm envisioning like, basically. Uh, how do I show this without? Let me see here. Hold on. I could probably show this. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say because like. I don't know. I know a really good graffiti. He's more of a graffiti artist, though. You know what I mean? Bubbly or color. Like the thing is, I've thought about changing the logos and stuff fairly regularly. So I'm not. I'm not stuck on any one idea. Like we can totally change uh, the logo a few times, but I'd like it to be. I don't know. I'd like it to be elegant. I'd like to be somewhat timeless. You know, because I feel like the the whole name to me, the concept was somewhat timeless. I don't know. Like uh, I was saying I earlier, think- like I used to go ahead. I think you should make your logos to be stickers, to be honest with you. Who doesn't like getting stickers? Stickers. I do need stickers, but how do you mean? Like the logo itself is a sticker of a logo? Make your, somehow make your tag to the bag with the fucking Fumi, Fumidor Seco and a sticker, a little emblem, and then like you just staple it or something, and then they carefully pull out the stapler and can use the, That's cool. use the sticker elsewhere. And then also like it, it keeps keeps you in their mind all the time too, right? So right. Most people that well, not saying most breeders or something nowadays will send you like two or three snaps or slaps with their with their order. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's uh, stickers are a pretty big. People love them. You know, you put them in the grow room, put them on your binder, put them on your computer, and then the thing is, wherever that person goes, your name's following it. Right. Picture's too big. All right, now ignore the nudity and stuff, but I'm really into, I almost got a really cool logo, actually, not too long ago, uh, but it kind of fell through. Basically, this like fin de siècle or you can steal kind of style. I'm really into that. It was like a, a turn of the 20th century, uh, Barcelona, France, stuff like that. It reminded me a lot of those like Viennese cafes and stuff. I was really into having like a, a chick basically smoking a joint uh, uh, in a little, you know, square I don't know. People are probably like, what the fuck? Why, why does Fumidor want that? Again, ignore the nudity. I don't want that freaking naked chick on the freaking logo, but uh, that's just what I could find in a couple minutes of, of uh, Googling. But um, that was for the bitter oriental. It looks like it's, all right. So I would say mm-hmm. you're trying to stick with like the Greek mythology theme. Cause that's what that reminds me of. Maybe I suppose. Like that reminds me of something you would see in Greece or, 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 you know what I mean? Like on a wall or something like as an necessarily, you know, like, uh, it's basically like turn of the century, uh, France, but like last century. So it was like party hard France. I don't know. I mean, I'd be chill with something like that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, basically, uh, a, a poster for like a brasserie or something. You know what I mean? That would be, that would be chill too. Cause that reminds me of like, like I say, like uh turn of the century France and shit. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. That's up for debate. I don't know why I got off a fucking tread topic. 
Uh, I think I got. I think I stuck my own foot in my mouth. Actually, I think that was my fault. To be honest, you're the man, Sam. Oh, look at chat. Sam. Oh, Sam. My chat is lagging. Holy shit, my chat froze. Well, cheers, uh, Sam. Also, thank you, my friend. I need to reload my chat because it's literally frozen. At cheers. Yeah, it was frozen all the way back at. Yeah, way before was frozen. Vicarism was uh, uh, frozen several times. I love that too. Hidden, 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 hidden by like 15 different people. I love it. On this chat, it's like they don't even have a stand, like a chance. Immediately, as soon as they pop up, hidden like 15 different times. Cheers, Richard D. Cheers. I welcome my friend. What's going on? Twist in the house, Captain Calmag. Uh, as I said earlier, Clack was cool. I believe he was in the chat. Clackamas Coot, I'm sure that his favorite person in the entire chat will be Captain Kalmak. Everybody's solution to everybody's problem. Excellent. We, we, we have it all in, in hand. Uh, Decoy Bacon in the house. What's going on? Good day, Jeff. Uh, cheers, buddy. Who else in here? See, I didn't see any of these people. What's going on? Dank Gannick, Supreme Grape in the house, Coffee Pots in the house. Holy cow. Coffee Pots sent me a freaking pile of interesting seeds. We should actually talk about this because I think I have enough to give out a, a few of them, honestly. Uh, Clackamas Kuda in the house. What's going on, my friend? Keto's uh, Clackamas Kuda's talking about Keto is neato, but paleo is not as good as fellatio. Amalgamated weed growers of San Dimas. That's a, that's he's a good completely yeah. right. He's that's not a, wrong. That's a, that's no, a, guys, he's, he's no the guy drops knowledge. I mean, constantly, constantly. Right? That take that shit to the well, bank. Uh, they probably won't cash that check, but you never know. Big oh, in the house. Welcome. One. You think so? All the way to the bank. Green Ghost in the house. What's going on, my friend? Great. Cheers, buddy. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, I should post the link to join us, ladies and gentlemen, by the way. It's mad funny. I got I to shout out uh, real quick. I got to shout out Steelbird and Dirty Indica. They're still chilling in my room right now. That's pretty funny. On Discord. <laughs> and in our chat, too. <laughs> All right. What is my notes? Literally freezing lately. So notes is integrated into the new version of, I mean, it's been integrated forever, but it's like, especially integrated in the new version of the Mac, whereby like, if you go to the bottom corner, it'll open a note. But since they did that, my notes constantly fucking freezes. And so now I have to like force quit and restart. Finally, now I have it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do it. What are you smoking there? uh, Smash. It looks good. Uh, What runs? Bye, Rosen. Right on. Yeah, pretty good. Yo, I got the. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a heady boy this week. What do you got there? Blueberry cruffin? Yeah, fucking my buddy. What is that? It's all right. It's not bad flower at all. But it's nothing blueberry. More gassy. Um, you know who Boom Extract is? He used to be out in Portland for a while. I do. I think yeah. So it's one of his boys, like hmm. the backpack boys whatever they all hang out it's that style of people like my friend works like my one homie that like takes pictures around here he's actually like on your level of pictures you know what i mean people hire him to take pictures um he works at boom's glass shop in wool he's got a glass shop in wool mass so i always get the cool stuff like this but they kind of charge a lot of money for stuff like this i was like i just want something decent i'm about to be done harvest like i just feeling like a, a week or two gap or three like gap you know what i mean no i feel it yeah you don't want to i mean especially us growers do the price shocks at the dispensary are fucking rough you walk in there and like man <laughs> how <I'm> much alive. <laughs> seriously you're like well i need that much per day? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, the 35 not bad for an eighth 
How much is it? 35, 10 a gram. Again, you know, but I, I swear I go through an eight a couple times a day. I mean, I, that's not a fucking exaggeration. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I would <laughs> literally read up twice I'm a millionaire. <laughs> no, man. Shit. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to be drinking uh, Ancestry. I haven't had one of these in a, in a, in a minute here. Uh, Ancestry Brewing. I believe they're from Tualatin-ish. My first yeah, harvest. Tualatin. Uh, Porter. This is an American-style ale. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys are enjoying something uh, nice and tasty as well. Uh, I think I remember these guys being pretty good. I mean, that's obviously why I picked the bottle, but uh, I'm pretty said. sure these are good. These are exactly, they're saying this uh, classic American porter has the balance of chocolate, has the perfect balance of chocolate, caramel, and toasted malt for full flavor and medium light. Well, we'll be a judge of that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, cheers. BX Gunner in the house, River Rap. What's going on? Cheers, everybody. Uh, who else in here? So, uh, have I missed someone? Guerrero. I think everybody. it's. I think it's funny that our like our you guys are pretty much perpetual. Like West is kind of perpetual and stuff. I mean, I kind of shut down this last grow, and I, I'm gonna stop doing that. I just I well, like I'm, I'm off my I'm off my first uh, I'm off my first shutdown in a long time. It's just my first shutdown in two years, and that was yeah, that's just, about that was just to just to finally squash those spider mites. I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. I couldn't fight anymore. I just want to is much stronger than me. <laughs> you know, I'm about to I'm about to get there because I I, don't, I haven't wanted to say this before, but I've got them basically to a level where they're controllable, but I cannot completely eradicate fucking, them. They're evil, scorn of fucking god. And so I end up having to basically spend spend all kinds of money on on fixing it. I've spent like 120 bucks on freaking persimilis in the last two months. Uh, I sprayed this weird spider butt peptide shit that basically singed a bunch of my fucking plant leaves. Uh, the other, I keep just having to kind of fuck with them because they keep being almost, uh, like I say, almost eradicated. And they're basically always, uh, how do I say this? Uh, uh, semi-resistant to something. The next day when I scope, I always, always, always see some fucked up adults. Like it just, I, I cannot fucking help it. Including that spider peptide thing. Everyone I've talked to says, that has 100% efficacy, 100% efficacy, blah, 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 blah. It didn't have 100% efficacy with these fuckers. It's amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. I mean, I don't know. Uh, one thing that actually really does work, and I'm, I'm, I'm reduced to this, basically. So this is the next step, essentially. And now in the, in the intervening cycle is what I'm going to do. Literally holding the plant upside down in a uh, like a, a bowl of uh, Suffoil X infused water. That oh, yeah, for sure. Up. Yeah, I know. I'll get them. I'll get them for sure. Yeah. And so it's just time consuming and you have to make but sure you to have, do it with the right timing. And don't you have stuff that can't get moved out? Like that's the yeah. problem. Like well, you're yeah. kind of like in a space and you can't really move stuff around. Not so much that. It's just um See, I you don't, don't know breeding, why I can't really get rid of them. I have to be well, honest. You don't want to lose your breeding cuts, is what I would say. That's basically the issue. Like I cannot stop growing because I don't want to lose uh, uh, some plants. Uh, and um, what if you uh, took cut, dipped them, 
started a little well, that's area. basically what i'm getting to yeah that's that's the how do i say yeah. this i've been evolving this process for so long i've tried basically everything i can because the point is that i don't use actual honest to god pesticides and i realize yeah, this yeah. probably a stupid line or whatever else and one of these days i might just finally go to the store and get some gigantic <laughs> or whatever honestly because i am a little bit sick of, of dealing with it but i have wanted to deal with this in a, a harmless or nearly harmless way and so everything that i use is basically harmless so stuff oil x even is basically emulsified like salad oil pretty much it's a canola oil and i think soybean oil right, I dr bronner's exactly. is that stuff uh dr bronner's is a tough one because you can't really use anything else after you've used dr bronner's or vice versa because it interacts okay. it's got the citric citric oil um that's one of the problems for example honestly clackam scoots in the chat probably that's one of the reasons why i didn't use neem oil is because neem oil was sort of an either oil, either or, and then I couldn't switch to something else in the past. Now I'm actually reconsidering everything and I might fucking slather everything in, in neem oil. Uh, but uh, I don't it know, works. we tried this soft oil with literally, yeah. like as the plants are small, and, and if anybody has ever had any problems with this, it's, it's just fucking ridiculous, but this is what it comes to. Actually, I got this from Potent. It's a great way to deal with clones. Uh, and it is actually effective. You literally, uh, you mix the solution fairly strong. Honestly, it's uh, uh, three tablespoons per gallon. You might even do four tablespoons per gallon and you stir it every once in a while. The stuff oil is really good at emulsifying, but you still have to stir it a little bit because it, it's oil, so it'll float. Uh, but you stir, 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 and you literally hold the clone or the, the plant or whatever upside down and shake it a bit in that freaking water. I've found, by the way, uh, that not using uh, surfactant is better, weirdly enough. I don't know why, but uh, with the oil, uh, adding soap nuts or something else, the oil would come off easier somehow. But when I don't do that, the oil sticks on. I don't know. I don't know. For now, I'm just freaking rolling with it. But uh, I would try it both ways, honestly. Anyway, literally just hold the freaking clone in that goddamn water and hold it for longer than you think you should and shake it around, shake it around, move it around. So every single surface is freaking slathered in that goddamn oil. And it has this really weird effect. It'll basically like plasticize your plants for the next couple of days. Like the oil will kind of seep into all the different cracks of the, the plants. And it literally just kind of, it looks like you laminated them or something. It actually looks good. Like it, they're really shiny and stuff, but, uh, it has a weird effect, but then it just kind of uh, evaporates in the next couple of days. And the big thing with that is that evidently stuff oil is more effective at the eggs than it is at the adults. So one of the reasons that you do have to like try all these fucking things, and I've had to try all these things, is that there are different things that kill the adults versus the eggs. So for example, that spider butt peptide, it's supposed to be 100% effective on all living adults, but doesn't touch the eggs. So then you need something with the eggs or you would need to constantly freaking sp spray the spider about peptides because they're constantly hatching on like a three-day cycle, a three-day cycle, a three-day cycle. Fuck, it's maddening. It would be easier just to use pesticides, honestly. But you just know. take your plants outside or like yeah. somewhere you could spray them off with a hose? No, because outside there's like everything that actually probably has more yeah, uh, spider mites. Like this is, this is I meant like a garage, not like an outside, like or, or a shower. Oh, believe it or not, I've tried that. No, I've tried it. I, I've sprayed them. Uh, I singed the fuck out of them, I don't know, three, four weeks ago or something with green cleaner because I was so tired of it then. I was like, I saw some fucking spider mites. Enough's enough's enough. I always had this thought. I was like, fucking enough. Because uh, it's been like over uh, uh, almost a year, I want to say. Almost a year since I got that fucking clone. Um, what was I going to say? Sprayed them with green, uh, green cleaner because I had some samples. And I was like, fuck, this actually works. I was so excited because that's the thing. Like anything that I would spray, the next day, almost nothing has a mite, but I would always find at least one fucking mite when I was kind of scoping. Like almost, I would always, 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 no matter what I fucking sprayed, I would find one. And not just a baby mite that hatched, but a full-on adult. 
that had been alive for at least a day or two. So I'm like, that fucker didn't get killed. So anyway, I sprayed green cleaner. And uh, what I think I did with green cleaner is I sprayed it at the full dilution or the full the full initial spray, uh, which is like a two ounces per gallon. Uh, instead of the first, you're supposed to do two ounces per gallon and then I dropped to one. But I was so pissed off. I was like, fuck this motherfucking shit, blah, 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 blah. And so I did two ounces double per down, gallon. Double down, double <laughs> down. Don't do that. And my experience was negative. <laughs> so I'm still recovering from that in some cases because the plants were not fond of that in any way. They were all like, oh, I'm melting. Yeah. Mm. Dude, it, it brings psychosis to your brain because you're like, fucking off. I'm doing the same on. thing, bro but it's with something else. It's not bugs. I have something, I have something just like that on my mind. What do you have? The, I don't know what oh, I can't the, the, the scale or whatever it is. Are we, all right. So me and steel. No, 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 that really, was somebody else. Who the fuck was it with scale that had it? I might I not be scale thinking bugs outdoors. I might be thinking about but, somebody else. What did you have? So inside, I think it, it's a species of Botrytis. Honestly, is what's happening. I think that's what There's we've narrowed 50, it down. 50,000 fucking species of Botrytis. Botrytis yeah. is one of the ones that will infect almost anything opportunistically. Spider mites will affect almost anything opportunistically. Uh, thrips, I think, will as well, but a number of other bugs actually won't. Um, Can I ask you uh, show us the, the, the thing? Because he showed yeah. me a paper and it looks exactly, well, Kenny was there, it looks exactly yeah. like what my plant does. Exactly. I hate to say it, but if you think it's Botrytis, it probably is. I honestly, yeah, it it's so common like probably. There's no, and there's like nothing so, you can do about it. The only I've heard we're going one labs, one good nah, it's not going to do it because it, it's out. just a, yeah. I'm going to spray up here. I'm going to try to because these haven't. I don't know because these well, ones show us where the, the problem is because that uh, uh, when you see it, it's, it's all usually the place. It's all downstairs. Yeah, it's in the air. On veg plants or on flowering plants? I don't like. Sometimes I notice it on some veg plants, but normally when I flip into flower, it looks it starts really taking hold. Oh, it's, it's like a living botrytis. Okay, I have heard of that, but I think it's probably oh, something is it else. Like, dude, Describe the um, symptoms. Is it like it? It's like a. Is it like a almost like a black hole growing on the stems? Mm-hmm. No, it's like a brownish. Uh, but there was a stillbirth. Stop touching your plants, Donald. So I would say yeah. stop touching Still your plants so much. Still, showing us a lot. It might, I had it might something like that. Week. I had something like that, and it was from dirty hands, greasy fingers touching my plants, and that's where I would get the fucking stem rot. Was and where, it, and it would only be where I was like these certain plants. They were out in my greenhouse, and I'd grab the stem and pull them towards me and smell them, and then put them back. And only where I was putting those fingers was I getting this like. Oh yeah. Moldy, you put- yeah, I try to I try to be really really careful and wash like my hands before I go downstairs and stuff. So if I am touching something, um, it's so, it's something. All right, so I've narrowed it down like as much like as I could. It it's seems to be in my environment somewhere because I've noticed it as soon as I move downstairs, it's popped up. Well, and do, it's you have been, a, do you have a picture of it, or do you have a plant that has it on it, or something? I'd love to see it, honestly. Because there's different kinds of, you know, fusarium or whatever else. Um, you don't have a picture on your phone or something? I'm no, thinking. Good, cheers. I'd have to go get a black leaf and because stuff. Because botrytis usually, botrytis usually uh, manifests itself on the, on the like flowers. Clenched. 
Yeah, you look into the bud and the botrytis will just, you're just like, why does that bud look like different? Yeah, touch it, it, it just Well, poof. Stillbird showed us some ones on the leaves and it looked just like uh, <clears throat> smashed. It was like one that attacked the leaves. Give me a second. Mm. Uh, 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 I don't know who was hurt first. Uh, uh, Kenny, go for it, dude. Uh, what's going on, man? Welcome. Cheers, everyone. I'm kind of working in the garden right now, building the scrub mm-hmm. net. I'm almost done. It's kind of a glimpse of what I got going on. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You're making it yourself. You're making it from. Uh, yeah. Some PVC. It's not a hula hoop. It's basically like a plumbing pipe. And then you're plumbing it around the, the, the ring. That's kind of ingenious. And then you're basically going to stretch the PVC or the, yep. the, the, the scrub then I, to then the. Then I got the it. option to go another stack if I wanted, you know, mm. another layer or another layer. So mm. the options. Yeah. I like that. I like it. Yeah. I'm like so confused because I've never noticed like there's no bud like <clears throat> bud rot. You know what I mean? I'll well, so that's why I say it might not be bud rot. It might yeah, be something yeah, else. I think it's something else. But mm-hmm. I but do notice said, it. It it does attack one plant. Like normally, what happens is like I'll get it. We'll it's even started. But one plant is just way worse than everything else. One plant will always be way worse, uh, basically with everything. Even if you have spider mites, even if you have anything else, one plant will Bud always, will always be more be affected. Your, Bud will always be your big, like, gnarly, your, the buds you're most proudest of. Though. That's what will always exactly. get affected. Yeah, I've never had it in the flower. And see, that's the thing, since you've never had it in flower, and I've never seen it in your flower either. So I'm like, I don't know. And it's super dry where you are right now. Bud rot thrives when it's moist. So I'm like, man, I don't know if it's bud rot, honestly. It might be some other fungus, honestly, because don't forget there's a million other funguses. Bud rot is a single cell (laughs) fungus, I'm pretty sure. So that's different. Uh, Let's see here. The yeast stuff, bud rot, those are single cell fusarium. Actually, all the cannabis uh, uh, pathogen fungi, I want to say, are single cellular, or are they? I don't know. That would be a, that's a cool You know, welcome, Coot. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Welcome. Oh, welcome, Hank. How you doing? Could you put up that picture of the uh, poster that you said you like that style? I want to see if there's a sure. signature on there. And I'm looking for Alphonse Vucha. Uh, he was a Czechoslovakian poster artist in the turn of the century. And if that's who I think it was, you had earlier, it was a, a like right. a Manila. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. for that logo you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to see if there's a signature on that artwork. See if it's this gentleman that I'm thinking of, because he dominated poster art between 1890 and about 1920. Go far, maybe. Uh, let's see, uh, Alphonse Mucha. No. But anyway, that style. If, if you looked up uh, Art Nouveau. Mm. That was right before uh, Art Deco took over in the 30s. That look, uh, you know, the uh, anyway, Art Deco, and this is Art Nouveau. This is classic. Uh, like, the, uh, what's that? Uh, there's a cigarette paper that has that uh, style. Of art. The, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, zigzag. Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah. you look up Alphonse, A L P H O N S C, and then Muchas, M U C H A, you'll see what I mean. Uh, you've seen these posters all year. There you mm, go. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. There you go. So you've seen these posters. I think some of them probably now are in uh, r- copyright free. Mm. I don't know the laws. I'm not 
saying God use them. I'm just saying you can see these have been. This was this had a revival in the '60s. Mm. The the hippies uh, posters from the uh, San Francisco '66. Uh, you know the dead and the right. Jefferson airplane, all that shit. So. Those look actually pretty good. I like those. Yeah, they're cool. So that's all right. Since I like, I haven't had it. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. I, I we'll just yeah, we'll just leave it alone. Be thinking of another one too. Never mind. Yeah, I'd love a logo uh, like that. That was one of the original kind of ideas that I had uh, with a couple of friends. I actually got a really cool logo from somebody that I'm going to be putting on a sweater, but we have just to send me the, <laughs> whatever. Uh, when, when, uh, how do I say this? When people try something and they try to do favors for each other, sometimes you don't know how to do the favor for somebody. So uh, she doesn't know how to send me the the link in a printable way. And I don't know how to ask for it. And da, da, da. it's a fucking, uh, chicken and egg situation, but. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you know any uh, uh, art people or whatever, I'd be uh, happy to talk to them. Uh, what else is new? Uh, Coot, or as we know, uh, Gnarly Barley. What's going on? Ah, yeah. Uh, Hi, Coot. Hey. Hola, Coot. All I have to say is, <clears throat> there is, there, you know, in a lot of areas in cannabis, uh, cultivation is a lot of bullshit. Because it started with bullshit, and then over the years, you just add more to it, more to it, more to it, so that you're so far removed from a solution that you're never going to get there. And that's where the majority of people are with when it comes to mites. They don't understand the reproductive cycle. They don't understand the necessity of doing more than one application. There is no agent on this planet that you can spray one time and that gets rid of your mite problem. You got to break the cycle. You got to break the the egg, the larva, the adult. I mean, I don't have to tell you. Seventy-two Ooh, hours. I, I, uh, you I know what you mean, and I was. Uh, this is the frustrating thing for me, is that I was spraying uh, anything that I buy. I make sure to have enough of that oh, I can shit. spray three, four, five times. Because, like you say, you got to basically break the cycle. Uh, the uh, the spider butt peptide thing was supposed to basically allow me to. Uh, uh, know that there were no egg laying adults at least right after i would spray it and then the next day for example i would inoculate with uh whatever uh, uh i guess i run out now but uh bavaria bassiana whatever else it was supposed to be a knockdown that would help with something else i was supposed to bring the persimilis mites after that but every single time i did it i would still see some spider mites well, or the persimilis wouldn't get rid of it or this well, wouldn't get rid of it or that okay. wouldn't get rid of it go ahead the last last show uh when it, Somebody, I think it was uh, Steve, insulted me to no end by bringing up some shit called Einstein oil. So I went back. Oh, right. I thought, well, maybe you guys, maybe you guys are right. So I went and checked. They it sell out again. that because he brought it up because they sell it all the goddamn gross stores. And yeah. the worst part is that they tell you that's the good stuff to buy at the gross store. Yeah, but okay. you look at it and you're like, there's all kinds four of shit ounces, in this. Four ounces, a four ounce bottle that's of like adulterated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that means. There's 32 of those in a gallon. So 32 times 50. Okay. Got it? First of all, that's that's a typical stoner crap shit product. Well, here, if we really fuck them on the price, they'll think it's good and they'll mm-hmm. buy it. And it says right on it, on the, on the advertising. Neem oil that's been enhanced. So I looked up, what do they mean by enhanced? So I found out 
Anyway, best wishes with your, uh, what is it, $1,600 a gallon bullshit. Good. That's pure. That's like silica. Yeah. Pure meme oil out of Mumbai is $80 a gallon all day long. And out of that, you get 256 gallons of spray. Let's do the arithmetic. 256 goes into 80. That's about 30 cents a gallon, isn't it? So let's do the other one. Let's do, uh, oh yeah, I, the only Einstein part of that whole product is getting somebody to pay that much money for it. That's that's the real Einstein there. It's okay. not hard, unfortunately, because uh, it's been recommended by, I don't know, like freaking 10 different breeders that had, you know, big oh, social media following. Oh, well, you should have said a breeder. Oh my God. I still don't even know. Well, I mean, I still that's don't a, a self-anointed title. I'm a geneticist. It would, tomorrow, I'm gonna, when I wake up, I think I'm going to go in and I'll water a plant and I'll call myself a hydrologist. Let's see, what else can I do? And then if I... Uh, <laughs> like, I can't I'll, argue if I, if I take a shit and wipe my ass, I'll call myself a proctologist. See, kind of how you I became just, a geometrician. You, you just blab it and grab it. That's the so I became a magician. You can be anything. A wizardry. Anyway. Hey, when you're ready to get rid of your mites, I'll mix it for you. And I might, I might go to your house. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. Okay. <laughs> just go get it. I'm already. I can't even express to you how annoying it is. I just constantly, it constantly, outdoors constantly, and it works constantly, every constantly, time. constantly deal with it. In real life, I'm not a doctor, but on YouTube, I am. Yeah. Right. See. <laughs> What's going on, uh, Chris Guerrero? What's going on, dude? Hey, what's going on, guys? How goes it on your uh, neck of the woods? Cool, oh, as fuck. I'm trying to get a, a GoFundMe account so I can get a gallon of uh, Einstein oil. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's cold no, here. seriously, cool. I don't know if it was ignorance. Well, it probably Me is. Too, ignorance, but I just but it might a, be uh, an alternator. I mean, I don't know that Einstein oil was like. Uh, I don't know if they had some big like marketing push or whatever, because a lot of times these companies will actually send out free shit to breeders and basically oh, yeah. convince oh, the yeah. breeders to you know uh, hug their stuff. Yeah. But I think Einstein was a an instance of just breeders being ignorant. Honestly, here I'm gonna. I think we're getting some feedback off of Chris. Maybe it's somebody else. I'm gonna mute. What else we get? Is it Kenny? Maybe. I don't know. Well, now the sound went away. Anyway. Um, Man, I don't know. Subcool didn't, but I guess I don't want to say their names, but I can think of a couple people that had big social media followings, big like YouTube followings that were specifically saying, this is the stuff, bro. This is the stuff to get. Like the Einstein oil. I've never even heard of it. Lucky I guess, you. you know, maybe it's a West Coast thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, Lucky whenever you, it's a stuff, they don't have to advertise it. Like, a, we all talk about it and it just flies yeah, off the shelf. A, like, right? you know, like our room castings. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be back. All I can tell you is that I have helped hundreds, if not thousands of people get rid of mites mm. and get rid of powdery mildew without jumping through their hoops, without going broke, without worrying about mm. this is worse than Roundup, okay, mm. and the other bullshit. And it's $80 a gallon, and you use a half an ounce, that's a tablespoon of oil per gallon. And the yeah, bulk of neem as we speak. The bulk of the oil is uh, omega-3, omega-6, and omega-9 oils. We've already been through this. Are any of those poisonous? No. 
Okay. Is azadiracin poisonous? No. Is nimbin poisonous? No. Is serenin poisonous? No. You want me to go through all 360 elements, compounds? I'm more than happy to do it. No, but uh, Coffee Pot is asking a really good question, Coot. Is Einstein oil made from real Einsteins? Yes. Okay. That's why it's so expensive. Because there's not that the many Jew of them. Just the Jewish ones. Okay. But are they squeezed and like oppressed? That seems that seems really unpleasant. I think he did. No, they just put a follicle of hair in each bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of it's actually Einstein's bath water. That's it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's it's just walk hey, by him. Some of the some of the shit they sell in grocery stores is beyond the pale. What's oh, the stuff is. with yeah. corn oil and canola oil? And uh, what are we making a salad? Oh, I've seen that stuff. Oh, you mean the, the, the one that I was just talking about, the stuff oil X? That's actually a good one, to be honest. Uh, and it's no, inexpensive. It's a different but one. There is, is he talking it's about like Terragro or something? Yeah. Oh, fuck. No, what the fuck I know what it? he's talking about. He's talking about plant therapy. Plant yeah, therapy. Yeah, something like it's that. It's literally uh, uh, hemp, hemp oil and uh, oh, yeah. mint. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the mint. mint is basically there for you, he says. Yeah. He literally okay. will tell you it's there for you. Okay, try this one. Fuck. Go to libertynatural.com. You're right here in Oregon City, Oregon City. They're domiciled on a 100-acre lavender farm. talking about. Uh, where are we? I got to find two. I have so many things open. I have so many things open. Give me a second. <laughs> I feel like you tonight. Yeah. Uh. This one, right? Cool. It's, it's got a bunch one. of weird stuff in it. Yeah, that's the one. What a joke. <laughs> oh, the trade back there. Fucking joke. But Where's I just want to show you guys it? something. <laughs> Go to libertynatural.com. Their website is ultra slow right now. Oh, I know. Meatball, Meatball Navigation was the title of the company that did their website. <laughs> I knew that was the one he was talking about. I couldn't think of the name, though, because I looked at the ingredients and I was like, you could like what? Yeah, yeah. Put some <laughs> vinegar in it. <laughs> I, I like neem. I've, I've I've told everyone that I like neem, and I don't just mind using it. I don't smash. use it in flour. Do yourself, do yourself a favor and get the good shit from Neem Resource. Her brother <laughs> presses it in Mumbai. I mean, oh, and I need it again. I will. I don't oh, need it either. For right sure. Now. I bought. I told you what stuff I had. You said it's not the worst. Which one? Uh, I know them all. But the book Tana, I can't think of the name. I'd have to go look at it. I don't even have a bottle anymore because I haven't used it because I use yeah. it outdoors. Yes. Uh, yeah, could their website is still not loading for me. I don't know if somebody else can load. No, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. But anyway, when you go there, they'll have a menu and they sell more botanical oils than you've ever seen in your life. For example, if you if you type in lavender oil, they'll have at least 10 different types from different parts of the world that are higher in certain constituents than others. This one. Bon, 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 oh, bonite. Yeah, they're a big S. Yeah, ready to use. See, that stuff you don't want to use because here's why. It's pre, uh, what do you call it, uh, emulsified. So as okay. soon as you emulsify an oil, you begin to degrade it. So okay. 
and 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 emulsifying is no big deal. You just uh, measure out the oil, and uh, you want to use a product called uh, Dynagrow Protect, and it's spelled with a K, P R O T E K T. It's potassium uh, silicate, it, uh, liquids, it liquid silica. You know, like wet Betty or whatever that shit was, yeah. from, uh, Dr. Mike or whatever his name was. Anyway, that will emulsify the oil. Here, I'll, here, I'll give you the recipe. So you take a tablespoon of oil and you put it in a shot glass. You measure it about a half a teaspoon of Protec. And you want to take a, a, a shish kebab stick and use the blunt in and you want to stir it. And when it, as it begins to emulsify, it will change color. So you'll know when you're done. And then you want to add that to about a gallon. Why get a magnetic stir? No I, bullshit. Well, not for this. I know what you want to get, but for this, you believe me, you just want to use a stick. Okay. Okay, then you add it to a gallon of tepid water because you don't want to coagulate again. And in that water, you want to add a surfactant. And the best one that I have found is not because we have a business relationship, but the stuff that Jeremy's selling out of uh, Chile. Okay, soap nuts are 25%, saponins, this stuff is 65%. Okay. And man, it sticks to that those leaves. So when you spray it at night, right before it lights out, it's the the active ingredients are going to hang on to those leaves all night long. Now, as soon as the lights come on, light degrades hydrocarbons because that's all they are is hydrogen, carbon, and oxygen. There's no calcium. Oh, my God, no calcium, no magnesium. I mean, we're going to be running amok here. There's no nitrogen. There's no, you know, you let my idea. dog in. It's freezing outside. It's 13 degrees. There you go. There, and then you want to do it every 72 hours and do four applications, and that'll break the cycle. But if you're going to try using a compost tea because some sure. dickhead says it'll kill broad mites or russet mites, then you're fucked. You'll be forever chasing down a, a, a cure that doesn't exist. And if you don't want to use these, then use Karanja. Actually, a lot of folks say that you should use the neem and karanja. Yes. Uh, it's been, I used to use neem. I don't have a problem with it, honestly. Uh, I think I used to buy, I want to say I, I used to buy the one that you recommended or you recommend now. I bought it before you recommended it, but for the neem resource, I want to say. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, they had a really colorful box. Yeah, yeah. And they used to go to the Indo Expo and stuff. Uh, and then oh, they, no, they were the first. Weird. No. Uh, Her fuck, name's I, Usha. She's uh, that's like Jane in India, and she lives in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Um, her brother is a processor in Mumbai. So once you press the kernels, okay, a neem uh, fruit looks exactly like an olive, except with olives we cure the hull and eat it and throw the seed away, right? Well, with neem. The kernel is pressed for the oil, and the leftover uh, material is called meal or cake. Most of the world calls them cakes. In the United States, we call them meals like cottonseed meal, flaxseed meal, soybean meal. 
the rest of the world they call it cake. I don't know why, but there's there's your answer. So you I've had that question. Go ahead. No, I've had people forever for years say, "Well, I can get mean uh, cake. Is that okay instead of mean meal?" It's like I'm pounding the disc. Yes, for one last time. It's the same fucking thing. Okay. They use the same name. The only one that that doesn't work with is alfalfa meal. There's no way you're going to press oil out of an alfalfa seed. Mm. Okay, but every other meal is a seed, like corn oil, corn meal. Well, you press the oil out, and there you got mm. corn meal, uh, soybean meal, or soybeans. You press the oil out, turn it into fuel or whatever, tofu, whatever, and then the, the well, most of it goes into livestock feed, mm. animal feed. But a good portion of it goes to organic farmers to uh, mend the soil to build up the nutrient profile, your NPK thing. And you can also then run it through your worm bin, which is a good way to, to use it in small amounts. Add, uh, add those meals to your worm bin. It'll be digested, go through the worm guts, and it'll be uh, value enhanced is the word they use in produce. So that's how you build up good worm castings by giving them good food. And the best way is was by uh, talking to them nicely and uh, telling them they are good oh, worms and giving know. them positive reaffirmations. So yeah. you might laugh at me, but this is the product that I actually no, no, used I know. for that's, a couple yeah, of years. From, yeah, I know it's from Bic. You know oh, okay. what he? You know what he owns? No. Yeah, he bought uh, BioEgg. When, uh, oh, Dr. okay. All right. So retire. these are the legit people. All right. Uh -huh. Yeah. I met these guys at the, the, I don't know, Indo Expo or something a couple of years ago before the, the freaking madness, the craziness, whatever. They seem really nice. And I you bought and I some uh, knee manager from them. I was, and I was working the booth. Were you? That's pretty yep. funny. Uh, yeah. They had a bunch of people in that booth. I talked to a really nice, uh, I want to say maybe middle aged woman with yeah. let's say curly hair. It's been a couple yes. of years and there were a bunch of Indian guys in there. They yep. were all super friendly, but they kind yep. of let her do the talking. So yeah, I must've just missed you. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, I can't think of her name, but yeah, she had cancer and then uh, fortunately had a recovery mm. and a uh, really nice lady. Um, he and his partner, uh, he one of them was educated at UC, uh, UCI uh, Berkeley, UC Berkeley. And the other one was at Cornell. Uh, but I don't remember which one which. It's Vic and um, I can't think of the name now. But yeah. Um, they weren't quite, what's the word? Marketing in, in America, a product like that was a little bit different than what they had anticipated. I, I think that's a fair, um, yeah, fair statement. Because they, uh, you know, there's not the religious connection uh, that there is to, to meme in, in India. So here it was basically just a product or what is it? Yep. Because in India, you had been using neem from the time you were three years old, brushing your teeth, washing your hair for your mom, your grandma. <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> yeah, was, yeah, very much. But his father, <coughs> he uh, was also in the neem business. See, here's how they need, there's no neem orchards in India at all. By tradition and by spiritual law, religious law, um, the neem seeds are gathered by the poor. 
and they take those to an aggregator who pays them. And now the aggregator separates them by quality because some are gonna go into biomedicine, uh, things like uh, uh, birth control medication for humans and livestock. Uh, some of it's gonna go into livestock feed because it helps keep reduce uh, infections, you know, in the gut for drinking bad water. I mean, we are talking a first world country intellectually, but in third world in many parts because of poor sanitation and what have you. So then the aggregator then is the one responsible for selling it to the different processors. And the processor, like for our use, presses the oil out of the kernels uh, and retains about eight to nine, 10% oil in the cake. And then you uh, fill orders for exporters that are exporting to the United States, Europe, and elsewhere. Europe? Yeah. Yeah, Europe is... Uh, well, because I'm not a, an expert on British law, but it's my understanding that at one time, if you were a member of the British Commonwealth, which meant if you were in India, then that meant you were a citizen and could, anyway, so there's a lot of movement. There was a lot of movement at the, in the waning days of the uh, Commonwealth in the like, 50s and 60s. So you have a lot of Indians in London, for example. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know. Uh, someone who's English on the show, uh, feel free to chime in. Uh, chime in because I don't remember if they have completely free movement. But I know what Kud is talking about. There's a ton of, uh, for example, I follow a couple of Canadian photographers who are both English guys, but they live in uh, Canada because they're basically subject to the crown or whatever. Right. Australians, Canadians, uh, uh, Jamaicans, yeah. uh, Indians. A lot of those folks basically get to move around. I think even in some cases South Africans, but that, that might be wrong on that one, honestly. <clears throat> anyway, but um, uh, for sure, Indians, Pakistanis. Uh, can go, uh, uh, you know, famously to England, to the UK, uh, but they can go to Canada. They can go also all different places. Uh, it's always been really interesting to see it, you know, like uh, to, to see it as an American. You're like, oh man, I almost missed out. It'd be fun to go to Australia for six months or freaking, yeah. I don't know, the UK or Canada or Jamaica or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I guess I didn't have a punchline to that thought. But uh, uh, folks, confirm if that's uh, true, if you wouldn't mind. What do you got there, uh, Chris? I got a salad bowl, mixing a salad bowl of uh, three different types of herbs. Uh, I got a, uh, got my train wreck, some sour diesel, and some skittles going in there. I think it's a good little salad bowl for this meat. And what were you showing? What were you showing us there earlier, Chris? Which one? I don't know. You were showing us something, and I, I didn't have. A, I wasn't that. Cold, I was. So. I had some train wreck. I don't know if you're talking about the big jar. Uh, this is, yeah, the this is train wreck right here. Actual like. It, yeah, it's it's good size, dude. The buds were pretty damn um, a good yeah. size. Um, I I don't really I don't do a good trim job on it because I figure I'm just gonna <laughs> come out and. And trim it anyways and stuff. So, That's yeah. Me. I, yeah, I don't yes. trim either. 
Yeah, I just I'll, I'll just trim it as I go as I smoke mm-hmm. it, and that way if I decide to um, make hash out of it or do something else with it, it's all there. Um, um, yeah, and then also the Skittles was so like that. Anyways, it's so uh, so loose, loose, and uh, so okay. it was like. Even the leaf, I mean, I know it's a little harsh to be hitting the leaf, but still, the leaf still tasted good, too. So, uh, I don't care. I just, because it's so uh, light, I'll just grab a butt of that and just pack it in the bowl and uh, hit that just like that. Because then I don't have to grind it or touch it more than just packing it into the bowl, which is nice. One minute, buddy. I know what you mean, though, the, the, the leaf, like the sugar leaf that has a bunch of trichomes on it is a little bit harsher than the, the bud meat. You know, like it'll have like somehow it'll have tons of trichomes on it, but for some reason it's harsher. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't care. I, dude, I, like I said. Oh, I it's fine if there's enough prickly. trichomes on it. Yeah. But like, uh, oh, man, if it's dry, if that leaf is too dry, it'll be so harsh. It'll burn yeah, a yeah, faster. That's uh, part, that part of the joint. <laughs> be like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. You like to mess with... Uh, the new gunslingers when they come on the weed boards. <clears throat> so I'd start talking about root trichomes. <laughs> what now? Are you saying Where a lot of CBD is? Yeah. Here's everybody. Has nothing about trichomes, but no, no, I'll but they, but uh, yeah, they're a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I throw everything into the pot when I when I make it when I make an oil or something uh, like for cooking. I want the whole plant in there, basically, <laughs> and and that way everything gets into it that the whole plant has to offer, from bud to the stem to the not the root part, but you know the 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 as far as you cut it from the plant because I usually leave you know just the branches and stuff. No, but I meant the actual like tap root and. That's the, net, the root network uh, trichomes aren't what. It doesn't matter anyway. Roots have trichomes, so that's all. And it has nothing to do with cannabis, or it has nothing to do with you know hemp or anything like that. There's a lot of plant. Most plants, other than desert, have trichomes, but um, yeah, I, w- I, w- I couldn't even imagine what that would do to a. a if you were making like some kind of concentrate <laughs> and have flowers, have flowers and start chopping up a taproot, that would have to be pretty nasty, I would think. No. Well, I mean, you'd have to wash it. I mean, you make, well, you make stews all the time with, with roots, with uh, carrots and other things. So why wouldn't you, and ginger and, and, uh, and uh, ginseng and, and mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other root vegetables are root uh, root. Uh, uh, I'm not uh, saying. Plants, I'm just saying just... that if you're looking for THC because it has the word trichome in it, you're not going to get any. If you if you get there's a benefit from it, then I I don't know. I'm just saying it's not going to be trichome. It's not going to be CBDs or CNAs or anything else. It's what's in the root. Well. It's, what do you mean? What's in the root? What What is a root? What 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 
a transfer station for this discussion. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, like, if you were to molecularly break it down, what is the what is the root? What it what what the, material the is the root is the brain center of the plant below the soil. Above the soil, the Mary stem is the is the brain of the plant. It's the one that controls the production of terpenes, terpenoids, and ketones in response to outside stimuli, an insect landing on its leaf, an invasion of pathogenic fungi landing on the leaf. The Mary stem is the one that triggers the reaction to produce those specific terpenes and terpenoids. Or in many cases, they'll take an existing terpene that isn't needed and convert it because they're all made from carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. So it's a restructuring. It's like uh, having an erector set. And the plant can do that in about 15 minutes. So in the uh, root zone, the plant is, excuse me, that's part of the plant that puts out signals to the microbial community, colonies, if you will, to trigger specific responses to call up ions. The mere fact that we add a shitload of calcium to our soil, we'll say for sake of discussion, since that's a popular one to overuse, that doesn't mean that the plant is going to automatically take up these massive amounts of, of calcium. It doesn't work that way. Unless you start pouring salts on them or, or uh, ions that have been, materials that have been, uh, what's the word? Uh, oh, EDTA is, oh, chelating agents, artificial mm -hmm. chelating agent. That's, that's how you turn calcium, which is a metal, into a liquid is through EDTA, which is also used in human bodies. And if you read up on that, it's not without controversy. So some of us would say, I don't want to use that in a soil for growing food. And I certainly don't want to use it if I'm growing, trying to grow high quality cannabis. That's all. Yeah, you know, I totally the, the, plants, the plants can take care of it. They've got this down. So what the, what the, that's what the root is, the tap root. The other roots are feelers to pull in ions that, have, that they're, they're following instructions. Phosphorus, magnesium, calcium. See how it works? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no the thing I was just saying was that uh, most, most plants have, uh, like, it's usable. Everything is usable. So what would the root be good for, um, for us to use it for besides leaving it in the soil and letting it break down. Is there mm -hmm. a use for it? Could you make a, a, a tincture with it? Could, is there, I mean, that's out of uh, my wheelhouse. Yeah. Literally it's DVD tincture. That would, uh, yeah, that's completely out of my wheelhouse, but yeah, some plants, the root systems, like you brought up some good ones have become staples in Western diets. Well, in Eastern too, carrots would be a good one. Uh, many of your, uh, I'm trying to think, well, some legumes like peanuts uh, and others. It just really, I mean, I wouldn't go out and eat a, I wouldn't dig up a, a prized rose, you know, to chop on the root system. You know, that's all I'm saying. Uh, no. Or, but, but you would not, use the roots for some, wouldn't, isn't there a use for roots though? 
Yeah, I keep I saying, that. am I muted? I don't know. Like, you can cook the roots down, you get quite a bit of oh, CBD okay. out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I totally actually, like, you saying. can actually okay. eat them. Oh, okay, right on. It was you no, no, that I had a CBD habit. You still mean Oh, did I? Right on. Yeah. Because I asked you after taking it for several months, because a friend of, I wouldn't call him a friend, an associate of an associate uh, left Wall Street about four years ago and got involved in the, the scam that became, you know, hemp. Lost his ass, too. I felt bad. Yeah, yeah I really did, yeah. A lot of people made a ton of money, and a lot of people lost a ton of money in the last. Yeah, well, he was one of the ones that he was one of the did nots in a major way too. Wow. Uh, I don't think you know if you've never grown anything in your life that doing you know a thousand acres is probably the you know smartest uh, investment to get involved in. Other than as a silent partner, right? Yeah. So anyway, after taking the so I got some from him, you know, and I got to be honest with you, I. Nothing. So that's why I asked you one night. Take it or leave it. Pardon? Well, I did nothing. It was it was like, mm. yeah, you know, whatever. So uh I asked you when I said, Well, how do you evaluate this stuff? I mean, is there like testing? Is there some kind of standard? Oh no, you just gotta keep trying until you find one that works. And I thought, well, what a scam. That's perfect. Uh I mean, that's the real so goal would be to have your name on eight or nine different labels. That's how psychiatric medication is, though. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they just yeah, the, the SSRIs. Yeah. yeah. Here, let's, yeah. We'll, exactly. we'll do this one first, and then we'll try this one. Oh, we'll, we'll try that one over here. And also, like, if I've watched people, too, on SSRIs smoke weed and have, like, horrendous mental episodes because yeah. they didn't understand the chemical interaction. Yeah. SSRIs change the way that you uptake cannabinoids and can very much give you a negative experience. Yeah. Well, I was one, one of, my, of those. We we didn't we lasted about a day and a half on each one. I did six or seven. So, oh, one other thing before I forget, uh, fume. Since you uh, are in the camp that uh, is getting benefit, like I am from uh, lion's mane, I just ordered some tincture from uh, Magic, uh, Mushroom Mountain Trad Cotter okay. on, in yeah. the East Coast. And uh, if you buy the eight ounces, you get a really big discount from buying two ounces, the per, the per ounce price. Anyway, he's one of the leaders of the younger uh, generation. And uh, I can speak to his uh, integrity. I've, I've read his books. I've followed his uh, career. Anyway, I just want to let you know about it. So there's a form that is bioavailable as soon as you take it. Uh, I mean, since it hits your digestive system, it's going to get. So, what is it doing for you? Well, it repairs uh, nerve damage. It also uh, lion's mane has a whole lot of uh, uh, research and study, especially in China and Japan, at the uh, university level. Even to the uh, Japan has been really a lot of paperwork whatever you want to call them, on um, turning back uh, Alzheimer's, even as much as that uh, uh, cognitive disconnection. So, but you can see he has more than just the lion's mane he's got. Is there a... Go ahead. 
No, as you say, is there a governing body over this to make sure that it is what it is and there's uh, uh, you're not getting ripped off? It, it, he's not. The answer is worse than the CBD oil. right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's, well, that's well, what, the, what you have to be careful of is the majority of products out there are made with powders and whole dried mushrooms from China. And given the uh, air quality in China, I'm not so oh. sure that's such a good choice. Now, these guys here and like the people down in Southern Oregon at Myriad Mycology, I don't remember his name, but he worked for Paul Stamets for 15 years as an extractor. So uh, there's also a uh, fresh cap mushroom up in Alberta. Uh, he's got probably 100 videos on YouTube on how to grow and how to produce uh not psilocybin, but, you know, uh, medicinal and uh, culinary mushrooms. And this guy here, uh, Trad, he has probably the finest book on soil remediation using mycelium that's ever been written. Um, and I bought the book because it had the word organic mushroom farming on it. I mean, you don't see that because if you knew how mushrooms were growing, you'd never eat another one. It has nothing to do with manure either. That would be just, that would be the best part of the recipe would be the manure. Jesus Christ, man. You think some of the guys that grow weed do some weird shit, uh, like commercially grown button mushrooms and uh, cremini. By the way, do you know what a portobello is? A cremini that they let go three more days. It's the same exact mushroom. Now look at the price per pound. The other thing is, and this is just experience doing a lot of mushroom hunting, people seem to be more allergic to the, the creminis and portobellos uh, more often than they are a lot of the, the wild type ones of even the same family. Yeah. Yeah, if you live in the Northwest or anywhere in the Pacific, you're in the epicenter of the world in terms of uh, varieties, especially the tree mushrooms like lion's mane and oysters and. Uh, Maitake, chagas. Yeah, this is a uh, foraging's uh, a big, uh, I wouldn't call it big, but it's a popular uh, uh, hobby. Uh, different organizations, they get an expert, and you, you get signed up 10 people, and you go out in the forest, and uh, I mean, real forest, not PSA. You know, old PSA. growth. Do not go by yourself. Right. And pick mushrooms. Go right. with an expert that knows what, oh, what they're the doing. Fuck? That's a new one. Yep. Do not whatever you do. Do not think you, you that you know what you're doing. Yep. Okay. There's many lookalikes that you have to be a super oh, yeah. expert on to identify. Okay. Um, chanterelle mushrooms are pretty safe. They only have the false chanterelle, so it's pretty safe though. So this this. Just stick to ones that are exactly what they are, and then go to the and always go with an expert. Don't ever absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. This is Mushroom, Mushroom Observer, and it's a really good website for trying to ID stuff you can put in your county or your city, and um, <clears throat> you know see what other people have ID'd. The other one I would turn you guys on to is iNaturalist. And you'd have to sometimes you'd have to do a spore print to be able to identify them. Yes. Always a so, good idea, especially if you, yeah, that's always a good idea if you're going to, uh, you want to, that's one of the reasons you forage, or some people, is yeah. to take, you get a spore uh, 
they take it in a cut and bring it yeah. back and then you know, yeah I, I know I well when my little stay in Humboldt County and going to College of the Redwoods I I would walk around the college and find mushrooms all over the place and that my first one I I, I don't know if I said this before but yeah my first one I found was the Anamania mascara mm-hmm. and I it was like I saw it and I was like oh my god that's the mushroom off of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know there was a mushroom like that. Yeah. I was well, like, look this holy one up. crap. And there look was at this one, the connection more. between that mushroom and Santa Claus. I'm not making a joke either. I'm dead serious. Oh, this is cool, Steve. The shaman. The shaman yeah, and the reindeer. The shaman. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, that mushroom. Um, you, they say that you have to, you have to um, brew a tea. Like you have to uh, extract the the uh, the poison or whatever that makes you. It make you salivate. You'll stu- You'll you'll start so, like foaming of your mouth, and you'll you'll look like a ravenous dog. Um, um, and and uh, but so you have to try to get that out of it. Mm. Um, but. I hear that it's not as good as if you were to to do it straight, and those aren't as good as they're. It's uh, uh, let's call it a sister, um, and that one is a. I, I can't think of the name of it, but that one is a lot uh, crazier, and that's not recommended. They they say stick to the psilocybins because well, uh, yeah, I you don't. Agree. So, you don't want to. You don't want to do those. They're not like ayahuasca or any of the other yeah. things. It's it's on a whole different rage level. So you, this it's is a, really cool because you can see down to the street level. You know exactly mm-hmm. where people do it. Geotags it when people report mm-hmm. it. And if you find a rare species of plant, something that's endangered, it will like scramble the location and it won't give exact location wow. data. Cool. Um, to try and prevent thieves and people from, you know, stealing rare shit. Uh, but it's it's kind of like Google Maps for, hey, I found this thing in this area. What mm-hmm. is this insect or mushroom or plant or whatever? I use it all the time when I'm going to different pastures and outdoor places where I, I might not be familiar with a particular plant. Um, it's really good for IDing, um, you know, especially plants and mushrooms that you don't know about. Okay, Steve, do this one. Uh yep. Canby, C-A-N-B-Y, Oregon. I'll bet you get an, uh, inundated with. Oh, go north. Uh, up more, it's just south of Portland. Okay. About 20 miles, maybe. Something like that. Oh, there you are, to the left. Yeah, right in that area, anywhere in there. All those rivers, those are all. Yeah, look, look at, at that. that. Oh, yeah. Whoa. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I knew it, was, it would be a Just lot. a couple. Just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> so, just two or three. Yeah. Two or three. There you go. Just north Whoa, of there. Holy crap. Don't go up <laughs> further north. Yeah. It's just going to turn pink. So oh, yeah, I see why Washington. Paul Stamets domiciled his uh, 
studies and, and business uh, on the Olympic Peninsula. It's like one of the biggest mushroom producing regions in the world as far as uh, wild mushrooms. These Don't are you guys have like the these. biggest mycelium patch or something too? Oh yeah. What is that? I see oh, that's one That's over those. in the Sierra. I see uh, one of those. Like near, okay, you got to go to the right and then south. Yeah, it's like what, three square miles or something? Yeah, what? it's a big, big boy. Yeah, I was like, wow. Well, I'm sure this area too. And, 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 and it actually yeah, was bigger. Go. They broke in half. Or someone like. Okay, now this area that you just hit, that's wild. I mean, that's, look at that. There you go. Yeah. It's humble. Right there, yeah. yeah. There you Up go. Up by Shasta. Oh, fuck them. What about the East Coast? Why are we on the West Coast? Let's look at the East Coast, too. I want to know what's over here. I feel like Vermont would be very, very dominant. I would think so. Vermont, yeah, New Hampshire. Have, like, where's the filter? Anyways, so you can turn on, like, the different things. Wow. Like mammals and reptiles and insects and cool. whatever. It's really Whoa. dope. Yeah. What's the name of that? Uh, iNaturalist. Do they also have apps for your phone? So oh, cool. this is cool. Reptiles, fish. Yeah. Uh, mollusks. Really pro very professional. Uh, uh, the, I mean, the, the website was put together by somebody that really knew what they were doing. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. we'll look at like the coast and look at like fish and mollusks. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it's just cool that you can look for local wildlife and, and better understand what the fuck you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah banana slugs. Snails. Oh, oh god, dude! Those things attack your tent when you're yeah. camping in Mendo and in, in Humboldt. Those oh, yeah. things will land if you're underneath the tree. Those things will land right on top of your tent and then and, and figure its way out in into your tent. They're disgusting, mm -hmm. and don't kiss them because they uh, make your your uh, mouth numb, which I hear. I don't know. That's true. And squirrels throwing like I, they didn't want. I guess they didn't want us there because nuts kept falling. Like they're getting thrown at the. They're little fuckers, like, man. The squirrels are fuckers. They'll throw shit at you. Yeah, I'm like, dude, leave me up, fuck alone. I'm like trying to sit there and smoke, and nuts keep timber tigers. And you look up, and there's like there's you not nothing. yell at you. Yeah, the little fucking squirrels will yell at you. Have you ever had them just yell at you? They're just like swear right. at you and squirrel. You're all <laughs> Yeah, they're thinking they're they're nuts. Nuts. probably the most offensive <laughs> shit you've ever oh, heard. Like, like, oh you're my fucking god, love with this, you're love with that, hundred percent. If you had a translator, you're gonna get my nuts. <laughs> you're gonna get my nuts. Don't come near me. Get away from my nuts. Yeah, I was That's marveling uh, at that. You guys seen that uh, uh, orangutan uh, driving a golf cart uh, from like a week ago, two weeks ago on the internet? You guys know what I'm talking I've about? Seen an orangutan flying a drone today. No shit. I don't believe it. Here, I'll maybe I'll show the, the story. Uh, who's showing uh what is this? Uh, oh here it is. Wait a minute. The second after introduction, there's something in reference to a cannabis root. Hmm. All right. 
I'm just gonna yeah, so try that. Can't see shit. Counts of cannabis root being used to treat postpartum hemorrhage, difficult child labor, sexually transmitted disease, and gastrointestinal activity and infection. Hmm. I would think go. this special plant would have some type of medicinal purposes for for its roots. I didn't think it should go to waste besides it being left in the soil to 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 mend the soil back right to go back into it. I thought something else would be good for it. And then what you also said too was Good evening. Welcome Christoph. Big force. Bonjour. Uh, I guess it is bonjour. Yes. Très bien, Fumidor. Very, very good. Hello, man. Where is it? Yes. Yes. Uh, Christophe, uh, how do you say look? Mir? No. Uh, uh, regarde, uh, no. Regarde, uh, la. Fuck, I don't remember. Anyway. Look at this shit. The freaking orangutan driving better than most people do. Ça, c'est excellent, ça. Les orangutans. Excellent. Okay, he goes around turns. He's just having the time of his freaking life. C'est me. C'est moi. Me. Oh, that's you, Christophe? Ouais, good. C'est moi. C'est me. C'est me, ça. The driver. That's it. <laughs> no, look at this freaking orangutan, man. He's just driving, driving, driving. No it's worries. Me. He's driving around. Yeah, exactly. This is freaking ah. orangutan. Follows rules, stays on the road. Exactly. So I'll be doing donuts, going on this grass and, and everything. <laughs> I'm trying to see what this thing uh, can do. You know, see he's he's one traffic rule. He didn't kill anybody. <laughs> Look at this. The tiger chases him for a second here. Oh, wait. Great. Where's the tiger? Oh, it was right I don't know. It kind of reminds me of one of your presidents. That's it. <laughs> so right here, he's like fucking with the tiger. He's like, oh, you can't keep up with me, motherfucker. Tiger's all pissed off, probably. He's like, dang it, how do you get a freaking golf cart? See? Right. He's like, suck it, Tiger. You see? Tiger. You see that kiss? He's like, oh, smooch. Sorry. Tiger he said, a bitches. He knows where Carol Baskin's husband is. Yeah, he knows where Carol Baskin's husband is. Isn't this crazy? Look at that. Look, he's going around the corner. He's using it two hands now for safety. Yeah. He goes, I got thumbs. That's it. <laughs> this fucking blows my mind. And we were just saying the, the, the squirrels, you know, that's basically the end of the video. Uh, we were saying the squirrels are, you know, yelling all kinds of filthy shit at you, blah, blah, blah. They probably are. Because actually the reality is most mammals are probably sentient, realistically. You know, like we're, we're not all as smart as each other, but we probably all have fairly similar experiences. Look at that. It's been poked by a freaking drone. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh no, he's flying the drone. The drone. Ah, c'est bon, bro. That's fucking great. Ah, c'est bon. J'adore, bro. C'est bon. That's pretty fucking bon. That's it, man. Good, good. Right? 
They had chimpanzee smoking cigarettes. Right, they actually do that. Yeah, they get it's not actually that funny, but it's kind of funny. Uh, They get addicted to like cigarettes, just like people do. So yeah, like tourists will toss the butts and they'll puff them because they they copy the tourists and they start to puff on and they actually like it and they get addicted. They get the nicotine rush and they start to get addicted to freaking cigarettes, like anybody does. (laughs) It's 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 really something. But you know, we'll treat them like garbage anyway. You know, even though they have basically uh, intelligence and sentience and they they mourn their dead in many cases. Not every species, but a lot of them do. You know. Yeah, it's it's a trip, man. That uh, like I remember that one movie. It was it was sad. Uh, the one where they showed it, um, what they do with the monkeys and stuff. And I was I was like, man, that is just rough. That they would experiment on on monkeys like that. It's just wrong that they would do something like that. Yeah, the, 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 what was it, the dolphin that uh, fell in love with the chick? They did a weird experiment on this one dolphin because they were trying to figure out the limits of like dolphin intelligence and language understanding and whatever. And they basically had him mate it to a human woman. Like, a, and a very, it was a super weird experiment. Anyway, he full on fell in love with this woman and they realized how weird that shit is. And so they actually separated them. They ended up sending him to a medical research facility, blah, blah, blah. The dude ended up killing himself. The dolphin killed himself. I think by smacking his head in the wall or something. Uh, it's it's bizarre the way we treat animals, you know. Talk about a lady that was fucking the dolphins. That's the one. That's really yeah. the one. They've never confirmed that, but basically, like, yeah, it's kind of confirmed. So, no, nudge, nudge, was. nudge, wink, wink. That's where oh, has she confirmed it? That's where Aquaman, that's where Aquaman <laughs> came from. <laughs> uh, fun fact. The true origin story of Aquaman. That's it. That's it. Nine months later, Jr. man. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I mean, they were they were twins at birth. You know, one was a tuna and the other one was Aquaman. They still work yeah, together. Though. I don't really buy that because Aquaman can breathe underwater. Like, how like, else could you? Tuna. How else could you explain how sexy Jason Momoa is? He's part dolphin. Probably, probably. <laughs> um, wow. They say he got the worst uh, uh, superhero uh, uh, gig. Is that true? Like underwater superhero. I mean, freaking, uh, 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 what's the fuck? Uh, uh, Poseidon was pretty badass. So I don't know. Hey, let's keep it real. They just want to keep his shirt off the whole time. Green, That's all they wanted yeah. to do. Probably. Green yeah. Arrow. Jason Momoa. Green Arrow. Much better of a couple of different Ant Man. <laughs> I like Ant Man. Ant Man is the shit, man. What a, what a ridiculous cartoon or what a ridiculous <laughs> character. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ant Man. That's guy okay, okay, Superman, but I'm Ant Man. I'm also important. Yeah, like uh, Deadpool the best. Vibe. Right. The Actually, that's, that's true. It is a little bit of a Deadpool vibe, yeah. Uh, especially once this fuck uh, plays it, and he's super hilarious. Uh, what's his goddamn name? Yes. I, I agree. Uh, the guy everyone likes. Ryan Reynolds? I was just, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Got it. He's one of them, but I'm thinking of Ant Man. Um, oh. Shit. Oh, uh, fuck, I don't, I can't. Jason Hutt? (laughs) Paul Reiser? No, not Paul Reiser. Jason Hutt. Paul Rudd, I think. Paul Rudd, you're right. Paul Rudd. Man, since you're responsible for getting me addicted to these goddamn mechanical keyboards, I have to ask. How's the mechanical keyboard addiction now, Coot? Because we haven't talked about it for a while. You were spending, like, unholy amounts of money on keyboards. Uh, How's that progressed? 
Are you in a keyboard AA program yet? Or how have you done it? Has your wife had to scream at you for, for spending no, uh, your, your earthly allowance on uh, uh, keyboards? Do no, you have like Fabergé send keyboards? Me a link to an article about uh, Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so. <laughs> careful now! So, I, are they gold plated yet? Are they Fabergé yeah. keyboards yet? What's the story? Yeah. Well, actually, you get to—they're anodized aluminum, the whole base—and <laughs> uh, <laughs> instead of having a an, an acrylic plate, it's got solid br uh, brass where the actual switches go. So that's another. Crazy. Let's see, four hundred for that, just for the plate. Okay. And then, uh, let's see. Yeah, you know, it's nuts. I mean, did did you want hot swappable key, uh, switches? So then you got your choice of about ten different colors, and they all have different mm -hmm. levels of tactile resistance mm -hmm. and, as well as noise. But here's my question, Smash. Why? What's the deal with the backlighting to the keys for gamers? That's the part I don't quite understand oh that's just, just for coolness all right. yeah. yeah listen okay so all, all right. the fancy fans and all that shit okay. a lot of them stream so it, it looks I good see. on camera i got so. you okay so for me turning it off because i find it really freaking annoying to be typing and have yeah, this I'll thing look you. like a carnival ride you know the underside of the key excuse me the light is. You got to have the, the hue, Wait, the Phillips hue lighting only, behind only it. It's all purple and green. And, yeah. Back in the day, I, you used to be able to, people used to go to LAN parties and you'd like trick out your computer and, and make it look just like as yeah. as possible. And they'd even have competition. I used to uh, do this. That's, I used to work at a cyber cafe. And uh, when I was 15, I used to run a small ISP out of the back. And we had a whole section of the shop that was for modding computers and we had all kinds of lights and fans and different shit for sale and like mm. fucking different neon paints and UV reflective shit. So you could paint it like heat paint. So it would help dissipate heat off your stuff, but it would, you know, glow bright colors and shit. It was really cool. There's like a whole scene around it. Where they, like people do cars and stuff. What I like about this more than anything is the weight because it maxed out at four pounds. Well, uh, 4.2 pounds. So it doesn't move unless you push it. It's not like can you, can you see mine? Yes. Nice. <laughs> it does all the fun stuff. Yeah. I just didn't understand why you'd want that. But I get it just for the flash. Yeah, the it, just looks, it just looks yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing I was uh, puzzled about. Um, what's the deal? Like, I've seen videos at YouTube where the person just to demonstrate their their build that they did, their modification, excuse me, the mod, all right? And they'll just sit there and tap keys for 30 seconds. What's the deal with that? Just, you want uh, the right sound? Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, I got it. All right. Yeah. I thought I was uh, missing I, something. It no, no. Like it, not. It, yeah. No, it's you're the, not. Okay. It's the clickety, clack, clack, click, 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 because some people like the sound. They, they're really yeah. into the sound. Yeah. Like they want the sound. They they're yeah. uh, Lou from uh, from Unbox Therapy. He's all about the right, the right. sound of it and how it sounds, how 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 what it sounds like. So um, that's what I know about that. And there's different people, different strokes for different folks. So if it doesn't well, matter, the sound kind of coordinates with gaming too. Okay. 
okay. with like the faster sense. the button can click and like gotcha. you're noticing it. You know what I mean? It's actually yes. hitting every click and stuff. All right. Okay. And well, then, yeah, I'll tell you what. Sounds uh, good on stream. As far as keyboarding, I mean, just the actual uh, laying down a lot of uh, big blocks of words. Um, I thought incorrectly that I had to hit these keys harder than than I later figured out I didn't have to. So that you can actually almost get into a touch typing situation. Not quite like a chiclet keyboard, but... You know, it's not as, uh, what's the word, uh, a forced of it. It doesn't require a forced action like you might think at first when you see the board, you know, because they're kind of mad. Mine's a lot more massive than yours. I mean, as far as the height, it's, I'm looking at it now and it's about an inch. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's probably way higher than mine. I have a, oh, I don't really have a. I like the smaller ones because I use controllers. Okay, so check this if you can. I mean, um, oh, hold on. Steve, oh, can, oh, oh, can I make who big for me? No, I can't. Coop, oh, what kind of gaming are you I doing? I don't. Uh, just I just types. I, I just type. And I like Show me the, again. Uh, okay. I like the uh, sound. That's a factor. Oh yeah, hell yeah! That's All nice. right, here you go. And I, uh, it's got twenty-three light settings. Like I need that. <laughs> I, I spent about a half hour, and I just thought to myself, "God, who cares, man?" You know, I mean, like, but I like the sound. It's heavy, so that when you're working, you don't have to worry. Uh, you're not going to move it, or you know, you're not going to hit a wrong key because, like, on these. A little cheap, not cheap, they're expensive. He's like Apple's keyboards. Yeah. Jesus bucks. Christ, man. 150 bucks for that. Um, you should stick to warmer colors on your keyboard. That way it's better for your eyes. Yeah. I had this on because of at night the light. But yeah, it's got uh, like 23 colors, and then one is like carnival lights. It just like flashes different colors. And I got good. Mine's so bad, I can go into my app or whatever, the thing on my computer, and pick what each, whatever I want for each fucking yeah, key yeah, I, on my way. If I want it, whatever color, it would yeah. do, a, it's so insane. And I'm like, I, right. I keep it off. I keep it off all of the time because it uses extra battery <laughs> and shit. You know what I mean? Because it's Yo, on yeah. my laptop. I'm actually looking for a better monitor. I want to get like, I'm, it's gonna be used, but I want it to at least be HD, because I got I'm getting like uh, one of the uh, dirty indica is sending me like a steering wheel and pedals to like do sim racing. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, so he's like really like into sim racing and shit. He's been like posting into the Discord, and I'm like, shit, man, I well, love that lived, stuff. If you live near me, I'd say I've got a, a 4K 27 inch. A monitor that uh, is going to go for cheap money, Damn. so really cheap. It, you know, it's over in, there like mm. it's an L, <laughs> it's an LG, so it's not garbage. I didn't buy you know go to Walmart and get the. It's a. I'm looking at the curved ones. I kind of want to get a nice yeah, curved one. Yeah. Get ready to spend some money, probably six or seven at least. I would think. 
That's why yeah. I like consoles. Yeah, you have I, I, I sometimes wish I could lay in bed and, and play Grand Theft Auto. I mean, I technically could like put something on my stomach and, and run my laptop and stuff, but I don't like like my laptop's like this far off the ground. If like when I'm playing games, have you I considered have, like, counseling? Why? <laughs> I just thought it would. <laughs> Maybe. But like my this thing gets hot when I'm running like full graphics and stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, when I'm running a game like full capacity, my 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 stuff gets hot. And I have to put like I put it on. It came with boosters. Because it's a laptop. Yeah, it came with booster fans and shit. You ever think of using lube smash? It's nah, there's a little like Fumi's probably seen them yeah. for laptops and stuff. There's like a pad you buy and there's extra fans on it helping yeah. bring in yeah. air. It's a laptop. Straight up. It's gonna get a... it's gonna get hot. <laughs> yep. You have you, you want it well, to run right. You have to keep it cold. Cool. Get some ice packs and put it on the bottom of your computer. Okay, keep it really Once, cold. Well, this company did a good job with their fans system. When it's shit, they don't even really run unless I put them on, and I only put them on when I'm gaming, really. Yeah. But. It's got like uh let's see. And that up, uh, Frank is asking, uh he's got one for Coot. Uh at Breadtopia, uh the starter kits, uh what's the best one and are they worth it? He's saying, please. Uh I'll go look right now. I mean I know Breadtopia, I don't know that that particular product, but I'll go look at it right now. Well, no problem. See frankly though. Ask and you shall receive. Wouldn't that be nice if you're like, can I please know where the buried treasure is? And someone says, well, yeah, I'll just look that up for you. Mm. I'd like that. Oh, What's going go. on, Captain 420? Have we said hello to you? No, I just kind of popped in. Here's what's going on. I'd like to give a big uh, ups to Coots there on the roots thing and coming out and saying, you know what? I just don't know. Because there's a lot of people that would just go on and say, you know, this and this and this and, you know, give a bunch of bullshit. I'm a soil guy. <laughs> so, yeah, you can get stuff out of the roots. The roots does have a little bit of everything in it, just like the leaves do. Uh, okay. The AC DC that I brought back from California that DJ gave me was actually a juicing CBD. It grew like a weeping willow. Uh, the buds wouldn't get any bigger than your thumbnail, basically. Okay, Fium. Tell the gentleman uh, the country loaf. That's the uh, kit name. Country loaf. That's the one. Yeah. I think he's listening right now. Uh, Frank got the my bread book too. Uh, after he told us about it the other day, he said. Oh, cool. So Frank is. Oh yeah, uh, that's uh, actually lady. I know Frank from way back now. He's the guy from uh, Sullivan Street Bakery in New York City. And an article that appeared in the New York Times the, the, about 10, whatever. Oh, in New York, huh? He's caught? Yeah, yeah. anyway, uh, no need bread. So you don't need it. Uh, you mix up the dough and you let the uh, 
fermentation take care of all of it? It's almost like no touch. Because hmm. people think you got to beat it, and, you know, stretch it and throw it over. I you bet. don't. It's just Definitely you, know, you just let it rest. Um, let it yes, rest. you want to let it rest. That's always how we learned how to bake bread over here. Let it rest. Right. It takes days. I mean, it takes two or three days to make good bread. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So very true. You know, I was thinking about this. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was a great metaphor or what, but I thought it was kind of interesting. So I'm a, a big fan of pancakes. I don't know if anyone else pancakes. here is a big fan of pancakes. Are you, Coot, a, a fan of, I mean, you know, these days you've, you've really cut back. So this is probably a little bit sadistic to ask you now that I'm realizing. But in the past, let's say, uh, did you like to uh, make pancakes? Um, oh, yeah. And if and you I did, I guess, how did you, how did you uh, uh, mix them? Because I guess where I'm going to with that is that I've learned over the years to not mix the pancakes and just to let them sit, essentially, just saturate them as, as little as possible, mix the ingredients as little as possible, right. and then walk away. And actually, you let it ferment ever so slightly, but you let everything saturate together, and that way you don't develop any gluten, and you keep the pancakes beautifully uh, air, air, light and airy, basically. Right. Am I on the right track? Yes. Anything that's a batter... So that's going to include uh, a cake batter, uh, in this case, pancakes, uh, waffles. You want to fold it. You don't want to, like you said, beat it because you don't want to strengthen the gluten. That's because you're using a chemical agent, usually by sodium bicarbonate, baking soda, for it to uh, rise. So you're not dependent upon gluten like you are with yeast, where it's trapping the the uh, organism. Yeast takes in air, uses the oxygen, expels the CO2, just like you and I, all of us. Okay, so, and that's how, why bread has holes in it. Those are pockets of CO2. Make sense? And then, uh, so... But in a in a in a, a batter or a bre- uh, a cake uh, batter and or pan whatever like all those we mentioned, yeah, you just want to like if you go back and look look at, at a Dutch dough hook, and it's a tool, and that's what you want to mix it with. And as soon as you see a picture of it, you'll know exactly a, a Dutch dough hook. And these are integral for bread baking because you do this initially to get things truly mixed without beating the shit out of the. That's, uh, That's where like uh, I've seen people use those hooks for like uh, what taffy too as well. Yeah. Taffy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. So you see how it, yeah, it glides totally through different. the batter. It's not you know it's not a big resistance. So you're not developing any gluten at all. You're mixing it. That's pretty cool. I don't know those. Yeah, those are a lifesaver. That and that gentleman that asked about which kit at Breadtopia was the best. That's I, I I picked uh, out the one that had one of those as part of the kit. Uh, well, I had like five or six items, and I picked the one that had that one, uh, you know, included. Is part of it. Said anything uh, in response, but I'm some. I'm uh, sure he's thankful. He says he's been fermenting big time. He says it's so easy and so healthy. 
Uh, man, I've been meaning to get into the commenting. I just, I honestly, no excuse, but there are only excuses, frankly, haven't been getting into it. Laziness. Like me. Busyness, something. Yeah, yeah we're all just super busy. It's just other stuff yeah. on our minds. Uh, what are we looking at, uh, Potent? It happens. There's some, there's some terpenes I was going to bring up in, and there's triterpenes too, as well. Uh, there's sterile profiles, so your camphor. Our campsterol, sig, stigmasterol, um, stuff that we normally don't talk about. Those are found on the roots. So it kind of has a different profile compared to the buds. For sure. I love, I've noticed that. I've like pulled out like root balls or whatever, and you can like get a whiff off of them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll throw the link in chat here. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to say this earlier. I didn't finish. We, we were talking a little bit about bud rot or, or whatever allegedly it might be. But in the case of bud rot, one of my first or even my first maybe couple of grows, I want to say my very first grow, like Wessingen was saying, my very cherished colas. I was like, oh, my God, these are going to be wonderful, blah, blah, blah. Those were the ones that got freaking bud rot. And uh, it turns out when I was talking to people and just kind of researching the issues and just you know, thinking back over it. Turns out the places that it did get bud rot at first were the places where I was touching and analyzing the, the, the flowers, basically, where, where I was basically messing with the flowers. And you don't realize this, but in many cases, you'll be creating little micro tears. I mean, first of all, you're transferring the oils and bacteria and stuff of your uh, fingers. You are you're the also vector. potentially you're the vector, man. You're the problem. And you'll basically create little micro tears in those uh, plants. And uh, so I don't, I don't know, Smash, we haven't seen what, what you were talking about earlier, but it is true that butterrot actually, it only really manifests for growers in the flowers, but it actually starts in the leaves and then goes to the leaves. Uh, I think it starts in the stems and then goes to the leaves and only then goes to the trichomes. So on or to the to the to the bud meat basically. So realistically, if you have the, the infection in the flower, it's already actually in the 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 freaking xylem and the sap and the stem, all of that basically. Is that right, Putin? It depends on which bud rot we're talking about, because there's a couple of different That's ones. Right. But try this, you actually can have the, the caterpillars like have the eggs laid in the buds and have them hatch out and, and just basically have the, the them vectored by that. I, I find that at least in Oklahoma, we see a shit ton of it, the botrytis, especially in uh, stuff that's been munched on by caterpillars. In fact, I can pull up a picture of that. Hold on. And I had the same problem. Um, a caterpillar ate, uh, ate it and then basically it just died. And this fell off. So, and nothing, nothing ever happened to the plant after that at all. So it, it's not, it's not detrimental. It's not when it comes with, when it comes to it having to do with worms, it's just that spot that, that gets dead. And then it's pretty much over at, after that, because you're, you're going to see that and you're going to go find the worm. Yeah, especially, I mean, you try to try to get it before it it gets there. But, you know, every once in a while, that stupid ass worm will get to it and you'll be like, where did you come from? I'm still stuck on rust fungus. Plain and simple. Take a look at it or something. I don't know. I haven't seen it before. Uh, What was I going to say? That's a great point, uh, 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 Chris. Honestly, Um, I forget what I was going to say about it, but it was a great point. Oh, shit. The me. The power of the dark side. And on this show, I always wonder, like, 
How many things could I have finished if I didn't forget what I was talking about? But I guess that's the magic of the show. If there is magic. I took... That is actually literally. (laughs) Here you go. There's the caterpillar who's been munching on the inside of this and basically spreading the infection. Now I remember what I... Thank you, Potent. Actually, you reminded me. Uh, It depends on if the bud rot is... uh, caused by like a, a, an injury from a caterpillar or if the bud rot is basically precipitated by the conditions. So if the conditions are still right for bud rot, then it's going to spread like wildfire through your uh, a crop. But that's only, let's say, if there's really poor circulation, high humidity, uh, the, the temp swings, you know, throughout the day, blah, 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 blah. But if it was literally high and bright, blah, 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 but there's caterpillars, then the, the bud rot will be localized to that caterpillar. So that's a great point, honestly. I hate that guy right there. That green one right there. Yeah, so these are all the same species. These are actually all from the same growth. But you can tell the anthocyanins in the purple strains and then depending on where they're feeding on the plant. It's like a salmon, uh, in other words. Yeah, so they can have a highly variable color range for the same species, even on the same grow location. I just want to pull its little head off. (laughs) You're like, oh, it's so adorable. Let me fucking whack it with an axe. If you know anything about them, you're like, fuck you. You know what one of the best predators for them is? Is actually wasps. If you have a good wasp nest here, they will pick off those things like crazy. They have predatory wasps, too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Steve, you're a good one to ask about this. Do we completely miss... uh, um, misevaluate let's that's probably a stupid word for it do we look at wasps the wrong way uh, and namely uh for years people have you know complained oh man they show up to every single picnic and they ruin your fucking picnic and whatever uh but i've heard recently i wish i'd knew, known this you know maybe i was 15 years old or something if you leave out some uh food if you leave out some bacon or some food some meat basically they really prefer meat if you leave some meat on the edge of your picnic they'll go and gravitate to that freaking meat and they used to actually be called meat bees as a result of that anyway, because they just fucking passionately love meat, basically. Anyway, it got me thinking like wasps potentially, like even in that circumstance, like, okay, so you, you're at a picnic, you know, they want some meat, leave them some fucking meat, let them go uh, uh, have it, have your picnic, let them have their picnic. And then in that same vein, let them do their thing in nature, like let them go and eat their probably what other critters that you dislike. Like that's what I'm talking about with spiders all the time that basically, okay, you dislike the spiders, but guess what the spiders are eating? Like, tons and tons of stuff that you dislike probably the same amount i'm just wondering to myself like should we be integrating wasps or 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 i don't know at least looking at them differently not destroying their nests at least what do you think no especially for for outdoor grows we try to encourage them um just because they do are such a great uh you know portion of ipm on outdoor but um, most of the stuff we talk about when we're talking about press control wasps okay. are things like incarcia formosa okay. yeah little tiny ones no, no, no. See, that's what I was going to say. Okay, I, I agree with what you're about to say. The little tiny, tiny ones. Those are yeah. those are great. Even the the ones that are the the um the bigger ones, the ones that are that are the yellow and black ones with the longer the torso. Jackets. Okay, yep. are fine. No, no, yellow jackets are the short ones that have uh ground in the ground uh the okay. nest. Right. Those ones yeah. you do those. not want at your house. You do not want them around. Uh, they will attack you. They're highly aggressive. I, I, as a firefighter, yeah, when I was a kid, they weren't fun. They, no, they will attack you. And the one that you were talking about, the meat bees, 
Yes, those are the same ones. Those are so the, you get around the, their nest, they get super excited and they start attacking you. When I was a firefighter in my early twenties, I was we would cut fire and, and we would always, always Excuse cut me. into their nest because we're uh, yeah, we're, they don't die. Either. That's the thing. Yeah. If they sting you, or they don't you give a fuck. Oh, yeah. They keep going at you and um I've gotten stung all over me. I thought I was getting burnt from the fire. No, I was getting burnt from the fire. I was getting it was like cigarette burns getting hitting hitting me. Boom, 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 yeah, boom. Yeah. Uh do not have those things that you're in your in your yard. Those will I will attack your kids. That yeah, you don't want the other ones isn't no, paper isn't, wasps. Paper wasps are fine. Not, you're all right. The fuck. The big yeah. ones. We, they couldn't figure out why a, a certain plant was getting pollinated for a long, long time, and it ended up oh, being vanilla for wasps. Right? Vanilla. It was I'm talking vanilla, about vanilla orchid. I want to say yeah, yeah. for vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wasp. Regular wasps are fine. The, the ones that are the ones that build their nests with paper up in your heaves. Uh, if you keep it under control, just you know, it's fine. But they, they will get big, and you'll you'll have to deal with them. They do are seasonal. Um, I actually have a uh, I have a fig tree, and they're known to pollinate the figs. So, and they're known to go into the figs, and then they die in there. Okay. And that's, that's another one of those mutualisms, right? I think that's, that's the thing with figs. Exactly. The figs actually require wasps. Yeah. And a fig is a weird fruit because it's actually not a fruit. It's just an intern flower. Like it's a flower that never developed. That's just that species. It's an in, in like, I can't remember it, but it's an intern flower. When I was a kid, I hated figs, but now I, I like, too. Yeah, I don't know what changed, but just my, my tastes changed, I guess. And now I like both green and uh, dark figs. Go figure. I like dark Go figs. Figure. <laughs> what do you do? Just eat them? Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, they're good in all kinds of stuff. Dude, they're wonderful in this. Um, I think it's Brazilian. If anybody in, in the, the chat can confirm this, you grind them up and mix them with cocoa powder and uh, 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 butter, a little bit of uh, uh, butter. And uh, I think you mix, you make, uh, uh, let me think. Am I doing this right? It's been a long, long time since I've done this. A little bit of butter, brown sugar, cinnamon, and then rum. I think Bar. I'm thinking of the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I might be confusing two different recipes, but who doesn't like rum? Honestly, like just put yeah. some more rum in it, right? But honestly, I was laughing like a freaking crazy person earlier today. I was, I remembered rum ham from it Always Sunny. I was just fucking laughing. I was just like, they're just walking around eating rum ham. And I was like, that's one of the greatest ideas I think they've ever had. And they're like, because yes, of course you would walk around eating rum ham. It's ham and it's also got rum in it. So, of course, you just walk around eating it like a crazy person and get, like, super drunk. If anybody doesn't know what Always Sunny in Philadelphia is, it's a delightful show. It's a show about a total gaggle of idiots. They have new Gang episodes. Fucks everything up. Yeah, they have, like, eight seasons or maybe more than that now. But it's it's freaking hilarious. Whoa, whoa. The people are all terrible. Like, the characters are all just absolutely terrible. And they're, they're one is worse than the next. Uh, uh, Frank, who's played by Danny DeVito. There you go, right there, the inimitable uh, for Danny DeVito. Uh, he plays a, a sweatshop owner slash 
multiple divorcees slash horrible person slash this that the other guy's fucking hilarious. He's like the financier. Somehow he has money. He somehow he still always has money, even though he's gone bankrupt like fifty times. He still somehow has money. Yeah, I don't even know how I got on there, but uh, you're welcome. Winning. What's going on, uh, Nico? The best one, yeah. The best is when they're out in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) That's the rum hit right there. They're like, goddamn dogs, get away from us. <laughs> and they, they like, they're like, best idea ever. They take like a, a float out to the ocean. They get drunk and they're just floating in the ocean. Like, good scene. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a delightful show. Uh, we were talking about something else before that. I don't remember. You're gonna make uh, me pay alimony to this cat? <laughs> Do they have a poop Danny knife? Don't forget the poop knife. Uh, so Danny and uh, 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 Charlie live together. Oh, that's when Mac was cultivating mass. <laughs> they, they don't. They like sleep. Stop together. cultivating. Start harvesting. <laughs> There's oh, been gosh, episodes yeah. about poop in their bed, bro. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no good. It's no, wonderful. No. You'd honestly love it. It's freaking hilarious. So the show funny. is hilarious. Dayman is the best part, just because of the whole like, <laughs> Dayman. like the the thing with. Have you seen the thing with the little Asian kids doing it? There's some like school teacher in Vietnam or the Philippines that taught children to sing the Dayman song. So it's like a whole elementary school singing Dayman. It's fucking it's awesome. Charlie on the show is uh, a complete and total moron, but he's actually a complete and total moron because he works in the high carbon monoxide basement. So it, it basically dumbs him down into a no, complete and moron. He also he's actually a genius. And huffs yeah. gas and eats cat food. and <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's fucked. <laughs> they like... Wow. They're, before they go to bed, like you ever see the episode before him and Frank have to go to bed with the, all the cats meowing outside their <laughs> right. <laughs> that was like that was when Frank flew, uh, first moved in. I want to say I don't remember now. I have to actually rewatch it. That's fucking great. Can't see it, but that's all right. Or can't hear it, but it's okay. I've been watching. I don't know. I've been I've been watching like. Simpsons lately again. I really love The Simpsons. Like, I think it's such a classic. Mm. Um, South Park, obviously, is one of my big favorites, too. They came right out of Portland. Mm. The Simpsons, they actually, is true. Yeah. They're, they're yes. fucking like buying yes. property and shit. Choose a Like, it's cool. South Park, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Oh yeah, yeah there's a couple. I mean, yeah, yeah. they only made a couple on in on air apologies about like their comedy, like, and I think one was maybe to Russell Crowe or something. I was watching it today, like the ten like most like bash celebrities on South Park and right, what right. they felt about it, and they were like, they were like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Having grown up in Philadelphia, they really do get a lot of stuff right, and it's always sunny, especially some of the weird nuances about how weird Philadelphians are, and like the pretzel sales, and like all just the weird shit that makes it Philly. They yeah. really, really do a good job on that show. 
Well, the Simpsons, it takes place in Springfield, and the real Springfield is that weird. There's a highway or a river that divides Eugene, which is like the epicenter of the counterculture. And then on the other side is this really uh, not so much counterculture. How's that? You pick up trucks with flags and Pence and Trump really won stickers and you know that kind of stuff. Like Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants was from Humboldt. Yeah. Yeah, there's literally like uh, uh, this side of the river is like uh, Birkenstock wearing apparently <laughs> wear Birkenstocks anymore. They wear whatever is like fourth generation past Birkenstocks. It's probably vegan uh, mushroom they're leather. Tom. They're called like yeah. flip flop something or other. Yeah, exactly. You see, I don't even know. Uh, okay, I've heard the word Tom, so now I'm, I'm, I re- recognize the language Smash is speaking. So you see how behind I am. It's not even Birkenstocks anymore. I'm a fam. Get with okay, it. Okay, so where's. All right, so where's Springfield? Is that the Literally river? Literally right across it? the river. Yeah, there much, it yep. is. Yep, that's it. So. Yeah, it's another world. Mm-hmm. In Eugene, you got University of Oregon. Uh, you know, for <clears throat> Oregon, the most prestigious, that's where your uh, political uh, people aspire to be in politics go. You're uh, not worker bees, but, you know, the elite, uh, public relation clowns. Um Marketing executives, that kind of stuff. Now, the other school, Portland State, excuse me, Oregon State, that's your school of uh, agriculture, forestry, you know, real jobs. Yeah, Oregon State, for example, is uh, integral to a lot of the soil science that we kind of take for granted these days, all the mycorrhiza. Yeah, the, they and I guess Southern Oregon University, uh, mycorrhiza, the soil food, this soil food yep. web, that. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, all the different uh, uh, microbial associations. Evidently, a lot of that yep. came from uh, Oregon. Not to yep. mention most of the, you know, we we kind of uh, uh, poo this in many cases, but a lot of the GMO stuff comes from them. A lot of the plant breeding stuff comes from them. A lot of it. It's really yeah. interesting. And also, where the first uh, uh, rooting compound was developed. Uh, right after World War I, 1919, 1920, that was made from willow shoots, uh, salicylic acid. A uh, bear uh, funded that one. And uh, out of that out of that research, this often happens, so it's not anything new. This was 100 years ago. Um, a product came out, and they sold the product for several years, which was to recoup the investment of materials and labor and what have you, right? And then they sold the company. That's that's how Monsanto makes money. They fund stuff at UC Davis or Oregon State or you know University of Kansas, whatever. And so it's a partnership. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that's the way it works. You know. So that's how you get all these corporate this corporate money and the agricultural thing is they're putting up the money for the research. So they kind of dictate to a large extent what what results you're going to see. So always look at your sources and evaluate who's giving you the information. So that's all I suggest. 
an important one, isn't it? Learning how to learn and learning how to learn means learning which trust, uh, which sources to trust, which sources to ignore, exactly. uh, which rabbit holes to follow, which rabbit holes to ignore. Yeah. It's, it can be a really difficult skill, can't it? Yep. There's a lot of charlatans. I mean, because there's a lot of money people have to eat. So, of course, there's going to be uh, there's a lot of uh, shenanigans that go on in research. There's no question about it on both sides. I mean, come on. Some of the stuff I see on cannabis research is laughable. Would you guys do this in a garage? You know, kind of thing. Sometimes you look at it like, this is your evidence. Give me a break. I mean, what are some of the stupidest things you've heard? Uh, oh, okay. This is on a, a YouTube show. Well, I've studied this for 10 years, and what I've learned is that if you keep the heat up in your room, your, you know, growing area, that uh, you can uh, preclude the chance of getting any problems with powdery mildew. Really? Really? Oh, you mean just keep the heat, let's say, above what? Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. Around the world, there's 4,000... Roughly 4,000 varieties of powdery mildew. Some of them aren't even white, like black scab that hits uh, apple trees is black, but it's a powder. But anyway, you get the idea. So to make a blanket statement like that, because you have a, a four by four foot tent that didn't get hit <laughs> with powdery mildew, hardly qualifies as research. You know what I mean? Did you try it at 90? Did you try it at 80? Did you try it? You know what I'm saying? Um, a one-time success does not make for a, an accurate evaluation. Or my favorite is, well, no, he grows really good stuff. Just, you know, sometimes it doesn't go right. Oh, okay. I see. Needs a, a, a better new program, probably. Just maybe switch from... Botanic care over to home and garden, or how's this work? Or you know, advanced nutrients. That's it. No, uh, you got to go to the one that has the most bottles. Coot. I think there it's house go. and garden. Yeah, uh, oh, it's house and garden. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's yeah, the one you got to go to. I mean, we know there's like probably five different bottles of Calmag. That's how you know it's good. Should right? I buy? Should I buy it now? I would. Oh, definitely, definitely. Set on scene. Uh, do the you know how they do the like four payment thing? Just do that. Just do that. Well, you know, as much success as uh, Jeremy and I have had with the uh, gnarly barley, I'm thinking that a line of salt based uh, and color coded, of course, you know, got to have that. Um, Coots Newt. I mean, this could be a pH stabilized, maker. right? Coot? Yeah, yeah, pH stabilized, mm -hmm. uh, genetically good. modified, uh, right. holistically endorsed. I don't know, whatever. I uh, bet you, vegan. if you bought like the dry vegan and uh, what the uh, free range, yeah, it would work. Yeah, keto and uh, and uh, paleo, paleo, paleo plant yeah. Nudes. yeah, just start yeah, claiming it. it works better on the organic stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, you're good. So is that the college town of Oregon State? This is Corvallis right here, yeah. Yeah, that's Corvallis. Uh, that's the uh, edge, or the agricultural school and school, of course. That's a lot of lines. Huh. Beautiful. Sure. 
Yeah, it's really it's neat. Cool. It's right at the south end of town on yeah, the way I to the coast. Yeah. Or Bellas is nice town too. At Wood Sports. I'm looking at <laughs> like well, on the pretty field. Track track field right here. I love their logo, the Beavers. Oh, okay. that, uh, I love the Beavers too. And javelins and shit. Oh, okay. This is a big running school too. So is Eugene. Yeah, uh, yeah that's you know, OSU yeah, and U of O get the uh, the ever loving piss founded out funded out of them by Nike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh Knight yeah, basically started. Yeah. A lot of oh, folks of don't know necessarily, but uh, Nike was started right in Oregon. It's still here, basically right across the river in in uh, uh, Hillsborough and uh, Beaverton. And uh, mm-hmm. he started basically U of O. Uh, he would basically drive like a VW bus up to. Uh, Oregon State University, a couple of different high schools. In fact, the high school I went to, he actually stopped by. It was like his second sale that he'd ever wow. made. Wow. Uh, he literally had like a waffle iron that he'd make the shoes out of the back of yeah. his van. That yeah. was only like the first couple of years. Then he became a superstar, right? But anyway, uh, how do I say this? Then he what had was his name? Town, the, the coach uh, that made him. Bill? Oh, I don't remember that. Bill Watson from the basketball team? Or what were you talking about? No, no, no. The uh, running coach. Oh, shit. I don't remember. Yeah, he was oh, the inspiration uh, for uh, Phil Knight. Bill LaMontagne. Uh, Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah. Not man, it's been a while since I've been engrossed in that whole Oregon lore. Yeah, I think with Bill LaMontagne, I want to say. Someone can probably correct me in the chat. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so to this day, uh, or, uh, UO basically has, uh, in fact, I can just go there. UO has a stadium worthy of like a professional football team, honestly. And in fact, like they say, yeah. like, they have big screen TVs in front of the urinals. I mean, it's literally. Yeah. Money. Like, oh, hey. Just, and, and man, just so everyone knows, Nike just bought uh, a huge property in the metaverse already. They're Austin already, Stadium. yep. They're already going for shoes. That's right, Austin Stadium. That's fucking sick. I mean, I just look at this. It, yeah. it makes me. It makes me. But I'm. I'm even sick into the freaking metaverse shit. But whatever. I guess that's just gonna, gonna be how it is. It just goes to show you what uh, money can do for a state university. Okay. You got Nike money. You got Intel money. You got right Microsoft money. I mean. They hit all the right numbers, I'll tell you, or the right uh, pockets, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. You got to hand it to them. But boy, is there, is that expensive to, uh, to if you're out of state? Hope daddy's uh, got a big uh, cash flow for you. Yeah, in state, it's not that bad. I mean, it's right. up to, I think, probably what, I don't know, it's probably 15, 17,000 a year at this point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more, honestly. But out of state, you're right. It's basically like a freaking full on <laughs> private school. Yeah. Right. U of O definitely has more of the the, um, the music programs. Uh, Oregon State is quite good at uh, uh, engineering, architecture. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like Coot uh, uh, said, uh, uh, all the agricultural sciences, plant breeding, marine biology. They even have their yeah. own campus, like on the, in Newport, which is this beautiful city on the coast. Yeah. Um, but uh, U of O is, like I say, great for for you know literature, poetry, all that kind of shit. They literally have poets that graduate from there. I think one of the the uh, poet laureates of the United States was literally from the U of O. Um, well, uh, uh, Ken Kesey used to teach a class here. Hmm. Uh, a literature writing class and that was his album water a lot of people don't know that he was a very educated young man uh before he became a merry prankster 
in that whole thing. But in his 20s, he wrote sometimes a great notion and uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Can you imagine that? Before you're 30 and you turn out two Pulitzer Prize winning uh, novels, that's amazing. The school, um, the Oregon, Oregon reminds me of like UMass Amherst over here. It's like the, yeah, it's, it's not the prestigious, but it, it has everything good. Yeah, this I is like a cool. So it's prestigious. Right in the I mean, the their football world. team is always uh, I'm, ready. I'm saying like Harvard or, or oh, I not see what like you mean. that. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's more like this is right in the middle of the Willamette Valley. Uh, so uh, you have agriculture and, and wild areas all around there. Uh, the McKenzie River, um, you're not that far from the Cascades, Cascade Range. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot worse places to go. You I mean, you could be in, you know, UCLA or something. Mm-hmm. Much of a fucking anything. Yeah, Biden. That's the reality of it. You know. I don't even know what happened. 
Also, no, uh, President Johnson would have been literally freaking. I mean, that guy was weird too because he literally would have been swinging his dick out and like, uh, like <laughs> intimidating with his wiener. That was so fucking weird. But anyway, he'd be taking him. He in his, was like, weird. Freaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would literally take him in his freaking. Uh, 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 it was like an Oldsmobile that was fitted. Uh, uh, people didn't know this, but it was fitted to freaking uh, drive underwater. And he would literally drive them into the lake and they'd be all screaming and be like, oh my God, no. He'd say, like, oh my God, the brakes are gone. The brakes are gone. And then basically they would like calmly float into the water and it's a freaking submarine. Anyway, uh, he would literally cajole the shit out of anybody he had to and he'd get his shit done. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, Biden is perfectly happy to just uh, sit back and relax. When he's supposed to legalize as well or try to legalize. Right. Uh, I mean, come no, on. Of the many things it. he could potentially do. He has done how many of them? All right. All right he's filling some Biden. judgeships. That's a good thing. No, like, come no, on. Come on. This is the problem. He's an old white guy. He's not going to legalize it. So, dude, yeah, he's honest. not legalized. His 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 vice president's the one pushing and it. And Kamala, dude, oh, Kamala put more fucking people in jail than anybody. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's true. Neither. That's a bit of a trouble. Yeah, evidence. Strange you would exonerate a man on death row. She's a piece of shit. She's yeah. a bitch. Yeah, the Democrat, the Democratic Party right now has about the weakest bench I think I've ever seen. There's some people coming up, but at the moment, it is a weak-ass bench. Well, they, they, they fucked Bernie two elections in a row. They sure exactly. Did. Exactly. They have a base yeah, that setting. everything that he wants, they could, they could revive the whole party and get everybody behind the whole thing and, and get That's the worst part. Yeah, Bernie was popular. Yeah. Started passing reasonable reforms. The funny thing was, Andrew Yang was popular. Oh, too. Oh, fuck Yang. He's yeah. still building. Yeah, he's a future voice, I think, more than I the past I think he was. is. Yeah. I think he's gonna be a big name sooner or later. He's gonna be somewhere. That's in the, the one that was the, on Joe. Uh, at least Buckeg committed political suicide when he packed the day before Israel bombed Gaza and took out the uh, what did he do again? International broadcasting fucking tower in the whole country. Like, mm-hmm. Way to go, dipshit. Okay, mm-hmm. you want to hear something? I don't. I was reading about this it the other day. Early. So, like the first day <laughs> troops, the first troops that were getting pulled out, they got bombed that day. Um, but they, I like what, they knew what was going on in like Gaza and stuff. So the embassy right, right, but none of the yeah. Gaza wars have been justified. I mean, it's genocide what they're doing to Gaza. It's a fucking ethnic cleansing on a scale that hasn't been uh-huh. seen in the 40s. Like, the, it's not okay to set off bombs in a population that's got fucking two million people per square mile. Like, that's genocide. Anyways, when when they have like. 18,000 dead on Gazans to like 24 dead Israelis. That's not justified. That's ethnic cleansing. Messed mm-hmm. up the situation. I was thinking about it today, how nice Israel actually could be if they actually had peace. And I was, I just started laughing. I was driving somewhere and I was like, that, yeah, as if that's going to happen. Like, well, I, I, just feel that I can just, I can literally, I just, I can just count on, I just count well, on it. There, there will never well, be peace in the Middle East. shit on stocks, it. man. Fuck that bitch, too. Why is she, I, you see that they did a poll. Oh like, yeah, yeah. She is massively out of touch. Evidently, ever, evidently, she's polling way out of her fucking league with that too. People are not happy about it. Uh, so Pelosi basically said that no, we're not going to get rid of the rule whereby uh, Congress critters get to trade on insider ins- information uh, uh, and just totally get away with it. There, it's it, they're they're not only not only is it allowed, not only is it not illegal, it's allowed. Like it's a specific carve out for uh, Congress critters. They're the only people that can trade on insider information. 
And she said, no, 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 no. We should be able to do this because this is a capitalist country. Something like that. And so in other words, we should be able to do this because uh, it's a good way to make money. So that's essentially what it comes down to. Comes down to. And she's trading all the time. Like there are people on uh, Reddit that literally follow her trades because she trades options and futures and stuff. Mm-hmm. So people actually literally trade all her shit. Because anyway, she could, uh, she's super fucking rich. That's another thing oh, that bothers okay. me. I don't know. There should be age what? limits. There should be fucking wealth limits, frankly, to be a politician. Should be you know. term limits. What, what? Term what limits, I, I kind of, is one thing that I disagree with because then you can kind of term yourself out of the quality people. And also hey. you can basically make it a race to sell out fast. You gotta, you gotta so have term limits, I feel like, are the, one of the weakest. Well, 15 years, 420. Coot and Captain 420 are the, the, I think, the elders here as far as age-wise. And maybe mm. Chris is up there. I don't know. I, I'm going to assume that you're younger. Um, uh, what do you guys think is going to happen? Because this mm. next election, to me, it looks like it's going to be an absolute shit show that's going to make the last one look like a joke. Right. In terms of violence. Oh, this I, don't gonna think Biden, I don't think Biden's going to run again. Yeah. I think oh, uh, no, he's Kamala Harris. I think Kamala She's Harris is going to is gonna um take over and, and she's a choose somebody um but it's they're just gonna continue to push whoever the um next person up is and that's what's sad and they don't they don't want to go with any progressive people at all um, that's the problem how do you how do you break the two-party system in the united states you, you gotta get the money out of politics right you just gotta get the money out of politics that's the yeah, number one thing you gotta do. The, Get the money out of pocket. Courts been hijacked. Like that's the yeah. problem is that the one mechanism we have to make that happen is now broken. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, so so, so does everyone understand yeah. how how insanely evil that newest um Supreme Court lady is? Oh my god, Amy. Uh yeah, so well, she's, she's gonna freaking usher us into the freaking uh yeah, so it's she's like a goddamn show, the, the handmaid's tale. Yeah, so she thinks that she needs to be like this vessel for God that is like the sword that allows Christianity to retake America. They're a dangerous terrorist group that needs to be fucking stopped. Like they are truly are dangerous people. They're the same group of people that go and bomb fucking abortion clinics. Now, in fact, uh, Planned Parenthood in Kentucky was just burned up this week. Like they're the it's that group of people that uh, what's the name of it? Um, they're always downtown. They're every weekend they're downtown. But we have a couple people here that are outside, outside the Planet Parenthood all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they've made a, a schedule for them. They're not allowed to do it during the weekday. They're now they only allowed to protest during the weekends. So we used to. It's only a couple people here though. We used to freeze Gatorade bottles and throw them at them because our bus used to go by the Planned Parenthood and have the protesters out there. And we used to freeze Gatorade bottles and try to wing it at them when I was in high school. <laughs> I, I don't feel bad. They probably that. deserved it. That's what they did. I don't know. I don't know. You got to be well, bored well, with your life. To, you no, know, honestly, though, but, but most of the people go there going there for STD tests, pregnancy tests, or girls yes. that don't have health insurance that just need an OBGYN. They ain't going exactly. there for abortions. They're going there for every other fucking reason that you have a sexual. They give, out, they give out free condoms. Exactly. Yeah, seriously. When you're under 18, it's, a lot of PSUs won't even sell you condoms. Like, if depending on where you live. Yeah, that's you know, why Christianity is going to die. It's not evolving. I think some of them. Well, I think it's. I think well, that's no, no, radical. The reason, the reason why you're seeing everything come to a head is because the, they've lost the culture wars. 
And this is the last throes of a, a bigoted age that is dying. And they're, they I realize mean, don't count, it, don't count on it being the last throws. That's comforting to think that it could be. Uh, I mean, I know what you're talking about. The demographics are not in their favor. For example, the, the Republican Party exactly. and conservatives in general are White faced are with uh, seeming now, inevitability, right? Yeah, that's that's the prediction. Off. Seeming <laughs> inevitability of uh, places like Texas and South Carolina, Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, on and on and on, flipping irre- irretrievably to the other side because of uh, youth well, demographics, uh, immigrants. That- but how do I say this? They've managed to not have that happen. You know, that this is a constant problem. Well, they would change the politics in this country, right? Like Texas actually yeah. used to vote reliably Democratic. It used to have a Democratic governor on and on. Well, for the last 30, 40 years, it's been a bellwether. Well, 30 years, it's been a bellwether. Freaking presidents have come from there on and on. It's been a bellwether for conservatives. If, if it uh, went the other way, it would mean that the culture of the country might well switch because it's a huge, it's a huge state and has a lot of electoral votes and on and on. So uh, these elections, instead of being 50-50, would be flop the other way you know what i mean uh the 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 conservatives are quite scared of that quite uh uh, um i mean that's the theory that basically they're so terrified of it that they'll do anything and everything to uh keep that from happening well so far that's exactly right they're basically messing with voting rights laws uh Mm -hmm. they're rigging every possible uh, they're gerrymandering voting districts on and on and on and on and on Outright in Pennsylvania, denying, uh, refusing to even certify the election because they lost it. So in other words, only certifying elections when they win. That's not not democracy. That's basically democracy for me. And who gives a fuck for thee? Exactly. Win at all costs. Win at all costs. I don't understand it. It's like, I don't understand where you are in yourself that you would stand with people like that. I don't get how do you the not person. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, how do you not see what's going on and be like, man, this is pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and and see that it truly is money and politics. It, it's everything has to do with money. And once every the money is gone and it's no longer a thing, we'll be free from it and we it won't we won't be governed by money. It's it's kind of like you know when the I don't know, was it you guys were talking about uh, Star uh, when it's uh, like uh, Star Trek like when there's no money anymore and Probably we're all like yeah. and, and dude that's when and a lot of these problems are going to be gone with uh, the government being crooked and not for us and and for the the top top one percent. I don't want to start sounding like Bernie Sanders. So all we got to wait is for the 24th century. Good. And like, what yeah. is there? I think two two more world wars in uh, Star Trek. So that's good. Right. I know. Yeah. Looking yeah, forward so to it. I probably won't make it another 300 years, but I guess I could try. You know, hold my breath or something. What's going to happen first? A world war or a natural disaster? Oh, I mean, shit, natural disasters are coming every year. I mean, they always come. That's that's the history of humankind is uh, witnessing natural disasters of one kind or another. Tsunamis, earthquakes, you name it. Tsunami! Don't buy property in Florida. Dude, yeah, that that big-ass glacier in in, uh, Antarctica is not looking great. What's that, Smash? I was just just making a joke. I said, nothing's sinking, guys. Don't forget. Oh, some no. things are sinking. Venice is sinking. You're no. right about that. The Venice, Venice is sinking, sinking a millimeter directly, a year. 
that's not directly due to global warming. I want to say that's just because they built it on a fucking swamp, which was dumb. Pretty much. But uh, the man, fact that right? it's sinking and the water is rising is a compounding problem where they're like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. They don't know what to do. So, Everything's on floats, um, right? So Venice is a millimeter a year. Uh, how far it's going down. And it's actually pretty concerning. It's worse um, in New Orleans. We have in Russia, the permafrost is being dug into one by people doing illegally mining for mammoth bones and shit like that but it's to a point where it's melting all the all the major permafrost in like siberia and mm. stuff right. it's going to become a problem it's going to just add all the all the uh, glacial caps are going to become warmer at some point and they're just going to start uh, methane so- famously is a is a more more potent greenhouse gas than uh, co2 is and so as the the permafrost is filled with methane as the methane basically uh yep. bubbles off out of that permafrost it'll basically create this compounding effect on the the whole uh, uh yeah they said i can't remember how it works they said it smells like dead like like a, a fridge that you left like unplugged with meat in mm. it Oh, yeah, probably. sound good. Right. As long as it's dank, right? Yeah. Do you really want a mammoth tusk, tusk or bone that bad? That's how they make the mammoth pee. Yeah, yeah that's how they get their microbes. Don't get me pee. started. So, no, could they have like three or four new pee. products now? They have uh, <laughs> a mammoth silica. They have mammoth uh, spray. So obviously, they're just mining Siberian oh, mammoths. Man. So, so full disclosure, I that's I, how they get the mammoth silica. So full disclosure, I'm I'm friends with Colin Bell, and uh, well, we can still make fun of him. But um, he has a whole bunch of products. They are constantly testing new microbial populations for product potentiality, and he sent me a metric fuck ton of different things to test and test with fish uh, over the years. So um, you know, he he definitely has a lot more. That they're working on all, at all times more than just the handful of stuff that they have that's out there now that's cool yeah they I'm actually to, I can't... stuff for us to give away to schools too and, and things like that he's actually a pretty cool guy nice mammoth bacon what was the company that has like well, i'm all about some mammoth bacon that sounds like fucking awesome you know get dig up some more of them frozen mammoths get me some, some seasoning let's do this shit. Mm. Sounds gross. You never know. You know they had some. They had the, those Mortars club. giant yeah, cows. They had giant the cows Oryx. in South America, right? They were like super, super giant cows, and they roamed uh, either. And they did roam right in North. Call America. that a buffalo. No, 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 no. These were different. I just messing with you. Or no, the oryx were Europe. big as fuck too. The yeah, origin of the Europe. cow is the oryx, and that's totally extinct now. Evidently, yeah. we literally just uh, I don't know ate and then bred them to death. Apparently, well, uh, but those were pretty big. I want to say they were like two or three times the size of a cow. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Or was yeah, there like a bigger right. cow? Yeah, yeah, giant, like moose, moose size cow. Oh shit! I don't know about that. Jeez, that's a big on cow. the note, on the note of eating mammoths in 1951, the Explorers Club served a dinner party with frozen mammoth meat. Jeez. Well, obviously they cooked it. Was it like that would, cheese? That sounds like something you would have to pay a lot of was money. Was it freezer burnt? Dude, it was it was like dry aged <laughs> mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
mummies actually back in the day too, which is fucking oh, weird. They did. They used to powderize it. Yeah, it was like a curative. Yeah. Uh, they 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 basically yeah. destroyed a bunch of archaeological treasures in Egypt, literally just mining for those freaking mummies, and they would powderize them and sell them for tons of money because people thought that it would cure you of like this condition, that condition, fountain of youth, wisdom, on and on. Yeah, I read all kinds of stupid shit about it. So, uh, quick programming note. Um, Myself, Jordan River of Rowcast, and Brennan Rust will be doing an event at Guyot's. Here's the website if you guys want to check it out. If you're in Oklahoma City on January 21st at 4.20 p.m., we'll be hanging out for a couple hours. So if you, you know, you've got to work till 5, we'll still be there. Um, but we're going to start smoking at 4.20. And um, they have lots of good food. If you're glutard, vegan, whatever, their food is bomb as fuck. they got a huge beer menu. And um, yeah, we're going to be there smoking, hanging out. They have an outdoor patio upstairs. We can hang out and smoke. It's a lot of fun. So definitely come hang out. Nice. You are attorney. Also, if you're in the local, what is it, Oklahoma City area, and you're missing Amazon packages, don't worry. They found out who was stealing them. Yeah. yeah. Motherfuckers, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. I got one, too. In Humboldt County... That uh, it seems like the Humboldt glass blowers got robbed last night of a bunch of uh, dab mm. rigs and and uh, puffcos and so if you mm. know anybody that's selling dab rigs and puffcos and clear glass, mm. um, we got it for the cheap. Super on the down low low. Let them know those that dude is good people at the Humboldt glass blowers. Mm. Hey guys, I gotta take I got an emergency. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night, man. Have a good one. It's not serious. They also have uh uh Fumi and I'll be down at the Humboldt conference here January 28th and through the 30th with uh Kim Jodry, Susan Mainwright, Chris Trump, myself, Eric Renstead, Michael Box, Dr. Lane Ingham, uh Nick Mahmood from uh Green Source Gardens. Uh, and Wade Laughter and a couple other awesome people uh, as well that aren't on the flyer yet. Um, and that's, again, in Garberville. And you can check that out, regenerativeseeds.com slash conference hyphen 2022. Uh, and then we also be in Michigan and Maine and Oklahoma. Um, you can kind of see there, uh, Michigan, February 25th through 27th, Maine, uh, March 25th through 27th in Oklahoma, April 29th through May 1st. Fun time. It's gonna right. be a fuck ton of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Get to hang out with you. By the way, potent. You're outing the over 50 crowd, I seen. But uh to answer your question, uh, I I was in this industry on the legalization side in the 90s. And that's when I realized that anything voting uh, past your local government was just bullshit. So it's also another reason when I moved to Thailand, I didn't get a TV. Because I just don't care to hear about politics, religion or war. So, you know, once you realize that basically you're voting for the presidency doesn't mean shit, 
uh, you kind of realize that you just have to focus on your local government. And that's what's happening in Michigan right now. We have to focalize on the local government and stop what they're trying to do to us cannabis growers. You know, we vote for something. We, the people, vote for something. And then some people in office and then a bunch of other people, well, a few people with a ton of fucking money go and lobby to these people to get these laws that we, the people, voted on changed. And it's bullshit. So the only thing you can do is on the local government side. As far as voting for the presidency, it's just, okay, I went and voted for the president. So what? Your vote really didn't count. And I disagree. I agree with a lot of what you said, uh, uh, unfortunately, because the, we forget conveniently the, the local elections actually are really significant in our lives. Exactly. And they usually affect things like our cannabis licenses, the amount of plants that we can grow, uh, what our property Great. taxes are, on and on and on. So it's actually quite significant. But on the other hand, the national election can be quite significant as well. For example, everybody's taxes are pretty much going up this year. Uh, anybody that has kids, they're losing the child tax credit. Uh, everybody who basically makes under, I don't know, a couple, $400,000, I think, is basically their taxes are going up because of these exemptions that basically they gave a bunch of money to the rich You know, a few years ago with our orange-haired previous president and yes. uh, hid that essentially by uh, 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 taking money essentially from everybody else. So as a result of that, as a result of the way that election spun, we're still paying for a lot of different problems as well as now everyone is, their taxes are going up. So, I mean, yep. it's a tough one though, because as, as we've talked about before, like uh, I, I will argue right there with you. I don't care which way you voted. Our two-party system is a basket of dog shit. Like that, that that is pretty clear. Even though one party is clearly less awful than the other, and so for the last twenty years, I've pretty consistently voted for the party that I thought would not destroy America, which is a very gross way to vote. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm voting for the thing that I have to hold my nose and say, okay, this will right. Whereas I know the other one is like literally like the fucking basket of demon shit. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, exaggerating, obviously, you know, but still it's like, fuck the end of the world versus blah, blah, blah. Okay. Of course you pick the other one, but I would like to, I would like to optimistically vote for something for a change. Wouldn't that be delightful? Wouldn't that be like, Oh, I'm gleeful to vote for this. Uh, we don't really have that in most of the country. You know, every once in a while you'll find one politician that's good or something, but uh, for the most part, you kind of just have to hold your nose and vote for it. I don't know where I'm going. Local elections are super important. We have to vote in our local elections because that's the person, people who are going to put the person up for presidency. So you really have to vote for the people that hold your interest. And and that's that we like I said, what's corrupting our government is money in politics. We need to get money out of politics. They need what they need to do is have a set budget. You get $500,000 from, if you're going to be running for an office, you get a set amount of money to use mm-hmm. to campaign with. And everybody yeah. gets that set amount of money. They Nobody gets yeah. any extra money from anywhere else, but you get that same amount of money and then you get the same same talk time on all the public outlets and everything. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it really doesn't matter because we got YouTube and we can hear what you have to say on YouTube if we want to hear what you want to have to say. But 
it needs to be a set amount because it's corrupt. The government is corrupt because of money. And, and they go, they vote with the money. They, if, if these people are giving us more money, then we're going to go go their way. And, and it's just, we need to get it out of, her, uh, out of the, out of, out of it. It's just, I just don't know how it's ripping us you know, apart. It's basically comes at this point down, down to Citizens United and it won't get repealed. Uh, it, it could be uh, repealed by legislative action, but I mean, let the legislature currently is really the problem thanks to United, the Citizens United. Mm-hmm. So it's this chicken and egg where it's just like, how oh, the fuck do you do anything? Literally anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I certainly don't have an answer. No, buddy no. Kilowatt is talking about the crazy military budget that we have too, you know. And uh, how do I say this? Like we we could be easily still the most dominant. Like you don't even have to argue with. Let's defund the military. You don't have to say that at all. You could just say like, can we not have all the aircraft carriers they don't want? You know what I mean? Like they're literally like this is this is proven. The the, the U.S. government actually gives the Pentagon like battleships and stuff they don't want. Not battleships, but you know they give them all kinds of freaking boondoggles that they don't want. And that, like, they just like, oh no, we're, we're going to keep that Congress district uh, uh, working this year. We're going to keep that factory open. So we're going yeah, to order ordered another five thousand Humvees or whatever. Yeah, almost ordered almost a third more uh, M1 Abrams tanks than they needed. Where the fuck are they using tanks right now? You give me like an Abrams tank. Show, show me a single time we've used it the last twenty years outside of the Gulf War. A drunk tank. They shoot missiles. That's I all they do. Training. Training. With drones, with the drone technology yeah. we have now, what what usefulness is even a tank? But Nothing. when you have a drone that's the size of well, like, I'm sure you need some, but I mean, yeah, that, you don't need all of them. A single soldier can throw into the air that will take out a tank. What what do you need a what do you need a fucking tank for when when a single soldier can do more damage than a vehicle? Like the game change has changed so much in the last fifteen years with technology that it's made a lot of stuff obsolete. Like now it's all about agile troop movers. Like you don't need heavy, you know, they can be defeated too easily. You have satellite technology can track every single vehicle. You have drones that can strike every single, like there's just mm-hmm. no point. No point. Exactly. No, I don't know. I don't know if tanks are so, so vulnerable because like you, you can actually like, uh, interfere with drone uh, communication fairly easily if you know that the drones are there a lot of times we see these videos on reddit or whatever with the i don't know the israelis or someone dropping drones like most of their their enemies don't even realize that there's a drone there but eventually they'll realize that they have to protect themselves from that they'll have like a code of silence or something uh for the drones uh how do I say this? Isn't that crazy though? That literally, like a drone can be carrying. Like you, you see this, it's it's morbid as fuck. But uh, you'll see it on Reddit. You'll see these freaking jihadi videos where they're basically flying a drone. It's got this one little bomb, and they'll fly it over a little compound and drop it on like I don't even know the Syrian government or the Iraqi government, whatever different videos I've seen. And it's just like death from above. Uh, there was um, an incident I want to say earlier last year, I think, where it was literally. Uh, in Syria, one of the, the officer academies, or was it Libya? It might have been Libya, honestly, where like the officer academy for their police or military, it doesn't really matter right now, but anyway, officer academy, I guess it's well-connected students and whatever else, their graduation ceremony was bombed by something from above. To this day, nobody has actually officially uh, uh, claimed uh, responsibility, and it killed like 50 people right there. The guys were all like 18, 20 years old. It's fucking it brutal first- as hell. That seems that like the that's the kind of future. Strike. Yeah, it was the was first that? drone strike by an autonomous yeah. weapon. Uh, yeah. That Libyan strike they're talking about. Yeah, and also they have drones that fly into it as a stratosphere. 
So, mm. you know, you're not going to be able to detect that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Unless you have a satellite. And um, a lot of those governments don't. And then if, if they do, they know when they're flying over. Mm. We're entering into a weird time. Yeah. Very dystopian. Like between the virus. It's turning into it, yeah. Like, and especially there's no... Yeah, there's no strong voices against it, right? Like, so it's basically like Mark Zuckerberg's meta or nothing. So, like, we all get to be owned by Mark Zuckerberg or metaverse. (laughs) What's that? There's no drones in the metaverse. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Fuck, they'll have. In Thailand, you have to have a permit to have a drone. You kind of have to have a permit here too, but the 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 recreational permit is fairly easy to get. Honestly, if you have a tiny (laughs) drone, you don't have to register it. They're too worried about people, you know. These drones are now carrying what a kilo, two kilos. They're worried about them, you know, using drones to get shit across rivers because the river's only, you know, 50, 60 meters wide, 70 meters wide. Uh, in Miramar, you it's ankle deep and it's only 15 feet wide. So, you know. They're looking at uh, using it to get drugs into the country. Oh, I see. Interesting. They should just use a tank. Well, but I mean, like, if you wanted to see, that's again, stupid fucking governments. Like, if you wanted to actually carry like lots of of, uh, uh, drugs across the river, you'd actually want like a big drone that is pretty, like, pretty visible. Like, to like a a drone that actually can carry weight because these little Mavics and stuff, they really can't carry weight. They can carry like, I mean, you like they, you can put these little lights on them and stuff, but they're not really designed to haul ass, uh, you know, weight or a camera or something. But you can get like uh, Sony just came out with this Air Peak camera. It's like ten thousand bucks. And it'll carry like a full on camera, but that's even still just like two pound camera. You know what I mean? So if you wanted to carry it like five or ten pounds across the river, you'd have to have one of these kind of monstrosities that has like six propellers or whatever. So I mean, like. You can you could definitely require permits for those. You know, like in the U.S., you have to have permits for most of those anyway. Uh, uh, basically, any commercial use and over a certain size and speed and da 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 da. Uh, they could easily ban that without you know a permit, but then leave everything else up. But I mean, silly governments—they're just like, no, this is this is ban drones. We take it a little bit for granted in the U.S. Actually, I was watching something. Uh, I was watching Trent Palmer that I bring up every once in a while. He's this cool Bush pilot, basically. And he was talking about some video. He was actually like a reaction video, kind of an odd thing. This dude purposefully crashed his fucking plane. Anyway, uh, Trent was saying that uh, the U.S. is the country with uh, a by far the most lenient uh, domestic aviation laws. And I was like, fuck, I've never really thought of that. Like, this is the origin of aviation. I mean, we and the French basically uh, invented aviation. But in the U.S., I don't know what the rules are in France. I know people can have their own planes in France. But at least the U.S., like, if you want to, you can get a pilot's license. And you can get it reasonably fast. Like, it costs you know, know, $15,000, $20,000 to get it now. But I mean, like, so it's not for everybody, obviously, for that reason. But I mean, okay. like, if you wanted to, if you had, like, two months of time and, you know, 20000 bucks or whatever, you could become a pilot. You could get a, you, you find a plane somewhere, maybe someone give you one. I fucking don't know. Probably not. Right. But there's, like, uh, there's a small airport, like a mile away from me for small planes and they land like in grass, they keep it mowed and right. it's in the neighborhood. 
Like it's literally awesome. for like tiny planes. It is pretty. That's cool. awesome. That's what this dude that I like, uh, the the Trent Palmer. I love that fucking guy's channel because basically he has some other content, right? Like he's talking about this, he's talking about some other stuff. He goes to these Reno drag races and whatever else. But most of his channel is him just fucking hooning it in the back country with his experimental plane. They got these big old freaking uh, uh, like uh, cartoon uh, uh, tires, these big old round tires, so they can basically land anywhere that is set. Oh, the bush plane. So yeah, bush plane basically. Yeah. Uh, uh, he'll That's land awesome. uh, uh, on a, a sloping hill. He'll land in a freaking ravine yeah, somewhere. Bush, like it doesn't have to be an airplane. Uh, experimental, I guess, is the rating that he has or something. I don't know. What, where, are yeah, yeah. where are those little? Where are those go karts with the little sails and that? Where are those? I've seen those. Uh, too. Paris sails or? Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, there. They had like the motorized go kart almost. Oh, those are cool. Um. Para, no, not paraglider. Parasailit? No, fuck. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. We have those. It's a got lot a hand glider attached about. to it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But there's, some of them are powered. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, like you yeah, can yeah, go they up have and like down the gorge here. They have tons of them. Yeah. Um, there's more people that do just the wind stuff. Like there's the wind sailors yeah, and I've stuff like those. that. Mm-hmm. But uh, every once in a while, you'll see the one with the, the dude with the freaking propeller. It's cool. Like I said, we have the pull you up. And drop Dex. you. Oh, that's fun. The gliders. Those are fun. Yeah. Go that's ahead, how rich people die. Mm. how rich people die. All those sports. That's how rich people die. That's just as it should be. If they do, crazy. if they die doing what they love, that's fine with me. You know, like uh, at the yeah. moment, Harrison Ford has crashed his like antique planes, like I don't know, five oh. or ten times publicly. Oh Apparently, God. he gets like mega baked and uh, goes and fly. But he hasn't killed anybody, so as long as he doesn't kill anybody, I'm fine with it. Like, yeah. if he's flying his fucking antique, and apparently it's just crazy nice planes, too. Because, I mean, he's Harrison Ford, right? So he has yeah. tons of fucking money. But he's crazy, like, old Mustangs and shit. He's crashing into golf courses. But I'm Does he keep it like a dummy of Chewbacca right beside him in these planes? Guess will run in 1.246. For ultralights, the plane, like, class of ultralight, you don't need a license. Hmm. Just so everyone knows, in the that's, US. The that's true. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, you just said huh. And it's the uh, only plane you can fly in Thailand. That's fun. What's going on, Mister <laughs> Toad? Cheers, Mister Toad. You're welcome to join us. I mean, he doesn't have to. He might be like, no, I don't want to join you. But you're welcome to join us, folks. You're honestly welcome to join us. We're we're having a, as you can see, a lighthearted discussion here. You guys are welcome to to come and yes. join us. Oh, Chronic That's Wonders said he didn't know about Harrison Ford being baked. Dude, Harrison Ford was a carpenter. People don't realize this. He was a weed stash carpenter for the stars. Like basically, he would build weed stashes into hot tubs and stuff. So when they say he was a carpenter, like he didn't build houses. Like he literally built like weed stashes and shit. And the implication is that he probably yeah. also grew it too. But I don't know too much more than that. That's awesome. Right? That so yeah, awesome. he's apparently a legendary stoner from way back in the day. He's evidently always baked. Nice. Right? I can see that. He, somebody, he seems like the age to drink too, though. That's I somebody surprised. Like to, to like a good with. whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know scotch. Who I met one time? I met Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that would be one hell of a person to smoke out He did the chopper. <laughs> I think he would have been fun to smoke out with. He was talking about smoking out with uh, Tommy Chong and how they um, 
how they would go work out. Tommy Chong turned them on to working out while getting high and everything. And uh, so, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, I, that's why I always thought, well, why not? Why why not get high and work mm-hmm. out? It's uh, the best thing to do. And like I was saying, seriously, before, uh, people people take it way too seriously. Weed is wonderful. It enhances your life in so many different ways. And not every strain is good for working out. I mean, holy shit, you're going to get maybe an OG or something. You're going to fall asleep, right? Cap before twenty shaking his head there. Welcome, Mister Toad. Uh, Mister Toad will probably agree. You know, there's a lot of strains that will kind of put you down on the freaking couch. Uh, some strains that will really open you up and 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 make you feel happy and energetic and whatever else. Those are strains that are great for freaking working out or going for a walk or whatever else. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. You ready? I saw him hanging there after the celebration party, after the stolen, he's smoking a joint. Did he really smoke a joint? And did he, in fact... Turn up a little bit. Arnold talking about a joint. Yeah, yeah, he was a stunner yeah. too. There's there's pictures Jeez. of him smoking, and he was open about it. He was like, "Yeah, man, it helped me after yeah. like workouts. You know, like uh, they'd uh, uh, I don't know, they pump iron. I don't, I don't know what they fucking said. I don't, I don't speak that lingo. But uh, after their fucking pump, bro, uh, they would go and they would smoke weed, and it would apparently uh, uh, help their recovery process. Him and uh, what was the Italian dude's name? Uh, I just said his name the other day. I can't. Franco something or other. No, they, they would. They would. Yeah, no. Uh, his buddy Franco, um, the short guy that he was uh, really good friends with, Arnold. Uh, oh, I, I can't think of his name. I'm really bad. Anyway, they apparently smoked like fucking chimneys, just like they smoked all day, every day. Yeah, what's going on, Mister Ringo smoking? You saw Ringo smoking? I said I could see uh, Lou Ferrigno smoking. Oh, oh I yeah. bet the yeah. Hulk. Right, I can imagine. Adam West was a big uh, smoker. Adam West also went to orgies dressed as Batman. It's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> he and the dude uh, who played uh, Rodman or uh, Robin, I can't think of that dude's name. Anyway, they went like to orgies dressed as Batman and Robin. I think Adam West, Adam <laughs> West on Family Guy is he's fucking hilarious. A good, uh, yeah, a good uh, representation of him. If Mister Toad is trying to talk, you're you're muted, bud. Cheers. Yeah, you're muted, dude. I'm muted, man. Muted. Maybe the... Oh, shit. What did I do? Should oh, nice. <laughs> you just threw together a nice uh, graphic. <clears throat> there you go. We can hear you now, Toad. There we go, man. Hey, how y'all doing tonight, eh? Yeah. All right. Cheers, all right. Mr. Toad. What's going on? Mr. Toad. Oh, nothing much, man. Just got done cloning, smoking some uh, some uh, rosin that I pressed out of some bubble hash. Right on. I always say that that's one of the like most luxury baller products. Like first you made bubble hash, and then you made rosin out of the bubble hash. Yeah, good stuff. Oh yeah. First you reduced it, and then reduced it more. Right. So you made some cool stuff, even cooler. Uh, oh, what's yeah. your favorite flavors lately, Mr. Toad? Uh, I've been smoking on my government cheese. That stuff mm-hmm. has got this uh, bubblegum back note that's uh, um, on top of the GMO. That's coming from uh, the combination of my space cheese and the GMO together. Uh, that stuff's been hitting me nice lately. That's cool. That's kind of funny. I was listening to um, 
Adam Dunn show, I think. Yeah, it was Adam Dunn show the other day. And they were talking to a couple of, uh, they were talking to Snoop's old road manager and a couple other folks that were, I guess, like old uh, road managers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Evidently, Snoop, I guess I kind of knew this, but I forgot. Snoop prefers bubble gum. Like, that's mm-hmm. his strain. And I was just cracking me up. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, you never know what somebody will like, but evidently he just likes bubble gum. And he's like, bro, give me the bubble gum. I don't care what else you got. Just give me the bubble gum. It's good strain. I liked it. Um, I got some from Monterey and it was freaking awesome. And Lethal Kush is just it. like an OG cross or something like that. Yeah, it was like a, it was like popcorn sized nugs. They're pretty dense. Um, and it, they, it seemed like I remember they had a pink hairs and this, the turf profile was like the bubble gum um, from the packs of tops. It was it was it was uh, that type of it was that type of a uh, uh, turp profile, it was, and, it, and it was that was really, the worst really bubble gum. I love I love that bubble gum. It was tasty. The one you got in the pack of cards that tasted like cardboard. No, yes, but I'm saying that type of gum or like bubble bazooka bubble gum. Oh, that like bazooka I like Joe. If we're talking about good bubble gum, it was the one yeah, that came zebra. in the tubs with the cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, the zebra bubble gum was the best, yeah. but it ran out of flavor the fastest. Dude, well, there used to be true. so much good bubble gum, too. Have no, you guys, I feel you, though, Chris. Have you guys like, honestly did ask, been trying gum. to find real bubble gum lately? I realize I'm changing the subject, but I've had the barest of a fucking time finding real, honest to God, bubble gum. It's not all like just. Uh, HFC this and fucking uh, artificial flavor that and whatever else. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the only ones I've found so far is like the Glee gums. They're like the chiclet gums. Pardon me. Um, they make this stuff called free dent. It's for like people with Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it. the one you're talking about. And then there's another one that it's like, uh, it's kind of a fancy brand. It's like the just gum or whatever shit. But I'm honestly just looking for, I've been craving the shit out of just like really good old fashioned bubble gum. You know, I would, I would, in my dreams, I would have like the bubble gum strip or whatever, but all I want is it for just be like naturally flavored with like sugar. Like, I don't know. Yes, you know regular bubble gum. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it used to be easy as fuck to find it, but now you yeah. can't find it. It's all just artificial flavor. This made in China that. Did you like the big league bubble gum? I did. Shredded yeah. bubble gum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, maybe that's all right. I kind of assume that it wouldn't, but then again, that's not fair. Maybe it's fine. No, it probably is. Yeah. What's bazooka made out of? That's the old school one. Yeah, it's still around. I recognize I, the name. That's that's the one. That's one with the the comics in it. Uh, and, you, and you unwrap it, and there's a comic. With it, right, 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 right. A little right. wax comic. Oh, yeah, then, here we go. That's Double the one, I, yeah. That's the kind of uh, uh, profile I was talking about. Is that good? Pink Maybe they're still around. Gun. Why don't I check? I really like, exactly. dude, this looks legit. Yeah, oh, I it, remember much oh, That's those. the type right there. That's the type that right. I'm talking about. That's the turf profile I'm talking about that I smell and I remember. And this was in. I want to say 99, 98, 1999, 98, right around there. And it was from Monterey area, seaside Monterey. So, yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. Bazooka gum. 
Dude, I remember you threw five cents a piece. Right? Canadian. Oh, well, they have it penny. for sure. Let's see what the story is. They have penny, they have penny, right? Right? Pull out five pennies if they had it and then walk over to the the area, pick up one of those five cent bazooka Joe's, put it on the counter and pay it with a cent. And the guy looked at me all mad, but like, whatever. When I was a kid. <laughs> we used to, we had a place when I was still a kid. We still had like it wasn't like a technically a penny store, but like things could get up to a quarter. You know what I mean? But you could get a couple of things for like five cents, five ten cents. You used to call yeah. for five cents. Yeah, that shit was fun. You can go in and get a, a one of the dollar fucking what were they? The hug drinks. Yeah, with the foil top. Tab soda. Yeah, with a dollar, you could go into a, bio, a, a diabetic coma. Sure. They used to sell us jugs of water for a dollar, too. It was what cool. Was and they had a deli right there. Did you drink uh, Jolt or Volt or some shit like that? No, no, Jolt or Surge. You talking about Surge? Surge. Oh, no, no. Now, Jolt was one, too, but Surge was the oh. one. You can get here. Now you can get like big cans of Coca Cola. It's like a liter or something for like those. that. Oh, this shit was gross. For Stacker 2. You guys remember snorting Stacker 2s? <laughs> no, look up uh, Spike. It was great. Spike <laughs> Hardcore yeah. Energy Shots. Uh, yeah. When I was working in IT, man, we used to go to 7-Eleven and buy like fucking... Yeah, you know, the weirdest box. ones. We buy like the whole box of Stacker 2s and me and my the other guy I worked with would stay up from like Friday evening through Sunday night just living off of those things. That's crazy. That is crazy. I'm going to pick up some of this bazooka gum. It's actually looking half legit. <laughs> uh, they make a bubble tape, too. It's like a tape, like a uh, measuring tape. And it comes tape. out. Mm-hmm. Get it yeah. through Amazon. I don't think that way it gets you quicker. No, that's Hubba Bubba tape. Yeah. yeah, my bad. I mean, it happens. Uh, what I'm liking about this uh, bazooka is that it's uh, sugar gum base, glucose syrup, natural and artificial flavors, but at least there's some natural citric acid, titanium dioxide, da, 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 red 40. It's always in there. Uh, yeah, I know those. At least it's a sugar, sugar gum base instead of. Those are bad. You're only supposed to drink yeah. half the bottle. Yeah. Says no one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, those five hour energies give me fucking all like my heart feels like it's about to fly out of my chest and I feel like I just did like that one's even worse, game. Steve. Yeah, that red line's even worse. It's so horrible. But yeah, man, if you're them. in a bind and you need to wake up, it works. It works. We used to do cat we used to get caffeine pills and shit too. I took a uh one of those five hour energy drinks one time. I was about to meet this chick at a bar. And I was like really exhausted from working all day, but I was like, oh, God damn it, I'm going to go hang out with this chick. So I slammed one of those and I show up and I drink my first drink of booze. I think it was like a, oh, a shot of something. And I had a twisted tea and I made it like halfway through the twisted tea and I felt like my heart was going to fly to my chest. I feel like I just had like a whole fucking eight ball. I was like, never again am I taking one of those things. Uh, I, I used, when I used to do shows, live shows, mm-hmm. Look at double bubble humidor. I used to do. I was looking at it, but I think the well. Let me just check the the ingredients. Might have been bad. That was the one I liked as a kid. Yeah, sorry. What was that about the bands, D? 
Oh, I just say when I used to be in a uh, tribute band, I used to slam two of those uh, five-hour energy drinks just to keep going through the night. It's not healthy. Those things aren't healthy, really. <laughs> Same thing with monsters. If you read them, you're like only supposed to, like the big ones, you're only supposed to have one a day. Like that's the recommended. So interesting enough, from Sacramento up to Eureka in Humboldt County, it takes five hours. So what I would do would I would drive up to Clear Lake because that's how I would go. I'd go up to the 20 and take the 20 up to the 101. So what I would do is in Clear Lake, I would grab a five-hour energy drink and pound it right there and then drive the rest of the route. Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, a long drive. And you needed that that energy to keep uh, your mind straight because I got all my speeding tickets on the 101 in Humboldt. All my speeding tickets. Every single speeding ticket I ever got, I got Look, on the 101. The worst speeding ticket that this group's got. I got a 99 and a 65. I got one. It said that they had me going faster, but he didn't have it recorded. I was going 95. In a fifty-five in a construction zone. Oh, that, you know, that's that was that's good. bad. Yeah, yeah I, I got hot, caught in a caravan of cars. There was six of us going one hundred and ten down I five, and they caught us with the uh, airplane above us, and then sent uh, six highway patrols in to catch. Fuck. Damn it! I had three waiting for me in front of an exit. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I haven't gotten too many speeding tickets. I don't think I've ever gotten any. Uh, I did get uh, caught while driving as an out-of-towner in a small town. Basically, this one cop pulled me over and gave me this ticket that was just uh, as long as my arm. Uh, Tags expired, license expired, lights out, lights broken, uh, red light broken, on and on, signal light not broken, signal light not working, on and on. And I, I was like, officer, these are visibly not true. I was young and impressionable. I was like, no, certainly this will not, this will not stand. And I was like, officer, I can show you my lights are working. Why are you putting that there? And he's like, don't worry about it. You'll take care of it in court. And I was like, officer, I don't have time for this. Blah, blah, blah. I had to go. I don't remember. But anyway, he was like, no, oh, you'll be fine. Anyway, I wasn't fine. Ended up having to spend hundreds of dollars because the judge was like, well, the officer said all this stuff was true. Oh, yeah. my Literally, it's because I was an out of town. I was passing through town. My 99 and a 65 New York charged me with like uh, like three extra charges because of how fast it was. And if I would have yeah, get... clocked me at 100 miles an hour, he could have fucking confiscated my car. So yeah, I was you, lucky you that he only had right 99 there. on his fucking thing that stuck. Because he, he said he claimed that he had me at a 118, uh, but he didn't have it recorded. And I said, officer, my Nova will not do 118. He didn't like that answer either. So, okay. so mine one that I got busted for, I was doing uh, probably like 89, maybe 88, 88. And he was telling me that I was doing 102. And I was told him, I'm driving a Toyota Echo. It starts vibrating after 80. You're tripping. Sorry, no, the deal. Yeah. It started vibrating. You don't want it. You feel like you're going into warp speed. 
and, right? It's and, like it's like yeah, I, I got a ticket to one hundred and thirty in a Geo Metro. It's like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're tripping, yeah. dude. I do not gonna do that. I was like, I might have been doing maybe something. I wasn't paying attention to what how fast I was going because I, it was at like two or three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock, four or five o'clock in the morning because I was a baker at a bakery, so. I wasn't tripping. There was nobody on the road. And the only reason why he caught up with me is because I got getting off at the very next exit. And so it wasn't like he just saw me fly by him. And then I was off in the next exit doing normal speed. And and he was all like, oh, you know how fast you're going? He, he was just guessing, trying to guess. It was baloney. So I had to go for court for that. It was bullshit so when i got caught speeding in the construction zone actually the there's an suv in front of me it didn't look like like undercover but they were going slow as shit i was pissing me off uh so i was on the way to pick up my kid at the time and my wife and uh they had gotten over and i just i just floored it <laughs> it's like you know how these people drive in front of you so slow you just they get over you this fucking floor. And that's exactly what happened. Turns out there were undercover police, undercover sheriffs. <laughs> I was in the car that my buddy did that. <laughs> I look at him, I hey, look, Kenny, I look dead on the face, and I was like, that's a cop. He goes, No, no, it's not. I'm like, dude, that's a this fucking was cop. Like some weird off SUV. I've never seen it undercover before. But I think they were uh in the in that county I was in. They actually use a sheriff agency for a lot of undercover work. Uh, but in my city, sheriffs were just, they just serve and fucking and work in the courts. They don't do anything. But you got to look uh, at the tires, man. You got to look at the tires. Huh. Yeah, so, yeah. so let's do let's do a breakdown on how to tell an unmarked car. So here's the deal. They always sit higher because they have sports suspension, so yeah. they could do a high speed. So they all, even yep. it's the same model car, it's going to be another inch or two higher than a standard model. They always have extra, usually not not always have better extra antennas. They usually tint it out, and then just like he's saying, they have wider tires. Again, they have a high speed sports package so that for high speed pursuits. And there's certain things they have to have on the car physically yeah. in order to you know facilitate that. And it's a dead giveaway. Well, I've seen undercover bands <laughs> they just radio ahead like there's shit like that also like you gotta be careful the one we got pulled over was just a regular like ford Taurus, and we went by him at 100 and i think he was going like 120 and as soon as we got by him the lights fucking flipped on and that's what you kind of got to look for too these cars have to have a light system they have to in the grills, it's going to be sometimes it's harder to spot, but they have to have a light system to indicate they're a police officer. So I see the one I saw that I knew was a police officer and I was all like, huh, that's a Ford Focus, a four door Ford Focus. And it has some like it has regular like uh, or was it a Focus or was it the Chevy? The small, well, anyways, it was one of the small things, but it had the the normal brand uh, of its brand solid rim on it, and then it had super chunky, super chunky tires on it. And I was looking at it, and I was like, 
that just looks really weird. And it, it was a silver car and the windows were tinted and the dude was white. So I put it all together and, and I was seeing that there were tracking some people down the way i looked over and i saw who was over there and i was all and he was looking at them and i was all okay he's following them yeah they even have um crew cab pickups they do they fuck with people in oklahoma and texas like on, you know different parts of the yeah. country kind of have different police vehicles yeah they don't use anything though anything that's confiscated we have two of them. They're like new Mustangs. They go around. They just stay on the expressway, fucking with people. Mm-hmm. So they do. And then, and then, once you get to some of the wide open highways, there's drones and planes and shit. No, we don't do all the slaughter. Domestic surveillance drones for um, traffic violations. Currently, at least. Thanks to the new year, Ohio has cameras on our highways now. So you don't even need to have a cop and you get a picture in the mail and a ticket. But Can't you fight just those? a couple of spray cans and the smash like and they tried to pull that shit in Philadelphia and there was like this like organized game of smash the cameras and who could collect the most. And there and you can look this up on YouTube in Philadelphia where people would go around and, and collect like 20, 30 cameras in a single night. Jeez. That's crazy. It's a a lot of the racing scene. <laughs> kind of fucked up, but you don't ever want to be on so, I mean, so I used to allegedly uh, drag race down in Philadelphia, and what the police would do down Delaware Boulevard is the police had some kind of electronic valve system on the um, uh, what's it called the um, uh, fire hydrants. And they would flood the the roads to prevent you from drag racing because you're not you don't want a hydroplane, right? So they would flood the road with with these automatic valves. So if they saw you on the camera, they'd turn it on, and the, and the things would open, and they flood the street just to try and prevent the street. It's kind of a you know on the police's part, that's a pretty smart idea because you're not going to wreck your car, right? You want to come back next week, but it's a way for them to kind of like prohibit the the act. That was one of the weirder things I saw doing that back in the day. Man, yeah, we always had back at camera on that shit too. That I wish I could, but it was fun times. I used to have a '74 Chevelle, and my ex used to have a WSRX. Um, used to have my favorite car was the '96 S S6. Uh, I love that thing. (laughs) I want another Audi so bad. That's what, like, I want another Audi. '74 Chevelle. Um, that was one of the only. They only made like 380 big block ragtop combos for that year and man it was so much fun to smoke in the shit out of rice burners and that thing you know find some smart ass you know, honda civic owner that you know he might beat me off the line but like halfway down that that quarter mile i'm a blast past him like i'm, I'm a weirdo for that reason you get hit about 150 160 and you hit the gas and the front end lifts up and you get shot back a little bit and you just boom <laughs> oh yeah it always top especially if we we're up on 95 where i could really open up yeah man there's i've never lost a fucking race on uh, well i'll take it back never lost a race against anything that was remotely close to the close to my car there's a couple of supercars i lost too but that's okay i miss this car man one of my favorite cars I've ever owned, and I own, 
I used to take my car up to Maple Grove and English Town, and, and we used to fucking race that shit on weekends. I owned one of these too for a little bit. This was fun, '95, but it wasn't the wagon. It's a five-cylinder turbo, and stock like internals and stuff they hold up to like six seven hundred horsepower so it's pretty decently strong engine to put a big turbo on and stuff five cylinder those five cylinder engines are made to beat on yeah i mean it's not an eight cylinder though. <laughs> yeah but it's boosted boosted i'll always take boosted over an eight cylinder because listen you can keep your stock eight cylinder because i'll put a boost controller right on the thing and we're going to be blowing things up as fast as we go fast that's how i yeah am. but i'm not going to throw a fucking rod through my hood <laughs> uh, that's only if Just i turn it up too much i mean most cars usually take about i don't know what what a subaru uh, they they dumb down in the turbo they can take a little bit more on stock and engines and everything. Just, so my dad had a bunch of car buddies and shit. And when we were racing one time, my buddy threw a uh, piston rod straight through his hood. And uh, you know, obviously his car was pretty fucked up on the side of the road. I had to call my dad to get his buddy to come tow us back. And basically had to explain to my dad what I'd been doing. Because <laughs> my buddy flew a rod. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Allegedly, as as people said in chat, <laughs> <laughs> I would love. Well, like, I mean, I feel like that. That I, let's be honest with you, COVID actually kind of rebirthed that scene. In fact, the fastest cannonball run ever done was during ca- uh, COVID. They yeah, but then the RPM actually kind of took it away. Yeah, that's crazy. So <clears throat> they're trying to like. I don't know, a couple of the, like, small shops, well, they're YouTube famous, so that's not, like, famous famous, but they, they do a lot of events. There's a Honda shop, there's a diesel shop. The EPA, the EPA started to hit them with fines, and then they're, like, they're trying to say that for modifying cars, and they're trying to make it so if we buy a car, like, outright, we're not allowed to modify it if it has a VIN number. <clears throat> that's weird. It's, yeah, they're doing a bunch of weird stuff with the race, like, trying to prevent, like, the racing scene where where it's like they think we're harming all the fucking ecosystem <laughs> you know it never happened like that in california and in california as long as you have um well, wheels, your fucking car wheels headlights uh tail lights um blinkers you have a rear view mirror you have a side mirror um, a steering wheel, brake, uh, pedal, and a gas pedal, you're set to go. That's all you need. Um, because of the hot rod scene here in California, it, it we have the most lenient laws when it comes to what, what I know, constitutes no, an automobile. Not that's not true because you guys have a really crazy laws on modifying your, your cars. Because I know people that have gotten their their shit taken. No, you're talking. No, no, you're talking about new cars. Yeah, talking, I'm talking about classic cars. I mean, I'm not everyone about, like, can afford a classic, classic car, though. That's the thing. No, I got like, stopped in the vet, and the cop says, "Where's your seatbelt?" And I say, "It's 1968. Seatbelt delete." Yep. That's cool. 
That's, that I mean, you're so only required sense. in most U.S. states to have whatever was factory on the car. Mm-hmm. So if it was exactly. factory when it was manufactured, that's what you're required. And in fact, you see this. In fact, a lot of people don't realize right-hand, um, uh, what's it called, side mirror was only required in the U.S. in 1992. Yep. So you know anything before 1992 doesn't even need to have a right mirror. Exactly. Mm-hmm. One side. Exactamundo. Remember the cars that didn't have the right mirror? It's such a weird thing to look back on it. Right? Black In fact, I think I had to, uh, now that I think about it, I think I had to drive a little truck that didn't have a right mirror. Uh, I got T boned uh, uh, in college, and this chick just totally freaking slammed my car. And then I went through this whole saga where the insurance company just like wouldn't pay, wouldn't pay, wouldn't pay, wouldn't pay. So I ended up driving this series of garbage cars. And that's where uh, I drove like this. Uh, uh, a uh, former police car and it was fucking hilarious because like everybody would just like wave to me on the road i could drive any fucking speed i wanted to it was just the most ridiculous cops would wave at me it was the most absurd thing i'd ever seen in my life uh but then i also drove like that car that didn't have the mirror and it was super weird because then like you're just you're used to like looking the other side no can't see anything uh what else can't remember oh i drove a Datsun that was so low that i could touch the ground as i was driving <laughs> That's crazy. I I had a, the Volkswagen Bug, the Volkswagen Bug, nineteen seventy one or seventy two. I get I get I get it mixed up because I had a nineteen seventy one or seventy two uh, Nova. So I always get mixed up with that. If it was a seventy two Nova or seventy one Nova and seventy two. So nice to work and, on with the Novas. So you can actually like reach your hands in and fix shit yes. and like use tools and like yes that's why i, I have love giant my nova is that it's it's so easy to repair like you, i can rip the whole engine out and put it back in in an afternoon right like, it's not exactly. difficult to work on in any way now my exactly. buddy's cobalt I, I literally my buddy has a cobalt the other day we had to pull the fucking bumper assembly off to replace mm-hmm. a headlight <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you Right, we have to do that. I have to take the, yeah. uh, literally like three hours worth of labor and two people Dude. to fucking change a headlight. Like, what kind of crackhead designed this thing? That's uh, so to... nice about those. They're so easy to work on. It's just ridiculous. Just like if you just replace your 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 points to electronic points, like because they have that little kit. Once you put, you make your, you don't have to worry about, you don't have to worry about points anymore. And you just have that electronic kit on there. You don't have to worry about it, it, it not starting up anymore. It's it's way easier to work on those cars. Way easier. You know what's going on. It's Well, that was the other either, bit of it. If you didn't know how to start a carbureted car, you're not going to start that car. You could turn that engine on as many times as you want, you're going to start it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a theft, exactly. it's like a millennial theft theft device. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> kind of what a standard Up is now. Yeah, exactly. Manual transmission. Nobody knows how to fucking drive it. Yeah. It cracks me up. Exactly. I love my for those of you that are younger, on a carbureted car, you have to give it a little gas when you start it. And if you don't pump the gas a little bit yeah. at the right amount, it won't start. If you pump it too much, you flood the It'll engine flood. and it won't start. Right. And exactly. now you're you got a whole bunch of other set, new set of problems. You have so to that, wait. <laughs> then you have to wait until until the fuel burns out of the out of the carburetor and stuff. So yeah, it, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but the one thing, good thing about the the Volkswagen was uh, at that time it was my first car, so I was like sixteen or 
17, 18, right around there. And I would uh, sneak out of the house and I could just roll it out with my foot and start it down the street. I could kick, I could sit, I could do it with a, like a kickboard with my, out with my foot, just pushing it, pushing it, just with one foot, pushing it, pushing it until I get far enough away from the, from the house and I could just start it up and then take off. Yeah. It was, those are awesome vehicles back in the day. And then you could also go booty crashing. What I like to do is I'd go through the fields and I would, pull up to like a field that would be like with six feet of weeds and I'd just pull up into it and just drive right in there and we'd roll up the windows and hot box in there and then drive right back out of there the same way we came in. Yeah, that's fine. Those Volkswagen bugs. Highly recommend one if you get one, if you get a chance to get one. But the official car of uh, Corvallis and uh, Eugene for probably 30 years. All the freaking hippies had Bugs and VW vans and Vanigans. What else? Volvos. Little SLs. So fun. The favorite car yeah. uh, growing up was my mom's Delta 88. I love that car. Talking about the biggest car that I've ever seen like longest and it had so much muscle stock it was crazy the whole car would like shift sideways when you're revving the gas so i had a i remember that yeah room room the car fucking tilts yeah go ahead cap 420 i had an 88 uh 82 delta 88 and yeah you could probably fit about eight bodies in the trunk yeah you could <laughs> I love that and they analyze that and De Niro's trying to work in the car sales. Look at this. We fit four or five bodies in this truck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. I love that movie. Cars have changed so much, honestly. I remember when they used to all bolt like belch garbage, like just fucking the smell so horrible. Uh they'd take like a half hour to warm up. Uh, what else? Uh, dude, cars used to never last past like 100,000 miles. Now it's like super normal that it's like, oh, yeah, 200,000, 300,000, whatever. Um, all the yeah, electronics. My uncle hit 2 million miles on his station, 67 Holy station shit. wagon. And he's put four fucking engines in it. And I already oh, remember running transmissions. He like refuses to let that car die. What's the connection? Does he just like, man, it's perfectly good. It's so the first car he ever owned. The only he actually owns the second car. My grandparents gifted him a car when they died, and he like refuses to drive it and still drives the old '67 thing. And something breaks on it, and he just goes. You know, apparently, he has like two or three in his yard that he just scavenges whenever something breaks. <laughs> That's crazy. But it's every, awesome. I've, He's had the same car my entire life, and I know he still has it as of last year. What and car I, was it again? It's a 67 a Chevrolet station wagon. <laughs> man, I mean, I, I mean, you think about it, you could do a lot with those. I mean, a lot. There's so much room in them. So, yeah, that's it's a good vehicle to pick. If you're 
be using it to haul stuff around and haul your family, haul stuff, and do whatever you need to do. Fishing, good fishing rig. You go fishing. Got all kinds of room. Probably put a boat in there. <laughs> so that's the exact car that he has, but the paint is way less good. <laughs> that's his. That's, that's his real car. That, that's the car right there. Well, that's not his car, but it's that same oh. year and model and oh, the same okay. color. It was oh, that original was blue paint. It's a. It's that same blue color, but that that oh, exact okay. car. Sure. All right. I was gonna say if that was his car, I'd see why he no. was cruising it. No, no, no. His car is nowhere near as good. Looking. Yeah, look at you can put a boat in there. What's you can open up the back, and you could slide a boat right in there. A good little fishing a boat. Switch. Okay, There's a switch. The whole back yeah. window goes up and down the way on the side windows do on that car, which is also super cool. So, like, well, he has a dinghy that we take out, like a, a two-person float, floating see? boat. We go fossil hunting. He can just roll the window down and shove the thing in the back and roll the window. Up. It's you. fucking great. <laughs> oh yeah, see that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, my dad got him a deal on that car when he worked for Chevrolet, and he like has had the same car since then. Dude, you should totally. Mother. You should totally give him some rims like that. I think, but like I uh, other issues at the moment, but yeah. <laughs> get him a present be like hey man got you these uh crackers put on your your ride those are that, sick. Uh, that uncle used to be an imaginary for disney and those like metal disney passes that we always use when wow. we go down to florida it's kind of cool it was oh, an imagineer yeah. about a really crazy family love disneyland so magical. But what do the metal passes get you? Do you, do you have like a free roll oh, with the backstage Mickey Mouse uh, secret uh, no, the catacombs? So if you work for Disney for 10 years, they give you two metal passes that are like, um, like I don't know, it's like a, I don't know, the same size as like a receipt you get for like a restaurant when you they leave your your, your bill. Hmm. Uh, and they're metal. And they're, they're lifetime passes. So you, we can go to any of the parks whenever we want to with those passes. That's awesome. That's cool. Oh yeah, perks. But he so that uncle also uh, is a fossil hunter. So he goes out on weekends and he, he hunts fossils in Florida and sells them in different museums and stuff. He's that's fun. So all the sort you knows bear skull and the Smithsonian and a whole bunch of super cool stuff. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, I saw a video on those reels on the uh, on uh, on the Instagram. And somebody was doing fossil hunting on the beaches with the Finding the um with like sand dollars in in the rocks that were like round rocks. And uh I always think about that when I when I go over to the ocean. I was like, I wonder if I could find me a fossil. Mm. Have you guys ever done where that? you are, man? I mean, I've been to uh, uh like John Day, Oregon, Fossil, Oregon area. Uh, that's Eastern Oregon. You can literally, I don't know about today, but uh, back in the past, I think you still can uh, basically mine your own fossils pretty much. Like in fossil Oregon, it's pretty much all plants. And I want to say John Day, I don't think you can actually mine your own there, but uh, there's more like fish fossils and whatever else there. Uh, but there are plenty of places around the country where you can just go and just sift through the, the natural fossil beds or even, uh, how do I say this, pull out seashells out of old uh, basalt and stuff. 
It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of like Agate Beach over in Humboldt, North mm. Humboldt, um, where you could go down to the beach and uh, and find pieces of agate. And uh, I guess people turn them in for money to get a big enough piece. Yeah, same thing. The the field, I can't think of where it is right now, but there's a place in Southeast Oregon where they find the most uh, Oregon sunstones, which are really uh, beautiful gemstones. Uh, and uh, it's pretty much just open fields. You can pretty much just go anywhere. I think a lot of it's public land. You can just go and sift through the, the dirt pretty much for uh, uh, sunstones. And people find them all the time. It's kind of fun. It's like those geo rocks here. Like a lot of geo rocks. Sunstones are pretty. Are these all cannabis sports? Uh, pardon? Are these all cannabis sports? You know, cannabis activities. Get Looking stoned. for sunstones, I'd say. No, no, get, yeah. getting getting high and fucking going and looking for stones and this. These are great, great things to do. Right. Oh shit! Dude, that's it. That's what they're missing. They just smoke a ton of weed and then go out and just like look for shit. So that's the sunstones coming a few different colors. There's a there's a place in Black Horse, Pennsylvania. There's a gross an Acme grocery store, and you can get rubies right behind it in the cliffside. Yeah, those that's are fun. badass. Are they? Oh, yeah. Man. You literally just fucking find them. Legit. Yeah, dude. I, I like that that type of stuff. I like I like looking at that type of stuff. I just don't like wearing it. Uh like chicks do. No, no, totally, totally agree. I just, I like looking at it. It looks cool. Right. Dude, I like rocks. Yeah, I have some, like, uh, yeah. stones and stuff around here. We were joking about it on the on the show, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Oh, these crystals, do they uh, do any benefit in the garden? And somebody, I don't remember who it was, but somebody in the show, like, half convinced me. I was like, fuck, maybe they do. Like, maybe they, uh, who was it? That, I can't even remember. It wasn't potent, but it was somebody who was like, oh, they vibrate. And I was like, well, okay. And I looked it up a bit. I looked up how uh, quartz watches work, so on and so forth. And it's by uh, uh, purposefully dilating the crystal with some electricity, uh, like electrical feel. And I was like, man, you are talking me into believing that crystals have some effect on the soil. I don't like that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking it out loud because I still think it's bullshit. But I'm just like, all right, it's uh, semi-plausible. Uh, I don't Because I enjoy them. I know it sounds like bullshit, man. Like, oh, you put crystals hey, in the freaking man. soil and it works better. Hey, and you know that aliens could help build the pyramids too. That's you probably what that. it was. No, dude, that's that's anti-humanist. When I hear that kind of stuff, I'm like, dude, you, you guys don't even know how awesome humans are. We totally built the fucking pyramids. It's not even that hard to do. They know how to do it. They know how to move the. Do they know how to move the uh, the Easter Island heads? First of all, we didn't know this until recently. The Easter Island heads are not just heads; they're full bodies. So they moved not only those heads, but they moved way bigger things and they moved them across the island because the freaking stones are not found there. Like humans are really ingenuitive when they want to be. Yeah, they, they wiped out all the, all the forests to do it. That's why it's a dead it did. Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the Sahara actually, yeah, all of Northern Africa used to be like uh, uh, plains and stuff. And that's only just uh, changed in like the last three or four thousand years. It's really bonkers. Yeah, because they built the pyramids and and they wiped out all the the wildlife and everything just to build the pyramids. Hmm. 
I mean, I can't say you're wrong because something precipitated that change. You know what I mean? I don't know what it was. I mean, it had to be built somehow. And they showed how they would do it. They said that they would use, um, then they they would use the logs to roll the the um, the big giant uh, uh, let's just call them bricks, and um, they would roll them along with the thing and they'd replace it, place it, and place it. And you'd have to you'd have to keep. You have to keep making sure that when you when you're doing it, you and you and you uh, have uh, that they don't start breaking up. And when they start breaking up, you have to replace it with a brand new one and just keep going. It was uh it was on the they did a, they did a documentary on it on how they would uh, how they would have been done, and and that was that that was one of the ways they would say that it could have been done. That is not falling for the the crystals and the soil, blah blah blah. I figure it's BS, but I like to keep an open mind when people are semi convincing. So if we have some yeah. crystal scientist who comes on here and is like, "Bro, you don't even know," let me tell you the crystal shit. I'll be, uh, it's got a you high. Talking about the bullshit that was on fucking. So there is a show on FCP, and FCP is normally good, but goddamn, they needed to shut that guy's fucking mic off this week on, what was it, Thursday, they had a guy on talking about fucking woo-woo bullshit crystals and structured water, <clears throat> putting crystals in favorite. water to fucking yeah, make favorite. it fucking make minerals. Dude, none of that has any fucking basis in You science. mean alchemy? It's all bullshit. Oh, Are we talking grow science or bro science? That's not even so, bro science. That's like woo-woo <laughs> science. science right? Metaphysical science? Something's going Metaphysical on with thinking like science. I don't know. H L G hundred or six hundred. Hold on, it's smash. Uh I guess now we finished. What's that smashed? Something's going on with the H L G six hundred. I don't know what happened, but I like it looks half as bright as it should. We were just talking about that in the chat. What do you think? Uh, what do you think could happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any idea. Have you unplugged it and tried to just reset it? Yeah, right. honestly. How long did you unplug it for? Uh, I don't know. A couple minutes, a minute. That's a good question because actually, it could have a capacitor in it. It's not discharging. Um, Maybe unplug it for like a whole minute again. See if that actually changes anything. Because it does have like a control board probably that's maybe, I don't even know. No, the capacitors have to discharge. So I would leave it unplugged for like 10 minutes. And then go ahead and give it a chance to to cool down and then fire it back up again and see what happens. But we, I, there's a couple of H, I know at least three or four different people. There are other people that think of what I can do. Or people that are, you know, written in on the show that, I've had issues with HLGs, so they're just they don't use quite the same quality components as some of the other companies. It's yeah. really cheap. Yeah, but it's so more white like this. And I don't are they cheap like, though? <laughs> All right. I mean, for the price point per PPFD, yeah. What's the price of what's the what 
what is the price point? What what am I looking at? What's cheap and like what's eight hundred bucks? Uh, like a six to eight hundred bucks for depending on if it's on sale for like a thousand watt ish unit. No, 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 like a thousand watt equivalents. I guess they call them like a six hundred watt uh, ish unit. So I want to say, yeah, that's about right. Smashed, right? Like uh, I want to say your unit. I mean, you got it for free, but uh, normally it was uh, six, like eight hundred bucks. I want to say for the Scorpion. Yeah, it came out there like a thousand. I gotcha. See, that's a bit too much, honestly. That was already because I remember honestly, uh, HLGs being more expensive in the competition, and I couldn't justify it. But now, evidently, they're a little bit less expensive in the competition, and they they make up for that with lower quality parts. Evidently, uh, the HLGs are typically below, I guess, some of the higher end lights, kind yeah. of middle of the road. I guess they're definitely below so, like Avita stuff like that. So my wife wants to get us a corner tent. Because we really don't have any kind of room. And what we're getting the corner tent for, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but we got the 20 Peppers uh, uh, seeds going right now. And she wants to have those having those uh, going and want a tent for those to have a little light thing in there. And it's just to get them um, to about what april so maybe maybe late march till we go outdoors with them so, so you, you generally put your plants out second depending on your latitude second or third week of may at the earliest and then you know later depending on where you are i don't get out till shit it sucks uh, in oklahoma we just because of the hail and the weather we generally put them out june 1st or you know, last week of May, not the earliest. Yeah, yeah we try to go in, Mother's Day in Sacramento. Never happens. Um, I just uh, we put them out in the. We had tomatoes growing by, uh, and we had tomatoes probably by April or or May. We had tomatoes, and we we're so eating tomatoes. Like you'll and get. Then, uh, yeah, we had. You'll get 75 degree days in probably March. Uh, yeah, no, we had, we were having really hot days. It was ridiculous and um, how hot of days we've been having. Uh, when It's like, hey, I was getting so pissed off because I was like, dude, this is the one cool thing about being in this area is um, we have a good amount of 75 degree days, 70 degree days. And it seemed like it went straight to summer where you're getting like 89, 88, uh, 90 degree days in, in, uh, in April and, and late March. I think we even had a couple uh, like 80 degree days. It was ridiculous. So it was unseasonable. And it's, it, you know, good old global warming making it hotter here. Well, you'll start bringing stuff out earlier. All it is. So, what was the question? I think we danced around it like fifty freaking times. What was the question? First of all, oh. what is a quarter tent? What do you mean by a quarter tent? Like, is it a small tent or what? It's like yeah, almost it's like a two by two. It's kind of like a for a quarter. Okay, and it only literally has like two accesses or whatever. But is it still yeah, square? Yeah, put it against the wall. Okay. okay. Exactly. The corner. Oh, the, was the question, or was there a question? 
Oh, I was gonna say, what what do you what kind of light do you think would be good in for like a little corner tent to put in there just for the for the um, do for those little seedlings? Yeah, you don't need all that much. Yeah, uh, Smashed has one of those uh, uh, quantum boards, or whatever. If you can find that style, they even sell them honestly at Home Depot now. That style of freaking light. Or uh, uh, Potent was just talking about the SKs. They have some really nice little. What do they call them? Like a mother's little helper or whatever. It's like a hundred a watt, two hundred watt light. Yeah, it's yeah. super nice. Or a little LED strip, straight up. Have, uh, yeah, but like just a hung up quantum board. Go ahead. SK's got a bunch of cool new stuff that's not out yet. That that'll be coming later this year. That's fucking awesome too. That I'm probably not allowed to talk about beyond that. Noob Rose is saying that nights are too cold in April in NorCal for peppers. So Noob is basically. Uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, weed central, is, uh, essentially, you know, Humboldt County, uh, uh, Mendocino, that kind of area. So he's saying for that area of, of uh, California, nights are too cold in April, at least for peppers. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, Sacramento is a little bit further south, isn't it? You guys are a little bit yeah, uh, it's warmer, way, honestly. It's, uh, yeah. We're inland. Three hours. Or it's a hundred. Yeah. Well, it's it takes five hours to get there. My uh, headphones. Pardon? Oh, we're all stoned now. Dude, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I think we'll call the last call because it's late and we're all stoned and tired. Um, we'll make it the next uh, 420 and then we might fuck off. So Robert Greenfinger is just saying that we rock, by the way. What's Thank that, you. Smash? I was going to say they, they probably have a heat safety. You think that's what it is? Uh, do you have one of those heat guns? Yeah, it was. Well, it's working now. I forgot to leave the fan oh, off. It's back. It's back to normal now. Yeah, I went back there, unplugged it, went back down there. I forgot. I went in there and didn't have the fan on. So as soon as I put the fan on, it cooled down, and I opened no it. Shit. And yeah, it worked. Whatever no, I, like I did, work. shut off. That's good to know. I mean, uh, that's an interesting sign, Smash. That means you probably don't have enough circulation out of the tent or something. Interesting. Right on. Good to know. Yeah, I forgot. I was taking pictures, and I shut off the fans. Huh. Well, some of them. I mean, that's a good thing. That means that that light probably won't cook your plants if you forget to turn the fan back on or something. It's yeah, it kind was of only running at, it looked like it was only running at like 50 or 60%. Does that one have a dimmer? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I love cool. the dimmers on LED lights, man. That's one of the best pieces of freaking uh, uh, technology you can have on them. Uh, it, it allows you to do so much freaking, uh, I don't even know, just artistry with your freaking grow. You can either lift or lower the light like you can with really any light. I mean, some lights you can't really lift or lower. You know, some lights are basically built just as freaking be at one height but uh one of the nice things about leds is you can honestly lift or lower it so if you have little tiny seedlings right at the base let's say you're in a honestly in the same environment but if you're in a, a small grow like you're speaking of corner tents or whatever i'm thinking of just like a tent uh uh you can uh, lower the light if you have uh, small seedlings in there. You can then raise it if you basically have tall plants or flowering plants, whatever. You can do the same thing with the, the dial. You can lower it or raise it. And you basically have this factory where you can get the lights right next to the canopy. You can get them a little further from canopy to get the canopy to stretch a little bit. 
You fucking do all kinds of stuff. It's wonderful. Not to mention you can ramp the the uh, the light towards the end of flower. The plants are photosynthesizing a little bit less, but you know you run out of space in the freaking tent, so you can basically just like dial it back a little bit. Fucking love it. It's wonderful. A so couple yeah, ago, they were talking about on cheap home grow that how far away are we to have custom lights just for certain tents? You know. Where you can just dial the dimmer down. You don't have to move the light. You can just dial the dimmer up or down. Mm-hmm. You know? But, I mean, uh, it it's good to have the, the light on a... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you are still talking. Go ahead, dude. No, I was saying that like, the same brand that made the tent is the same brand that made the light. Like, how far away are we to, to see that? AC Infinity, maybe? Is that the one? Yeah. That could yes, be the company. I, I didn't know that they made lights, but I guess that that makes sense. They they made a big splash a couple of years ago. I actually have an AC Infinity uh, was, fan of theirs. Go ahead. The, the tent and light thing used to be really popular. I know um, Spectrum King had tents for a bit. There was also um, uh, what was the name of it? There was one that was like Hydro Tent or Hydro something, and they had like a wire cable system where you could like have different grow beds at different heights. So you'd have like your clones at the top of the tent where it's warmer and your regular plants below them on these hanging cables that you could adjust the heights of the different beds and stuff. It was really neat. You could even grow like four or five layers of, if you're just doing vegetables, you could have multiple layers of stuff. Hanging hydro. That's it. Hanging hydro. It took me a minute. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I think that, uh, um, you know, that is something that's kind of gone away. I don't know why, but there used to be four or five companies that all had lights and tents, but everyone's kind of stayed in their lane now. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, DC Infinity has the combos now. Hmm. Yeah, they're they're making a splash. I was just going to say, there's a whole thing. uh, I guess you have to be nerdy about photography to give a shit, maybe. I don't know, but I like it. I think that it's uh, really useful. Um, you can bring a light very close to the subject, but turn it down. So you have this very nice diffuse light, or you can basically take it further away and turn up the intensity. So you have something that's a little bit more like, um, uh, 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 it's a little bit more like the sun where it's a little bit more distant from the plant. And I feel like the plants react to it very differently. You know, like even though the, the same amount of lumens are basically hitting, I feel like they're hitting in different ways. If the light is further high up or right next to the canopy, depending on how you've uh, 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 dimmed it. And you can do all kinds of fun stuff. Like I say, you can kind of induce a little bit of stretch or you can kind of compact the plant by giving it just a little bit too much light, a little bit too close. The plant will sort of have the, this tendency to not really want to stretch. This is so useful to be able to have that kind of uh, a toolkit. You can't do that with like a double-ended Gavita or whatever, you know. Yeah, these days it's almost a given. You need four ratchet hangers on your lights. Mm, like it makes life a whole lot easier. Mm. Cheers, folks. I guess uh, it's been quite an interesting show. Right on. It's been an uh, interesting beginning to the year. I don't know anything else to say here. Uh, New Gross is saying, uh, I can get to Sac in an hour if I break a few laws. Well, anybody could get to Sacramento in a few hours if he, well, in an hour, he's saying, all right, maybe, maybe anybody in an hour is too much. I was going to say from, from Sri Lanka or something, maybe not, but I don't know. If you could fly, if you could break into an Air Force base, because I mean, he said break a few laws, so we're going to break all of them. If you could break into an Air Force base and steal, 
a freaking jet fighter that conveniently you know how to fly and also has gas. Uh, could you get to Sacramento in an hour from just about anywhere? Maybe. Well, at least domestically. Probably not from New Zealand. No. Go back in time. Come to New That's New it. You got to do the Superman thing where you spin around backwards and go back in time. That's backwards. how you do it right there. That's it. That's it. Winning. Winning. I think we're all tired, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm there. Right? Oh, Smash, did you want to tell us anything more about the the, the freaking uh, mildew mold rod? Or do you want to show us pictures? You you can honestly take pictures for next time. We could look at them. I don't really care. You were talking about rust. Rust is most commonly because your soil is poor, right? So you don't have good microbial biodiversity. I think it has to do something with my water, honestly. It's Pardon? not your water. It's, it has to be vectored by a soil fungus. Uh, so, um, yeah, but if you got, you don't have good soil biodiversity in, in the root zone. But if it's what I think it is, and there's rust in my water, which I just got a complaint that there is, like actual you rust, like rust, iron rust. Iron oxide is not going to cause that. I'm hoping it's nothing like that that would throw it off. But I've honestly been dealing with it iron oxide, like like rusted pipes. Your rust I is so. not. I don't rust. know. No, it's not going to do anything to your plants. <laughs> it's like sand in your dirt, pretty much. So I don't really know what it is, and I can't figure it out. I'm kind of confused. Well, that's why to talk about it. But you know, if you don't want to, that's fine. But the thing uh, is, every time I talk about it, there's a hundred fucking different answers, and I can't get a decisive one. So I'm trying to I mean, do welcome to growing, honestly, Smash. <laughs> welcome to growing. That uh, I mean, even with a doctor, so they'll give you oftentimes, or at least they'll do a differential diagnosis on your your problem. So they won't just usually say there, oh, you got fucking AIDS. They'll look around and say, oh, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this, and they'll kind of bang those ideas against each other, basically, usually in their own head, until they finally spit something out to you. And to you, it just sounds like one thing. But I mean, they're basically banging these things together. And so, for example, when we look at stuff, when we Whenever we look at any of these gardens, we're like, all right, what's the temperature in there? What's yeah, the humidity? And then we and get a little half. bit of information. We're like, well, but for 50 different things, uh, uh, Smash, honestly, your garden has gotten a lot better in that time. Uh, but there's been a hundred different things that we've talked about. We used to talk about, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, why can't I think of that's, his name right now? Reservation Prophet. Right? We used to talk about Reservations Prophet's uh, garden quite a bit. What's the problem? Every time it Every time it infects a plant and I show it, I get so many different answers that it confuses me and I can't narrow it down. Oh, I see. I just remember that most of those people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I know. That's that's the problem. That's why I'm sitting here trying to like not ask as many people and just trying to do my own research and talk to people from U.S. Amherst and trying to get some stuff tested. What's well, so. Right on. Uh, Smash, how can people find you? Oh, uh, 420 Smash on Instagram? Yeah, something like that. That's about it. I know, man. Uh, <laughs> we might uh, abscond a little bit early for the evening evening because I feel like we're just out of steam. Yeah, I'm uh, tired. Right? Have a great night, everyone. Cheers, Ian. Have a good one. Uh, Kenny, what about you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram as well. Um, 
just finished my little hula hoop. Uh, what uh, few me you call it a hula hoop? Oh, let's look at it, man. Sure, we didn't uh, we didn't talk about it at all. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, how's me... the garden? Uh, one of those, the apple fritter, right? Yeah, this actually the bigger ones, the apple fritter. One I uh-huh. actually have tucked right here. Uh, we're doing great. I took some clones because I accidentally uh, cracked one of the uh, bigger stems mm-hmm. at its base. I remember that. So it lost some pressure. So I just opportunity to take some clones. Yeah. If you take some cloning gel and just pour it in there to make sure it, it heals right, it'll it shouldn't be an issue. Oh, good tip. I think I just cracked another one. <laughs> no, yeah. If you if you crack the plants, just put a little cloning gel on it. It'll, it'll help it heal faster. So aloe would be good too. I don't have a yeah, aloe juice is fine. Six and whatever does that. Yeah. Cool. That's good to know. Appreciate that. Uh, you can even use aspirins. You can take an aspirin dissolve it. And, the, and just enough water to make kind of a paste out of it, uh, okay. and then paint that on there too. It's like, what if it's in the what if the cracks really in the, the soil? Because what I'm going to show you is where I think I this is where I took. Uh, oh. I see the cutting. It's actually in the dirt, so it, I think I cracked that can back I, one. Can I ask further. you why you put the first node below the soil level? That's generally not it's, good. So it was a clone that was already grown like that. It already had grown, you know, way past. I usually uh, put those nodes below ground just for, it seems like a pathogen vector often, but it works uh, 85, 90% of the time, just a small percentage of the time it doesn't. Yeah, I agree. If anything, I would dig it out a little bit uh, to, to expose that. It sounds stupid, but I would literally, next time I would just plant that whole thing up a little bit higher. Uh, even if you have to make a little mound to do it, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with a little mound. It's still going right. to reach down there and get all the root, the, you know, the water, the roots and stuff. But in this case, I would literally just dig out a little bit. And, you know, if you want to keep it from filling in with worms or whatever, just put some like nut shells or whatever on there that the worms are not going to want to fuck with. I good tip. Uh, good tips, yes. Uh, it looks like the zinc deficiency that uh, we talked about before has kind of went away. Right. New growth in the dog dog walker. It, it's green. So I told you, man, you'll have these little blips. You know, maybe the roots went through. Uh, dude, they might have even gone through like a little layer of freaking rock dust that wasn't processed and was super acidic or yeah. some shit. And they were just like, you know. That's but, what I was uh, thinking. You, like yeah. you said, the whole bed isn't homogenized and ain't come together yet. You know, yeah. there's a lot of breaking down still needing to happen. Yeah. That second cycle, third cycle, fourth cycle. Oh my God, it gets so easy. You'll get to this point where you'll be just like, man, it's a fucking race car. I barely look at it and it fucking runs, you know? Yeah, that's why I can't wait. Yep. And then that's why I say watch uh, Herb and Farmer and a couple other guys. You yeah, I watched that guy. Yeah, his bed is like, right on, yeah, I was like, man, he's right. It's damn near my bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know about that guy. Yep. Yeah, he was chill. But uh, like I said, you me on Instagram. Uh, I'm not going to take up too much time. But uh, you guys have a great night. Here's um, thanks for the tip to you. Good, man. Have a good one. Peace out. Uh, peace out, my friend. Right on. Uh, patio is in the house. Cheers, my friend. Welcome. Surrounded by Keith. What's going on? Cheers, dude. You're saying anchor roots. What else? What else in here? I think we're coming up on uh I think next month we so, got it. Uh, March is my year anniversary on your show. No shit. I think it was February of last year. Memory shows me right. Oh. You can 
we can go back and check that, but we're getting close. Go back and check. Dude, it's been a crazy amount of shows. By the way, happy 420, everybody. Uh, it's been more than a year uh, since Coot's been coming on. It actually astounded me to think, like, I think Coot's been coming on since almost before, almost the beginning of the pandemic, I want to say. Like, I want to say I might have had him on the show briefly before that. And then we had him on the EO show, I think. And then he started coming on this show. It's crazy how time fucking flies. It really is. Uh, we've had all kinds of people on this freaking show. We've had Breeder Steve and all kinds of freaking people. It's been amazing. I need to honestly get back to, to uh, inviting uh, guests for Tuesdays. It's just so much easier not to. Frankly, just not to deal with it, not to worry about it. I'm busy with other stuff. Because uh, I always feel uh, uh, I always feel I have to do research about the guests, right? So in other words, like, I don't want to just sit there and say, so what's special about you today? You know, like you actually have to have good questions to ask these people, right? And when you don't have like, a producer team behind you you have to come up with those questions uh, yourself so i just i don't know i always feel bad just asking random people on here and then just winging it but uh i don't know we'll see we'll get back in it uh we're gonna get miss jill on here pretty quick here uh uh miss jill's gonna be a great freaking uh discussion i know it uh then let's see here who else have we, we've been uh, talking to i'm forgetting right now we're gonna get some else right. on here january 26th January 26th was the first time I was on your show. Oh, right on. Fucking hell. Crazy. Almost exactly a year. Uh, it's going to be fun. This year we're going to, well, okay. I guess it's, a, it's still a semi-secret, but we're going to see. Towards the end of the month, it might be pretty fun. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe we'll fuck off. Uh, Captain 420, what about you, my friend? Uh, any final thoughts for the evening or, uh, I don't know, words of wisdom or I don't even know. Uh, to learn something. Actually, again, Coots disappeared, and I couldn't ask my question for Pogan and Coots. But yeah. uh, and I actually remembered it, but it wasn't until I think I put a little bit of bourbon in the drink that I remembered my question. <laughs> it happens next time, but my friend. Thanks for another uh, wonderful evening here, and uh, thanks for letting me come on, Pogan, Christopher. Uh, Everybody out in chat. Uh, I don't know who all is still here. Uh, eventually, I'll get a laptop running again and uh, be able to join chat. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy. Good Stay have safe. Good Stay warm. Here, ladies and gentlemen, it's the uh, boys and girls. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Apparently, I'm high. Cheers, boys and girls. Cheers, that. My brain is not working anymore. Tom Spoon is saying here, uh, I read Coot's old forums and found this show. Oh, you found this show because of Coot? How funny. Uh, as he started to come on in early 2020, show keeps getting better. Coot's still on message. Laugh my ass off. Right on, Atomic Spoon. That's a funny thought. It hasn't occurred to me that people probably watch this show because, let's say, Coot's on here or because Breeder Steve's on here. This is a bunch of reasons why you might want. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, Atomic Spoon is saying five different Morgana just jumped into a three by three bed today. Nice, right on. That sounds awesome. Uh, it happens. People get uh, people move on. What are you gonna do? Or people people get older. What are you gonna do? Talking about uh, internal chat here. Christophe, bonjour. Nous quittons. Uh, bientôt, yes. mon ami. Uh, à tous les mots uh, de joie. No, fuck. How do you say the, the, the happiness? Um, à tous les mots de 
Fuck, translate. Uh, here, I'll say words of wisdom. But not in Arabic. No, not in Arabic. Uh, <laughs> finish. Parole de sagas. No, sages. As-tu des paroles de sagas? Christophe. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, 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 excellent weekend. Have a good weekend. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good word of wisdom. Yeah. Oui. Oui. Yeah. Uh, uh, en anglais, nous. Uh, how do you say? We say. Nous parlons. On travaille. Uh, it works. <laughs> that literally doesn't make any sense. Uh, um. Nepa, yeah. fuck, how do you say it? it doesn't make any sense? Nepa sense, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, ça n'a aucune sense en français, uh, mais en anglais, on travaille. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm <laughs> <still. laughs> okay. Au revoir, Christophe. Okay. Buffet le buzz. Uh, no, fume le buzz. Right? The buzz. The buzz. Fume le buzz. Oui. En anglais, fume le buzz toujours. Right? Smoke weed every day. Fume le buzz toujours. D'accord. Smoke weed every day. That's it. That's it. Jason Bean. Uh, Chad W uh, just put out a vid on wanting to go living soil. Chad's welcome, man. He's welcome. Come on here anytime. Uh, Strong sounds like the best segment of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Chad Westport. I actually just did a video recording with him last week. It should be up next week on his channel. Uh, right well. Cheers, dude. Yes, saying bonjour. Uh, Christophe, bonjour, mon ami. Uh, big force. Yes, Fibido. Yes, big force, uh, my friends. Right on. Cheers, buddy. Poten, what about you? How can you be found, my friend? Sorry, let me pull it up here. I'm like... On this show, we like to say, you're welcome. Yeah, Dan Kanix is saying that Chad's been here. He has been here, but in the in the chat, I want to say. I don't think he's ever popped on the... I'm willing to bet he has never popped on the show. One episode. Maybe was wrong. he on one? Um, oh, he was sure? with uh, he was. with 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 uh, Caleb when we did the the, yeah. the copy left. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, uh, you can check me out at apmjclass.com. Marty and I have a, a long format class. You can use coupon code Fumi on there if you want to save fifty bucks off the class. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, really long format educational class. Tons of reference material. Uh, with that, if you want to learn how to do uh, aquaponics or, or that type of stuff, also have a nutrient website. I might as well plug since I never talk about it. Uh, APMJNutes.com if you need um, stuff for your aquaponics class or your uh, aquaponics system at home uh, or even hydroponic system. You can, you know, click the button, pick how many gallons your fish tank or, or backyard system is and get, you know, pick how many weeks of flour uh, or veg and then uh, away you go. Uh, and get everything you need, or you can buy the minerals directly um, or through the subscription service. If you want us to do all your nutrient dosing for you, we'll uh, test your water for you and send you pre pre weighed nutrient packets based on your system's needs. Um, so 
Yeah. Um, you go find my podcast, Going With Fishes podcast, uh, on your favorite podcast app. Let's see if I can find the relevant pages. Okay, I'm apparently on every single, I've got like freaking five windows open because I'm just like, oh, just open a new window, new open a new window, open a new window. Uh, now I have too many windows open. All right, where am I at? Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, check out uh, the podcast if you guys would like to listen to this. If you're watching the show and you'd like to maybe catch up to every single episode that we have, uh, we have a bunch of them. I like to pick the best ones, basically, for the podcast. So I don't uh, podcast every episode, but I basically turn, uh, you know, sort of my favorites or the, the episodes that I thought were most interesting or I don't know, most interesting people came on or whatever. You know, there's, there's a no win there. Sometimes we have great episodes that I can't put up uh, for whatever reason. Uh, cheers, Pip Jam MBF. What's going on, my friend? Uh, Johnny Summertime in the house. What's going on, dude? Uh, but uh, long story short, if you guys would like to listen to some of the best episodes we have in an audible format, perhaps while you're uh, working on something, maybe doing some woodworking or whatever else, I don't know, surfing on the beach or I don't know, driving to the beach in, in your freaking what beach combing mobile. I don't even freaking know. Doing something. Uh, go check out the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Chronic table, just like it says right behind me. Uh, and uh, subscribe. Leave a positive review if you could. That would be honestly very helpful. Uh, uh, reviews really do uh, uh, push the uh, subscribership basis and so on uh, forward, especially when you have kind of a unique podcast like we do. And it's like several hours long. You know, people look at that like, what the fuck is this? If there's a bunch of positive reviews saying, oh my God, this is lovely. Well, then people will actually listen to it. Otherwise, people will say, what the fuck is this? And they will leave the way they came, you know, backing out, like, uh, don't, you know, that kind of thing. Leave a review, my friends, so that people do not back out. Instead, they come in and they're like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Hopefully. If you guys don't like it, then, uh, I don't know, damn goddamn ingrates, go do something else. Uh, Potent is taking off. Cheers, buddy. Have a good one. No worries, my friend. Uh, uh, let's do it. Adios. Thanks, everybody. Let's see here. Uh, Hit that like and subscribe button. That's it. Thank you. You heard the man. What are you going to disappoint Potent Ponics? Speaking of the link, ladies and gentlemen, here's another link that you can click. Uh, click the link to humidoro.com. That made no logical sense, but we're going to go with it. We're going to pretend that it was super pithy and interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, go to fumidoro.com, F U M I D O R O.com. Uh, you can also type fumesofgold.com or fumidoroseedco.com. All of them redirect the same place. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of your first uh, uh, clicks on the website, it's not going to be that. You're going to go to the main homepage right here where it's, uh, it says Fumidoro Seedco, the highest standards for quality genetics from living soil made with care and intent, always grown in established living soil using only natural inputs. But after you do that, you can happily go to the contact page and click the Discord link. Join us over the Discord. We're having lots of fun over there. Lots of uh, uh, dab sessions and people just kind of goofing off, people answering questions, asking questions, uh, showing pictures of their dogs and cats. It's lots of fun uh, showing uh, uh, what they're eating and drinking, which is awesome. lots of fun, like sometimes unique stuff, sometimes not unique stuff. Uh, what's, uh, let's see here, talking about our strains, talking about, uh, there's a photo contest over there, ladies and gentlemen, we're having lots and lots of fun over there. Take a look at my uh, email address, questions, comments, concerns, funny jokes, uh, jokes about your mama, you name it, fumidoro, uh, sorry, fumidor at chronictable.com. I realized that that is actually a little bit confusing, but fumidor at chronictable.com. If you have any questions, just click that link. It'll take you right to it. If you're listening to the podcast, go to my website and click the contact page so that you can subscribe to the YouTube channel right there, youtube.com forward slash C 
forward slash Fumador and the flavors. Ladies and gentlemen, go take a look at the uh, shopping page. I would be uh, delightfully pleased if you did a little bit of window shopping and then maybe even actually some actual shopping. That would be nice. Uh, over at my website, I would be happy to uh, fulfill your order. Uh, take a look, ladies and gentlemen, at uh, Morgana. We have five packs and 10 packs available. This is a delightfully goofy, uh, happiness-enhancing strain, I like to say. I had a friend just a couple days ago smoke the original cuvee, the mom to this, and I was like, oh, I'm curious what you think about this. You know, somebody who's not super uh, uh, smoked out, doesn't smoke weed, like smokes weed pretty regularly, but not like every single day, not not a lot of it, you know, like definitely someone who you can say, hey, what does this feel like? And they'll give you a freaking honest answer. You know what I mean? Uh, the cuvee was very much a, a, a goofiness, stupidness enhancer, uh, happiness, just uh, how do I say this, just giggles, goofiness, whatever. Uh, I think I have uh, uh, distilled that even better, honestly, into the Morgana uh, crossed in. You're going to hear a, a little bit different generation coming up here in the future. Uh, uh, frankly, hopefully a couple different versions. So you guys, I think you're going to be really surprised, really surprised and pleased. That was the same word. And in, in, uh, I tried to say surprised and pleased at once. I was like, so pleased. All right, we're going to pretend that that's a word. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be so pleased uh, by uh, Morgana. First generation of Morgana, ladies and gentlemen, has been uh, pretty well tested at this point. Uh, this is a very smoky version of her. You are hopefully going to hear more from uh, this edition in the future. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, just to show the variety of uh, basically the first edition that you guys uh, have access to, this is one of my absolute favorite Morganas. I've gotten to grow uh, quite a bit of them uh, at this point. Lots and lots of that spiced wine that I kind of talk about a lot of times. Less of the berry that you'll uh, see in a second here when I show another picture. More of that spiced red wine uh, with a little bit more noticeable like cinnamon, whatever. And then it's very, very, very noticeable floral element, you know, gardenias, something else, very, very noticeable, uh, as opposed to, for example, this plant that was very berry. If you can imagine strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, that kind of, you know, typical American flavor, boom, very berry margana right there. Uh, like I said, indoors, outdoors, you freaking name it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, she's been uh, tested intercontinentally. That's the mom that I was just talking about, the uh, Kuwait F2 from Subcool. Uh, kind of at this point, a little bit legendary strain, one of the last strains that he got to uh, develop and work on. And he was saying always uh, one of his absolute favorite strains, really, really killer hash strain. And wouldn't you know it, uh, uh, like a lot of some cool stuff, it was very uplifting. So uh, unlike a lot of weed, even to this day, that is uh, very sedative. I think that's, uh, I, I have no problem with there being sedative weed. It's nice. My, one of my favorite strains, honestly, is Hindu Kush, uh, more of a land race, honestly. But there has to be a place for the uplifting stuff. You know what I mean? Like I like to smoke weed throughout the day from morning until night. And uh, I don't like to just go to sleep in the morning. You know what I mean? I like to go to sleep in the evening. So it's nice to have something that you can smoke daytime, afternoon, freaking name it, uh, beautiful outdoor plants, as you can see. Uh, great structure on this freaking Morgana. Uh, great, great, great variety. I am not lying when I say you're going to pull uh, winners out of every single pack. Uh, I learned from Subcool. Honestly, I was a tester for him. I helped him uh, uh, unveil a few strains. And uh, I hew to his freaking policy like you you should get a pa a keeper uh, subcool famously sold five packs you know now I'm, I'm selling five packs as well since i figured out how to do it on the goddamn website uh, i think you should find a keeper out of every five pack and it, it, it's it uh, goes without saying 
that you'll find a keeper in a 10 pack. When I say that, I mean, uh, you're going to find multiple great plants and you're going to pick your favorite because uh, uh, one person's keeper is another person's, yeah, you know, that's that plant's fine. So you're going to find something that you really like in a 10 pack. I, I stand behind that. If you don't, you're going to have to let me know. And I will, well, you don't, you don't have to, you know what I mean? Like if you don't want to, you don't want to, but uh, please let me know. And I will, uh, uh, Happily make that right. Ladies and gentlemen, Lima River Rose has been a super popular strain here too. This has been grown indoors, outdoors, uh, internationally, intercontinentally, you freaking name it. Lots and lots and lots of lime terps. Uh, no question about this. Like, you know, people say, oh my God, I grew this limey strain and there was like nothing there. No, you're not going to experience that with this strain. I can promise you that. I can guarantee that now as of uh, testers, customers, you freaking name it. Uh, people who've won photo contests and then grow these things, uh, I'm quite uh, uh, assured here. Lime River Rose will give you a lot of terps. Uh, she's going to give you a, a really good yield. She's going to give you a really good high. And uh, she's going to give you a variety that you enjoy. It's not going to be so crazy that you're like, what the fuck is this? But you're going to get enough variety that you actually do get to pick things that you like. You're going to get everything from sour lime to sweet lime to candied lime to lime popsicle. Uh, you name it. You're going to get a few heavy hitters. You're going to get a few that are really, really in your head. Uh, you're going to get a nice uh, variety there. Black Prince Ruby, ladies and gentlemen, I guess I'll finish it out with this. Uh, honestly, one of my new favorites, you know, it's, it's difficult to pick favorites and it's going to be even more difficult in the future. Uh, I'll tell you more as the future comes, hopefully shortly, 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 ladies and gentlemen. But uh, Black Prince Ruby is honestly uh, one of my new favorites. I was saying this a while ago and I meant it. If I had uh, started breeding cannabis so that I only really bred this one strain and kept it for myself and just grew it, it would have honestly been worth it. And uh, I'm not lying. Uh, I don't I actually, as a policy, don't lie. Maybe you don't know that. But uh, still, I'm, I'm telling you guys what I think. I am wholeheartedly pleased that I was able to create at least this Black Prince Ruby. I'm really stunned with uh, the, uh, the the terps, the interestingness, the fact that I know that there's way more inside this strain to unlock. Uh, all of the, the pictures that you see here, I literally did not keep any of them because I was sure that I would find, uh, okay, I am lying slightly because this plant right there is the mother of Thousand One Nights. I do still have her. She's an original Ruby Jack. So when this says here in the description, Ruby Jack by Ruby Jack F2, that's from the strain uh, Ruby Jack from my friend Stevie. That was the, probably the most, second most purple uh, of any of the Ruby, Ruby Jacks that I ever found. And this one right here is uh, decidedly pink lemonade. But anyway, uh, I was saying uh, uh, among these pictures right here, I was sure when I pulled these that I could pull bigger, faster, stronger. And honestly, I just didn't have any time for clones. So I kind of regret not keeping this one, honestly. Like, look at those freaking colors. And the taste on that one is really to die for. This one, the flavor is spectacular. Uh, she was the most similar morphologically to the mom. Uh, strawberry candy all day, all freaking day. This is the front picture of her. Beautiful, 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 beautiful plant. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you, well, I hope that doesn't sound like me just patting myself on the back. It's difficult to kind of uh, hype your own stuff without making it sound like you're just hyping your your, your own shit. But uh, hey, what are you going to do? There is a line somewhere. You got to tread on it. Perhaps you got to, I don't know, stomp the line a little bit before you find it. Something. I guess I'll finish it out, ladies and gentlemen. Every 10-pack, uh, that includes multiple 10-packs, comes with freebies, not of this one, but of Sealog of the Bat. But I just wanted to show you the other strain that is the progeny of this one. I was saying, oh yeah, that's the bottom of uh, 
blah, blah, blah. So this is the one I was talking about, 1001 Nights. You're going to hear more from her in the future as I have time. I don't have time for everything these days. What are you going to do? Especially smaller breeders. But ladies and gentlemen, I hope you will take a look at my website. I'd be honored if you did. I'd be honored if you uh, bought something. Uh, if you would like to use the coupon code BRAINS for 15%, no, 14% off, it's B-R-A-I-N-Z for 14% off, just like our friend uh, D-Zombie likes to say BRAINS. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, take a look. I think you will enjoy it. Uh, if not, I don't know, maybe... Uh, find something else. Be great. Atomic Spoon saying looks great. Thank you, my friend. Atomic Spoon has been enjoying. Actually, I could have shit. Well, it's too late now. I guess it's not too late. It's a little late. Do I have your photos open? Maybe. And if I have your photos open, maybe I can show here. I'm just going to show them anyway, because why the frig not? I'm going to show these photos that Atomic may or may not be growing. You never know. I mean, you never know. This is probably, this is very much alleged. This is, this is, this is not real life. This is alleged life. This is, uh, you know, some plants that, that might be growing overseas somewhere. Black Prince Ruby and Morgana, ladies and gentlemen, in something like, we'll call it week six, maybe. Maybe week seven. You know what? This could be week seven. Something like that. Looking sharp. Looking deadly. Right on. Nice terps. Ladies and gentlemen, you could grow those too. Let me know if you want some, and I would be happy to help. Uh, by the way, I didn't even show those package deals right at the top of the page there, the West Engine Swindle, These Witches 3, and I See a Witch. Take a look, ladies and, gen ladies and gentlemen. If you get one of the ones that is, uh, uh, for example, uh, the West Engine Swindle, you get to pick three packs of your choice. Just let me know which packs you would like. Email me at fumador at chronictable.com. Same thing with I See a Witch. You get one pack of Morgana and two packs of something else. Let me know what those two packs of something else you would like them to be. Could be two packs of Lime River Rose, could be uh, Black Prince Ruby, could be whatever. Uh, not to mention, if you would like me to pick, uh, uh, just let me know. Uh, a couple of times folks have ordered and then haven't told me something, even though I've emailed them. So I've just picked something for them. I think I picked well because I never heard back. So ladies and gentlemen, hopefully that's the uh, the deal that you're fine with too, because uh, I don't know what else to go with. Dabby J is saying TGA in the vault. Sweet. I got a little bit of TGA in the vault too. It feels nice to have. I wish I had more, man. I wish I, you guys don't even know. I was supposed to have a lot more. And then he literally got raided by like every single agency and a whole case of stuff that was supposed to be mine got poofed into the fucking ether. So I was supposed to have, I don't even want to say this because it sounds like fucking I'm making it up. I was supposed to have one of, I shouldn't even fucking say it. I shouldn't say it. I'll just sound like I'm making it up. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Atomic Spoon, Big Kush is still in the house. What's going on, my friend? Uh, Big Kush is also saying he's got several TJ in the house. What's going on, dude? Or in the vault, rather. Dan Gannick's in the house. Anthony, cheers, my friend. What's going on? Uh, who else is here? Skunk, going on? Uh, Brain's still good for 25% off, not for 25. That was the Black Friday deal. But we do have 14% off going on, uh, my friends. We might have uh, uh, some big sales in the future, but uh, we'll see. Honestly, in the future, we'll have a new line of seeds, but that doesn't mean we're going to discontinue the, the previous line. They're going to be slightly different, so they'll sort of coexist with each other. But uh, from time to time, we might have some sales. What can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, who else in here? Southern BT Grower. I didn't say hello to you earlier. Dank Annex. Cheers, my friend. Uh, 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 Dabby J. Who else? All of you guys. Stony Creek. Thank you, my friends, for hanging. Christoph, thanks for hanging. Uh, merci beaucoup. 
Be kind, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Be, uh, be kind, be decent, Bye. be gentle. Don't be fucking pricks. Adios, Christoph. Don't be fucking pricks, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be douchebags. Don't be pricks. Don't be freaking meanie pants. It's very easy to be one. Uh, other than that, my friends, we'll be here on Tuesday. We'll be goofing off. We'll be, uh, I don't know if I'll find a guest by Tuesday, but I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll throw out the freaking feelers. Maybe I'll get somebody. If you guys have an idea for guests, please let me know. Uh, otherwise, we'll be here, ladies and gentlemen. Come join us uh, 7 o'clock instead of 8 o'clock. Tonight, we start a little bit later. Uh, on Saturdays, we start later. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we start at 7. Ladies and gentlemen, join us. Cats and dogs, bats and frogs. It's been the simulcast. Uh, plus, I always forget to say all these squids, jellyfish, uh, random arsenal pods, butterflies. Uh,